what? Holy yeah. smokes, it started immediately. Oh, wow. That never wow. happens. I don't know what what's episode different. is it. What? Tell them what, what episode? episode it is. Episode 268. All right. This episode has three sponsors. It's being brought to you, first of all, by Squarespace.com. Start building your website today at Squarespace.com. Enter offer code PKA at checkout to get 10% off Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Also being brought to you by MeUndies.com. Uh, they are changing up the underwear game like no one else, uh, as well as Trunk Club. Um, our friends over at Trunk Club, helping you look good with ease since 2016. We'll talk more about each of those companies later on in the show. Uh, but first things first, we got a great spawn, uh, excuse me, great uh, guest tonight. Got Boogie with us. What's going on, man? Hi, guys. Uh, not much, man. Just doing the, uh, the YouTube thing and the Twitch thing and just chilling like a villain, enjoying the fallout of this fine brothers escapade on the internet what an interesting time that has been that man, man. in a century I, people are going to look back on no this one, <laughs> i'd appreciate it if no one uses the r word i think we all know the word referring to during this video woody woody does not want to get any strikes he's a stickler about that won't happen yeah oh yeah gotta be does anyone want to lay careful. it out there to, for for no. the people who are under a rock I, I can give you a short version of it because i'm very well versed in this me too Go okay on. so the fine the Fine Brothers created a channel called uh, React, and they also have Fine Brothers Entertainment. And they've been making short films for about uh, 12, 13, 14 years. They've been on YouTube now doing the React thing for about six years. Um, and basically, they take a group of people, they put them in front of a camera, they show them stuff, and then they film their reactions. That's the premise. Um, and they pretty much do reaction way better than anybody else is doing, way better than Jinx or any of these other reactors who just kind of watch the video, re-upload them in their entirety. It's all it's it's almost respectable what the Fine Brothers do I think, compared to what you would what the other reactors are doing. My Even son what I've done loves their channel, stuff. Right? My son right. can't stop talking about it. So they decided that um, they've always been kind of antagonistic when it came to people stealing their format, uh, and their format is pretty 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 much theirs to an extent. You know, obviously uh, the the kids react and the teens react and the that stuff. That's that's very much them. If you hear the term elders react, teens react. You tend to think of the fine the brothers. The terms are the concept. I don't know. Right now, the concept obviously is not. So they decided to work towards trademarking um, their what they consider to be their brand, which is teens react, kids react, or whatever. Along with that, they decided to also trademark the term react, which is not something I feel should be trademarked. I think most people feel it should be trademarked because it is the first thing humans do for anything. If you see something, you think something, you hear something, you react. Like that's a natural human impulse. Having a trademark for a natural human impulse is something that you shouldn't have, and the internet definitely got involved. On top of that, they also came up with a plan where they would license their format, including like their brand names, Teens React, Kids React, or whatever, to people to um, create shows under that umbrella, uh, ideally across the seas in different languages and different cultures. Uh, once people got look to look at the contracts, they found the contracts to be fairly exploitive, and not really leaving much left over for the person creating the content, giving a lot, get a lot getting kicked up to the Fine Brothers. Um, hmm. And so I didn't know that. Well, yeah, what I think percentage? it was like I think they were taking yeah, yeah. like thirty percent off the top. I think was the number I heard. So wait, I a seventy thirty split? That's not well, so, too exploitive, especially for right. a small channel. That's almost. Does normal. anyone know what this, what you would pay like uh, like the like a mafia don in that type of situation? <laughs> what percentage do you give a, a guy like that? Who's what is like, the Fine Brothers aren't going to break your kneecaps? Like, I, they I, might. Like, I could they go might. this way. If you have 5,000 subs and you sign up for full screen, what do you expect, expect that split to be? 
Um, yeah, it's probably going to be, I mean, 70, 30, I've seen 60, right? I've seen 60, 40, 60, 40, 70, 30 is yeah. kind of where it begins. Right. And if people don't know, as you get to be like a, a big shot, the contracts get closer to 90, 10, maybe even 95, five. Right. And, um, and then some of the biggest of the biggest that are draws, like the captain sparkles, gentle marbles, etc. I don't know their contracts, but I know that in history, sometimes they have, they sign them as loss leaders. What's right. really interesting about to me about all of this is if you work outside of YouTube, then what the Fine Brothers are doing seems particularly exploitive. But once you've been on the inside of YouTube for a little while, you realize that there are people doing things as bad, if not worse, than the Fine Brothers. You look at what Nintendo is doing. Nintendo has an exact React World setup. If you want to produce Nintendo gameplay, you have two choices. Number one, you can put it up in your channel and they will take... 100% of your revenue, or you could appeal through their program so that they'll only take, I think, 30 or 40% of your revenue. Uh, if you want to create gameplay of Nintendo videos, you have to go through a React World style process. And they didn't just try to do it like the Fine Brothers did, they have successfully done that on YouTube. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. YouTube works with them. Like, stuff like that happens all the time. We're what? constantly fighting copyright and trademark with. Um, and sorry, what I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, interrupting you. <laughs> you're dealing with uh, the, the, the movie industry, the gaming industry, uh, uh, the music industry, uh, the television industry. Even when you're working within the confines of fair use, these guys are constantly bombarding you with this stuff, trying to prevent you from doing really anything do, that could possibly compete with them. Boogie, so that do just, you have a policy levels. on what happens if someone re-uploads a derivative of your stuff? Like, like uh, If somebody re-uploads the entirety of the video, then I might rarely uh, copyright claim it, especially if it has more views than my original video. That's the only uh, time I'll ever do that. If, if it gets freebooted on Facebook, I'll contact the people on Facebook and I'll be like, hey, do you mind changing your description of the video to link to my channel? And I'll ask my fans to go to that video and post my channel on, on, in the comment section. Mm -hmm. I, I very rarely ever use Facebook to take anything down. If it's, a, if it's within fair use, you know, 70% of, 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 of the content is mine, but they've changed the, they've edited it differently. They've audio, made different audio. They've added, added commentary over top of it. They've made a remix. They made a YouTube poop. I love it. That's my favorite thing in the world. Download my content today. Re-upload it by making it your own thing. Do compilations of Francis sketches. Do compilations of boogie rants. Uh, make me sound stupid. Speed up my voice. Slow down my voice. Make it your own. And I love it. I love seeing that. Send that we to me on Twitter. I'll, I'll drop a like on it probably. We do a similar thing on Painkiller already. People have made compilations. People have made like derivative work. And uh, they've made little cartoons. Animated too, versions. Of, yeah, like, animated. The animated ones are the coolest. Yeah. They animate and the whole, we, the whole bit. I love that. Not man, only do I we not that. attack them, we often promote them. If I like a video, it shows up on my Twitter and stuff. And like, I'll do that for them. Uh, I feel like it just helps get PKA out there. Right. Now, even I will say, I have. Hold on, I've got more. Yeah. Um, I've copyright struck people who've e like there's a channel i forget the name of it but it's completely devoted to just reloading pka in its entirety or back yeah. in the day when we live stream we used to do like a pre and post show and uh people would feel justified as like you know like oh well since the pre-show is not on woody's channel I'll, therefore i own it you know if you're not going to do it then i it's my responsibility to but i always felt like no 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 that we were a little more kicked back in the pre and post show. Like it wasn't meant to hit an audience beyond the live one. And right. it was an incentive to sort of catch it live. And like, you know, if I wanted it upload, I would have its ours. So 
Um, in situations like that, I've struck stuff. Mostly, I've been accused of striking a ton of stuff, but the only one I'm really guilty of is either PKA, like entirety re-uploads, or one time I struck Keemstar because um, he was picking on wings, and I was like, that's my content. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I, uh... um, for me, <laughs> the only thing that I really don't like getting uploaded is sometimes on Twitch stream, I might say something regrettable, because if I'm talking for two hours unfiltered, <laughs> I might say it. something completely stupid, uh -huh. which I do tend to do pretty often. So sometimes that's embarrassing. Yeah, that'll then, happen. Uh, the other thing is sometimes I'll practice content, like I'll do covers of songs and stuff like that, and I'll do those on Twitch stream and practice them live, and then eventually I get a version of it that I like that may end up on YouTube, um, and I hate, I hate that it gets spoiled. You know, that someone will capture it on, on Twitch and they'll go, oh, here's this Matrix thing that he's been doing every Twitch stream. I'm going to upload it. And then everybody sees it there. And then the surprise when it hits Facebook, the surprise when it hits YouTube is already over at that point. I think every person, especially comedians, uh, deal with that. You know, you go to a show where they're working on the material. You record a lesser version of that material and upload it to their channel. Now it spoils the joke for when you get it well-rounded and correct. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's, but again, even then, I'm not going to copyright strike. I, I have no interest in it for the most part. I, it's only ever going to happen when it's somebody blatantly re-uploading the video mm -hmm. to, in, in its entirety without adding anything to it. I wouldn't even mind, and, you know, Jinx said, uh, come out if you, if you mind us uh, uploading your videos. I don't even know if I would mind what Jinx does. Honestly, I, I'd be interested in seeing what his audience has to say about me. Yeah, I'm glad that you're so liberal with the not striking people because over on my channel, I'm about to debut a character named Cyrus, and he's just like a super nerd, kind of talks <laughs> like this, and gets really mad over things that don't even matter. He's just named Cyrus, and really loves Magic the Gathering. And, uh, I said I would not copyright strike you. I didn't say I wouldn't come to house and strike you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think Cyrus is pretty endearing, you know? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like if. Like I said, compilations, derivative work, etc. That's just people doing free advertising for you. The UFC has been big on striking lately. They went nuts yeah. for it. Maybe you're up to date on this. Um, they went crazy for it, and um, uh, it's they turned a lot of fans it was, off. It was just the guy doing a flip. It wasn't even the fight. It was like after the mm -hmm. fight, he did this. He did a flip, Sage and they strike those videos. They right. did. They struck every video that that had UFC content in it that well, they could I, find. I get so it when it comes to like a Ronda Rousey fight or whatever, because those only last 13 for 13 seconds. <laughs> seconds, right? They're uploaded to Facebook like that. You guys are paying for you guys are paying for pay per view. I'm watching it on Facebook 20 minutes later. You know, I can so see I, the I can argument where they get on involved. that. Like I, I I get how that hurts them a little more, etc. Um, it's also not news anymore. You know, like it's I, part of the reason I pay for it is that I can see it live. If if I'm seeing it tomorrow on Facebook, then that has less value to me than the, the, the live thing. All sports do. I already know who won when I watch it uh, on here. Facebook tomorrow. The, but the thing is here. So I'm a UFC fan, right? And I don't mean to paint myself as the world's most hardcore fan, but I like to follow the UFC like maybe someone who's really into hockey or basketball likes to follow those sports. So every day... I read some UFC-related news. Sometimes it's about their contracts, upcoming events, injury rumors, um, just pictures of guys' bodies because I'm so gay. Like, um, <laughs> but like, it, it's it's newsworthy to me if um, Johnny Hendricks, who typically has a hard time making weight, and he comes in with some body fat right now. 
he's like a perfect specimen. So I just see a picture of a fighter who's maybe found a better diet or new discipline than he had before as news. I follow this stuff every day. And when the UFC starts copyright striking, um, a lot of fans in anticipation of an event will make like a highlight video of a fighter. And when those can't happen anymore, it's like shit, you know, like this is the way that I make the UFC an everyday thing, even though events are happening every two or three weeks. And, and they, I they think take I, it. I think when you punish someone who's creating drawings or fan videos or fan songs or whatever they're doing, I think when you punish them for doing that, you're punishing them for being your biggest fans. And I get that you have to protect what's yours. You have to protect like what you're doing. And obviously, you have to earn a living at it. And if the, UFC, if the UFC isn't making as much money as they need it to make to keep it going, I could see where they'd be doing these kinds of things. But you're ultimately destroying your fan base. And that's the stupidest thing you can do. Because without your fans, you're nothing. That's true of the UFC. That's true of everybody in this, in this uh, uh, podcast. It's true of this podcast itself. It's true of everybody on YouTube. Without your fans, you're nothing. And the stronger, the bigger the fan they are, the more invested they are in you. It doesn't matter if they have money. It doesn't matter if they have anything. If they are excited and they're getting the message out there that you exist and what you're doing is worth paying attention to, they are your best friend. You'd never so, so, those people. So hang on a minute. We're, we're talking about the Fine Brothers, though. Somehow we have really yeah, yeah. meandered off the topic. Yeah, yeah. Let's just <laughs> can, can we have just sort of a judgmental phase? Like, uh, Here's what I think. Is, I, I, I'm sorry. Let's have a judgment phase. I like that. <laughs> right, let's, I think we should have a. You know what? I've ahead. copyrighted. Uh, I've copyrighted people who whose eyes are too far apart, and they're still making videos. Brutal. I'm kidding. I'm sure they're nice guys. I. So, they appear to be wildly successful, right? Mm -hmm. Very wealthy guys. And I don't know if it's just this like inner rich person hate that I, I suppose I shouldn't have, but it it's like really you didn't get enough. You know, it if it was just the network they were putting out there, if they said, Hey, seventy thirty deal, you exist under our umbrella, uh, you'll get promotion from us, you'll be like Britain's got talent, you know, like the next phase of, of our thing, then it'd be one thing. But if people don't know, the thing about trademarks is you have to enforce them, right? Mm -hmm. You can't selectively enforce a trademark or they say, no, 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 you, you can't enforce it in this case and not that case. You are forced to enforce every trademark violation that you can find or then other or you can't enforce them anymore that's the way it works you lose it if you don't pound people for it so for them to get a trademark on the word react really like it was either going to be worthless or they were going to start copyright striking everything and they say that was never their intention maybe it's unfair to say oh sure it was i know what you think better than you do maybe that's not fair but to get a trademark on react was really over the top and their format to me, it wasn't unique enough. No, I like, it's just I like a format of getting, like, what, what irritates me a little bit, like, I already hashed this over on this week's Truly Terrible, but, like, they none of the content on the React is theirs, really. They're taking third-party content, and then they're taking other people, and the only thing they're doing is editing, and once in a while, like, when a kid's trying fucking wasabi or, like, sardines they'll be like what do you think of that and the kid will be like i think it's icky and they're like oh, oh, oh god you slay me let's upload this and make some money here's but 60 they, bucks they get permission from the third like kyle you've been uh people have reacted to fps russia videos yeah they talk to you in advance right um yeah 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 they were yeah, yeah. 
Philly D implied the same thing. I think people have reacted to Philly D videos and they don't just straight up like <clears throat> steal your content like Ray Williams yeah, Johnson we talked did. To, yeah, we talked about it beforehand and we saw the video before it went live and critiqued it and all that stuff. Yeah, they were cool about it. So, I'm not sure if like this is something you can answer. Do they compensate you for that or is it just kind of like, okay, this is just getting my name out there more? Uh, no, they don't, they don't pay me anything, anything like that. Um, but I just, you know, I, was, I thought it was a cool thing to be done. Um, as far as this whole thing goes, I don't know. I, I feel like if you've got some, I'm sh if, if there are people out there copying their graphics package as well as their, uh, um, you know, their format and, and all that stuff, that's what would really stick it to me. And I think that they've seen people out there who do that and that was really sticking in their craw. Um, I'd like, I, they're probably coming from a good place with most of this stuff and I'm sure they had this whole thing set up with the help of some, you know, maybe a legal team and some other people and um, maybe it had m more teeth on it than they really wanted it to but uh, someone was just recommending to them, hey, you really need this in place to protect yourself but we saw what the reaction was and that's all that really matters bottom line. Um, the, the real court, um, you know, to decide whether this is right or wrong or not was the fans. And uh, and they've already their verdicts in. We the, figured yeah. that out. The Fine Brothers quickly. might not know this, but they're bad at being in front of the camera, right? Yeah. Everyone hated everything about them. These guys are <laughs> ruthless businessmen that belong behind the scenes. Which is a real shame because when they were making um, short films when they first got it started, I love I love some of their early short stuff. Mm -hmm. Their short films. I love some of the stuff that they started. I thought it was really funny stuff. But yeah, they look, uh, I mean, let's just be frank, I look unusual, so I, I think it's safe for me to say that, you know, I mean, they don't look like everybody else. They certainly don't look like the kind of people that you generally put in front of a camera. You've got a very and, trustworthy look, though. I look at you, I see, like, Hagrid. I feel like you're going <laughs> yeah. to look after me. You're, you're a gonna wizard. Guide... Yeah, I feel like you're going right. to guide me either on a magical adventure or, or, or something. I don't know. You, you look like you take well, care of me. Keep me safe. It's not let's... that they look weird. It's not, like, intrinsically that you look at them and you're like, that guy looks shady. It's just the way that they care carry themselves on the camera it looks uncomfortable they're kind of like slouching right, like and like, like things like the eye roll like when Rafi like you can tell yeah a lot of people see that video like the apology videos being like um uppity or something to that effect I saw I saw two guys in pain man I like super frustrated and super hurt by their the fans back uh, backlash and stuff like that and I think when Rafi's rolling his eyes I think he's not like saying like I these fucking idiots, which is what everybody thought. I thought he was thinking like, and of course we would never do that to you guys. If you look at the moment of the film, but okay, let's play a fun I, little game. We've we've said everything. There can is I get back? I, I didn't negative. get to finish my point. Oh, no, go ahead, was, go ahead, I got cut go off. But yeah. um, when I was saying they were bad in front of a camera, I wasn't picking on their physical appearance, like the one guy that looks okay, like good. that cartoon character. Um, I have a bigger issue. What's the guy? The football head? What's his name? No hey, Arnold. <laughs> hey Arnold, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a bigger issue with his um, with his hat, dude. Maybe it's my age. I can't get past it. Oh, the indoor beanie. The indoor beanie thing, oh, yeah. dude. Come on, come on. You're you're best friends with with, with a man who wears a a paperboy cap, right? Like, come on. Like, I don't like, like you that cannot either. Cannot be friends with Chiz. <laughs> And then give this man shit for some sort of beanie. I didn't actually. No, that beanie implies I never for... gave Chiz shit for the beanie. I, I feel you like know, I have. True. Chiz has taken that's his fair share. You know, <laughs> just else's no, turn. He's, um, also, he's here's pretty a... good out here. He's got his PKA cap. There's on. another thing. Better... Chiz is like he's probably 23 now, but he was 21. You know, during the paper cap thing, and um, these guys. What is he? 35. I I apply yeah. a different standard. 
You know, if you're between like 17 and 22, or bet heck, 13 and 22, and you're going through some sort of weird dress rebellion thing that no one else does, yeah, you're young and kind of weird. Um, if you're 35, you're Steve Buscemi, hello, my fellow kids, with that fucking beanie on. <laughs> and, oh, wow. <laughs> and that's, that's uh, what he came, that's how I saw it. it look at me, right? I'm 42. Buscemi, huh? Oh my god, did I pronounce it wrong? No, um, no, 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 no. I'm just picturing Buscemi and, and his crazy eyes. And it, Oh, no, no, no. I, I wasn't talking about the physical appearance. You know the skateboard meme? Hello, I, my I fellow kids. Doing. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He, there's a, a photo of him on the internet. He's a meme, and, and he's in a high school setting with a skateboard on his back and a hat, and he's like, hey, my fellow kids, when clearly he doesn't look like a child. That's right. what I was saying about this 35-year-old with the beanie. I was saying, like... Stop pretending you're a teenager. I get you're on YouTube and I understand that pressure, but like you got to let that go at some point, you know? Yeah. I well, it was the way that they phrased it as well because they the apology video didn't seem like it was like, we're really sorry about that. It was like a, we're sorry that you didn't you missed, get it. Right. And it was like, okay, well, this is yeah. like a, around the back condescending now. Like, are you apologizing or are you like backward getting a dig at me? And it, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, it, it was not a good way to handle it from start to finish well i think everything that you can negatively say about the fine brothers has been said in this podcast so <laughs> let's play a little fun exercise that i learned in debate class um and that i learned through therapy we're going to try to see things from the perspective of the fine brothers briefly okay oh, from their perspective i from, think it, this is oh. great right so imagine that was my initial reaction one of the uh, things that i think that i cannot would be I, better <laughs> <laughs> i cannot speak for the fine brothers okay um so I do. I am not speaking for the Fine Brothers here. This is my theory as to what they might have been thinking. Okay, but the Fine Brothers have been doing new media for twelve years, and they have been constantly battling with old media, and they have often felt snubbed by old media. And you can see these examples when, for example, they were frustrated with Ellen doing a React segment on her show. They felt that look, old media is trying to co-opt what we're doing. I don't think what they were doing was as much fighting against new media and keeping YouTubers from stealing their format as much as it was from the Jimmy Kimmels and the Ellens and the, and the, the Jimmy Fallons from creating a sub show or, or NBC creating an entire show just called React, you know? And, and, hey, I got an idea, John. Let's reboot uh, uh, Kids Say the Darndest Things and we'll call it React like that one show on, on YouTube. I think that's who their enemy was. And I think that, to be honest with you, if you're in new media like we are, I think old media, to some extent, is always going to be a fairly antagonistic uh, relationship to some extent, right? So I think what they were, I don't think they were worried about YouTubers copying their format. I, and, 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 but obviously that, that has to be the case because they had issued copyrights and, and, and trademark infringement with Tins React, whatever. But I don't think that was the primary target with React World. I think the primary target was to keep some uh, 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 company in Germany or some company in Scandinavia or some company in, in, in Sweden from creating their version of React and calling it React and weakening what they consider to be their brand and especially afraid that that would show up on the Scandinavian television or, God forbid, American television, complete, completely dismantling what they've built. And when you see it from that perspective, I think it's a very reasonable thing. I don't think they thought it through well enough to realize the impact it would have on YouTube. I don't think they really fully realized what they would have to do to protect that trademark. Like, like what he said, you have to actively defend that trademark. And yeah. they would have to have actively defended it on YouTube. 
And so I don't know if they fully realized that or whoever the legal team was. And at the end of the day, I feel like they just put their foot in a bear trap and realized, yeah. oh, man, you know, the Internet's not going to stand for this and, and we're not going to be able to do it. And holy shit, the idea is flawed. I'm sure right now, if you could talk, if we could have Rafi or we could have Benny on the show right now, they tell you, no, you're right. The, the plan was flawed from the beginning. We, should, we fucked up. Yeah. I'm sure I mean, they will the, the say TV that. The TV show sounds, part the makes delivery. sense. It's just like they could, uh, it, but, if they only did the, like, the word react, like they, I, it makes sense that they couldn't have a TV show called Elders React. But if they wanted to do something called Seniors Say on TV, and it's the exact right. same thing, it's like you can't right. copyright the idea of making someone respond to something. So it's like, right. what are you really protecting here? Just the word and, react? And that's what that's the biggest flaw. And you can see very a lot of videos that showed up on the front page of Reddit. They really break down to the fact that what they consider to be their format isn't really their format. You know, it's... like, I mean, the, 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 the question time and kids react and the graphics and, and the kids that they use and the, the background, that is all theirs. Mm -hmm. But the format itself is not really licensable, if that makes Perfect. sense. Perfect. I've been, I, so last week we talked about this a little bit too, and I'm glad that I shut up and let you guys finish. But, um, they seem to think that their idea and concept is much broader than a reasonable person would. You know, like, the, oh, yeah, yeah, here it is. The thing that I own is I show you a thing and then I film how you react to it. Oh, fuck off. You know, this is kids say the darndest things. This is react video. This is things, I love the 80s. Yeah. I Davis love the and 80s. Butthead, for God's sakes. Yeah. It just way too. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Beavis and Butthead would do that a lot. No. Yeah, they would. It's, oh, yeah. So that, <laughs> that was the entire premise of the show for the first season was they sat and watched rock music videos and then reacted to it. That was, you know. Yeah. That's a great example. And predates yeah. YouTube, let alone Fine Brothers. Right, right. We're talking 1990 for Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, predates so the I, internet. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> they just seem the to final have verdict. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. Oh, they overreached. They overstepped. Hey, yeah. you mentioned debate class. I just thought I'd mention my daughter's latest piece of hardware. And, um, oh, very cool. Yes. Is I, that first place? Oh, please. Of course it is. I, there's two cameras, so I'll show you guys next. First or last, baby. First or last. <laughs> yeah. I feel really depressed for you and Hope if you like brought in a third place medal. Or like you're like have your thumb on the bottom covering or, the word participation. participation yeah. <laughs> I um. Yeah, no, she she get she doesn't always get first place, but uh, this is her most recent competition, and uh, you know, I, it's weird what for me. What was she debating? Um, so she doesn't do debate. What she does is different speech events. Uh, there's, I could go on forever, but she, for people who know, she does poi oi and poi oi and another one too. Um, this one's oi oral oral interpretation, and oh, original oratory is the other one she does, and. Basically, in two of them, you like read from a binder and your feet have to be planted and it's all based on your delivery, almost like a, a talent that a radio person would have. And then another one, you write it and you deliver it. And I think you can move your feet too. So it's, uh, it's more like a monologue Broadway type thing. And uh, um, yeah, this... so it's like a performance more than like a I put it's to you class. that it doesn't. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... So the debate stuff, if you've never seen debate, it's I don't like the format. Um, the way that it works is she doesn't do debate, but one team lays out as many assertions as possible. And then the other team counters as many of those assertions as possible. And then it flips back and forth. So what you get are not persuasive arguments, but rapid fire 
just laying out as many assertions as you can and wrap it, how fast you talk is a big part of it. How quickly your team can research the counters is a big part of it. And nothing is about the delivery or how So you're just third rushing them with arguments. Like, yeah. oh, that one failed. Just send another one. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you know, whatever. Guns are bad. If you have more guns, there'll be more violence. If you have more guns, there will be more gun deaths. If you have this, if you have that. And then someone has to come back and be like, guns are good. If you have more guns, you get more gun defenses. This is how many home invasions were stopped per year. This is it. And they just, but it's literally as persuasive as I just said it. Whereas like, if you think that that would prepare you for say a presidential debate, where there's some amount of like likability and persuasion, or I, I could say a thing and then you respond with a clever zinger way of like um, Obama and Romney. I think Romney was for more naval ships and um, he knocked Obama for cutting it. And he's like, well, the thing, you know, I, we would cut the horse and buggy uh, budget too. Times have moved on. And now we have horses submarines. And bayonets. Did he say that? Whips and bayonets? Yeah, that was his thing. He's like, we cut horses and bayonets. That, okay. That was the thing. Yeah. yeah, he cut horses and bayonets. And now, you know, we, we shifted money from ships to submarines. And it it got play the next day. It, like, the fact that it was a counter combined with a zinger mattered a lot. And I think in real life it does, too. If you want to build skills that help you present at work or make your way on YouTube or in Hollywood or in life or on the sales floor of a car dealership, the kinds of skills, according to me, that you build in the different speech events are cooler than the kinds of skills you build in the debate events. But um, It's actually um, interesting. I did extemporaneous speaking in high school, and it's really funny if you look at what all the things that I took in in high school. I thought I was going into the science field, so I took chemistry and I took a AP English and AP calculus and all this stuff. Um, and I've never – I haven't done math in 15 years. Uh, but what I have done is I've spoken every day, so all the speech stuff, all the extemporaneous speaking and debate and all that stuff, the one-act play uh, for the acting, um, the video gaming that I did, uh, obviously that carries over, uh, the, all the computer skills that I learned, all that carried over. And it's really, I think it's so important to get a, a well-rounded education that includes some of that arts and includes some of that debate and includes some of that speaking, because that's a skill that you'll use every day for the rest of your life, and unless you're an extreme extra introvert, I guess, but even then... <laughs> That's something I wish I had tried. Debate seems like fun, like from the outside looking in or now hearing stories from people who used to do it. I bet that would have been a lot of fun, debate camp. I know Melissa used to do that. I um, am in my computer programming career. At first, I hated giving presentations. As a matter of fact, I looked down on people who gave presentations, right? Real engineers exist in an IDE, the integrated development environment, not PowerPoint, right? It's IDE, not PPT. And then I had a manager who forced me to present stuff. Uh, you know, basically, she felt like if I was out there bragging about the accomplishments that happened under her, it would be good for everybody. And it was. And I went at it super hardcore and I got good at it because I was scared. And um, I just sort of started really nailing the like five to 20 minute presentation aspect of my job. And because I worked in a field where a lot of people aren't good speakers or maybe even English isn't their first language, like I, I brag that I'm like in the top 1% of Cisco IT athletes. I was also in the top <laughs> 1% of Cisco IT speakers. And it turned out to really help me. When I came to YouTube, I felt like that experience that I had honed at Cisco, like presenting professionally all the time, carried over really well into making YouTube videos. So, mm. yeah. How were you at the Curry Cook-Off every year? 
<laughs> bottom one percent. Bottom one percent. Yeah, yeah. No, they would do. Um, dude, they have a what is it called? Like a pot cookout? Like when everyone brings it pot? It's not pot roast, but like um, pot luck. Thank you. That's what I was going for. Um, pot lucks in Cisco IT were shit. Absolutely. You bring beef chili just to troll everyone, so you'd I, have your own. <laughs> I would bring like brownies or something that my wife made, but everyone else is bringing like spicy thin bread, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" You, you, you try to like take a bite of the bread, and it bites you back, and you're like, "It, it, it I don't know. It was just, it was the worst potluck environment ever." Oh, Indian like, food's great. You're it is not. Guy. It is not. It's just, it's all brown mush that. Uh, it really, there I, is some brown mush in there, and it's delicious. Oh, I love, masala? It's great. I, I love food, and I have had Indian twice, and both times I left just, I could not handle it. It's, it was either spicy mush, or like uh, some of it was fermented mush, but it was all pretty much just mush, and it just none of it like made sense in my brain as food, which is a shame because everything makes sense in my brain as food. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm paying attention. When you, when you started talking about Indian food, I was like, let's Perk your ears up. Listen up. Let's let's absorb some it, knowledge. I, I've had a lot of Indian food. I've eaten lunch with Indian guys like four thousand times, and uh, um, yeah, it's it's mostly mush. It's mostly brown. Uh, they put different names on it. It's mostly vegetarian, and it's mostly the same to me. Well, the vegetarian stuff sucks. I, I've had good. I will say three times. I that, always like it. Uh, maybe you're eating at better restaurants. I, I, I will say this. When you leave an Indian restaurant, you're not hungry. It's very rich, and it's usually buffet. That's true. So yeah, they, they fill you up, that's for sure. Uh, you want to talk about a terrible potluck. Uh, I have about 20 nerd friends that come over every Saturday. Sometimes we film YouTube sketches, and sometimes we just sit around and play Smash Brothers and draft Magic Cube. Uh, but uh, my wife cooks every time, and she's gotten to where she's – I mean, she's incredible at cooking for 20 people now. It's just what she wants to do with her Saturdays. I don't ask her to do it. I don't beg her to do it. She's just something she likes to do. Um, but uh, every once in a while, uh, she'll end up uh, having to do something else that Saturday or not be able to cook or her work week. You know, she's working six-hour weeks sometimes. Uh, she, we, we, we've tried two potlucks. And one time it was okay. Uh, but one time, everyone brought bags of chips because we did in this line. And it's all a bunch of terrible bachelor nerds, right? Oh. It was like, we ended up with like 20 bags of chips. That's all we got. Chip, <laughs> chip again. It was so bad. I'll take the Cape Cods. Um, what a depressing potluck where it's like, God, who, who's not here yet? Kevin, Chris, and Steve? God, call them. Call, oh, shit. That's the door. There's no oh, plates. No, more, more Cool Ranch. Oh, you know? <laughs> no plates. Yeah, no soda. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, no soda, no beer, just hey, Doritos. Is it time for a new topic? I want I've to talk got, about Lefty. Yeah. I've got two. Okay, that was one of them. Yeah, yeah. So Lefty made a video today. I know Boogie hasn't seen it. Oh, yeah. It was 17 minutes long. Very nice. It, it was kind of a like, hey, this is my hello and goodbye. I felt like I left YouTube without like really putting a bow on it. And um, he thanked a bunch of people. He thanked Wings enormously. Uh, he thanked us on the podcast. Um Really didn't bring up any of the negative, only talked about the positive, and, uh, and told us what he was up to. Yeah, he's pursuing the voice acting thing hard. It seemed like he got a bunch of regional things, although he said national for something, but he, I didn't catch what that was. Mm-hmm. And um, he made it pretty deep into a voiceover show for the Discovery Channel, but they ended up going with somebody else. Uh, he said a blonde bombshell. He wasn't really sure. 
but um but he aspires to be like in a mike Rowe position where you, you hear him all the time and uh he's got a great voice for it you know i was listening to him and i was his audio was fantastic in the video and i was like you know i feel like good audio is a little bit like good photography right a lot of people think oh you just buy the right camera and suddenly i'll be a fantastic photographer that's not right there's a couple aspects of it one is good equipment let's not deny it that it helps to have better gear than worse gear so that's a part of it setting up the equipment right like a photographer setting it up is a thing there's you know, there's your three things that do light, right? The the exposure, the aperture, and the let's see shutter speed, aperture, and the ISO, right? Those are the two things that that make a picture. With audio, there's a similar type of thing, you know, setting it up, getting your levels right, and then there's an artistic side of it. You know, early on, I just wanted as much bass as possible. Make me sound like a man's man. And then as my tastes evolve, I was like, you know, that sounds kind of muddy. Like I don't even like that look of it. Lefty somehow sounds very good. And still, like, you don't miss the highs. Like, he's got his setup done just right. He's very professional in his audio. And I was like, huh, Lefty is the audio, visual, audio version of a pretty good photographer. And I, I caught that in his video. Um, so, so that's what he's doing. He, he aspires to be, um, you know, a, a busy work act or a voice actor. Yeah. It's good to see that he's doing yeah. well. Seems like he is. Kyle, yeah, you seem like he had all... something to go into. Oh, I don't know. Chiz, uh, Chiz saw the video came out today, and uh, and so we pulled it up on the TV and watched it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it was long, um, you know. He, Seventeen guy, minutes. Uh, that's lefty. He, <laughs> he beats around the bush until it falls over dead. But uh, <laughs> but I appreciated his kind words uh, about any uh, about everyone involved with the whole thing. Um, as always, nice guy. Uh, wish him the best. Hope he does well with um, uh, his podcast. I guess that he's going to do. Yeah, he's. Um, I, I don't know if it's for business or for fun, but he's starting a podcast. It's mostly sports oriented, and he's. Um, he's he has a partner. I didn't know his partner, but I guess it, it's a two man sort of sports oriented show. I know he did a sports thing before he did gaming, so I, I guess he has a passion for it. We uh, we uh, did you say you said you saw the pictures of Chiz all iced over? I did. Yeah, yeah. We, Wait, uh, did you text those? Um, uh, Kitty the probably Reddit. did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we um. So we we've, we've got ourselves a cabin out in Colorado, and they we had they had a serious snowstorm on our way in here. Uh, I drove through the night in like the ice and snow to get here. But anyway, there's like I don't know two feet of snow on the ground, something like that. So we hooked an inner tube up behind the SUV today, and uh, he drug us through the uh, through the driveway uh, really fast, and Chiz. Took a pretty violent crash uh, uh, into the into no man's land, and by the time he got back to the house, his he's got a beard right now. And the whole beard was just ice and snow, and he like cough he's he like cough slash sneeze slash chokes, and like ice comes out of his like respiratory system. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had a good time today. Everybody was on that inner tube hauling ass and uh, flying through the air and wrecking. Um, I got on there with my girlfriend, and we both crashed at the same time, and just went off into the soft whiteness that is the, the field next to the road. Oh, nice little rom com uh, moment where you both tumble no, off laughing. We, no, we weren't laughing. We we crashed screaming and terrified, oh. face first into the snow. And she goes, "My back's broken. My back's broken." 
<laughs> she's like, I heard it snap. <laughs> Dude, it, it's she's risky like, business doing shit like that. One of my friends uh, was skiing and got really arrogant about it and yeah. convinced himself that he could go down like this double black without ski poles, uh, which isn't even like a thing where it's like, oh, man, look at that guy. He's not using poles. He must be great at skiing. It's like <laughs> that you're just getting rid of something that's unnecessary, like that is kind of necessary to be better. And he ran into a tree going must have been like 40 miles an hour, concussed himself. And to this day, every time I see him, I'm always like, hey, when are you getting those teeth put back in? And he's like, ah, as oh. soon as I get insurance. And then it's like, <laughs> all right, these four teeth Fuck. all knocked out. And like anytime he has to eat, like if you take him out to eat, as soon as the food comes, he just pulls him out, just has no front teeth like an old fogey. It's, it's really gross, yeah. but so, yeah, that shit's so I don't dangerous. Know anything about, I don't know anything about cold weather hygiene, so I don't really know how to have fun in all the snow and ice. So maybe some hygiene. Is that what you just said? Yeah, hi, you know, stuff that we can do out there because we got like a I, vehicle and some inner oh, tubes and some sleds. Because you, you said hygiene. And I, I was like, well, you just too. brush your teeth like normal. Yeah, no. yeah. It, it's really the same no, as no. warm weather hygiene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't sweat, so you don't need to bathe. <laughs> I'm not struggling with my cold weather hygiene. I'm struggling with cold weather activities that I can do outside, silly stuff that I can do. I built a ramp today in the snow, but it didn't work. I don't know. We've got to come up with something else fun to do. Um, last night I, uh, I went to the refrigerator and I heard this water spraying, like, like really high pressure water, which made no sense. It sounded like a downpour. Um, and, and, uh, so I go out in the garage and look, and this house has one of those, the heating system in this house is those, uh, those pipes under the floor. It's sure. a heated floor heating system that. deal. Yeah. Really wonderful thing. Um, but the, the pipes had burst from corrosion uh, like out where they're, they go into the pump, the, the, the hot water pump out in the garage. So there's like water spraying all over all this stuff that says danger, uh, high voltage. So, and I'm just like looking at it like, this isn't my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have to fucking deal with this. So I just, I'm, I'm like knocking on kitties. We're like, kitty, <laughs> there's a problem for you to take care of out here. So uh, we got the owner, and I think they uh, fixed it. They said the pipes burst from corrosion. So that was a little interesting night. But um, so far, we, I'm not really sure what to do for fun other than uh, let's throw snowballs at each other and, uh, and uh, ride that inner tube. But I want to do something interesting before we leave here. We're here Snowmobile, to- maybe. Uh, sledding's not working. I guess it's the same as the inner tube. Well, Are you, you far could, from your mic, Kyle? You're quiet for me. You're a little quiet, Kyle. That far? That's not turn- too far. Yeah, maybe just turn the dial. You're looking. Yeah. Can Chiz hear you? Can Chiz hear me now? That's much higher. So that, that must be good. That's much okay. better. Yeah. No, I I don't know. He might be able to hear me. I'm upstairs right now, so I okay. Probably... I was I was just going to talk about pranks because you need to have some hijinks on Chiz. You could freeze I all opened, shampoo and toothpaste and I stuff like that. The window. I opened the window in his room the first night, and it got down to like four degrees in his bedroom <laughs> before we told him. And I only told him because those pipes burst and I was worried it might have had something to do with that. I was like, did I just like open his window and burst the pipes in his bathroom and that's why this is leaking? But it turned out it wasn't. So I haven't fucked with him too much. Um, we've had a good time so far. It's been really fun here. You know, so we had Philly D on the show last week and he was saying that he really wanted to invest in the pot business, right? Me too. Like there aren't a lot of, like I, I invest in the S and P five hundred, right? Which is the market sort of broadly, and uh, and I invest that the population will keep growing in the economy, and the S and P five hundred will go up, and that's it's, it's a real general broad thing. If I were to pick a sector, I feel like marijuana is a good one. 
but God, it's hard to pick reasonable stocks. Like, first of all, uh, what do I mean? Okay, so a lot of the stocks are penny stocks. They literally sell for like three cents. Or the stock will have a market cap of like $2 million, which is to say the entire company is worth like $2 million. Fuckers, like, I think Woodycraft is worth that much. It, it's like, I, I don't want to invest in something that small. I want something bigger. And um, uh, I'm trying to think what else is there to say. The uh, uh, A lot of people say, hey, if you want to invest in something legal, uh, yeah, like if there's a gold rush, it's a good time to be in the pick and shovel business, right? That's like a, a kind of an investing cliche. Also, it's completely legal and therefore it's slightly less risky to invest in like the lamps and the hydration systems and all those other things that, that might form as an offshoot of it. But damn, I don't, I, I don't know how to pick the lighting or hydration system that's supposed to be it. A lot of them, in, um, a lot of the like pot plays that you see had to do with medical marijuana. Like, Hey, here's like, is it CBD? Is that what the one is that, that you get some of the benefits that pot might bring you as a medicine, but not the high that comes with it. And, um, I'm like, this is a weird biotech play that I barely understand. I am like, I, I want to invest in an aspect of pot that one, I understand not some weird biotech thing that, competes with every other drug that's ever been invented to solve this problem. And, um, I, and I, I wished it was a little closer to pot and not just a light bulb company, but it's super hard to find. I, I'm like, maybe I should really, really get into this. What does it take to own a mutual fund? Like that's, mm. you know, a huge I don't thing. Know. Yeah. You start your own, start your own mutual fund. I, I would, there you go. My door just opened. Um, but yeah, that like that's been on. I, I get all kinds of crazy flyers of an idea. But um, I, how interesting would it be if you became some sort of uh, some marijuana kingpin and you don't even smoke? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> You're like the godfather of the marijuana mutual fund. You, it's it's I, that, that'd be pretty interesting. I, I swear, like I'm like, what does it take? Do I just need to like get an SS7 or something? I don't even know and, and get like I, I could probably pass a test. I have an accounting degree, so I feel like a lot of the basics that it would take to pass these certifications i either own or i have the foundation that it would take to learn you know more so than like a regular guy right um so i'm like ah maybe i could like pass some test own a stock and see where the hell that goes like i but it is i think difficult to invest in pot right now because no one's making these right investments or simplifying it it's a yeah, big story. deal here. It seems like every town we drive through, there's like multi. We see the green. You know, it's like the Red Cross symbol, but it's green. Uh, so there's dispensaries everywhere cropped up, and uh, it seems like the majority of them are medical. Uh, but you know, there's recreational marijuana. It seems like it's going to be a huge benefit everywhere it goes. So much money to be made. Uh, like uh, so many. Uh, what is it? How much money went to their schools in Colorado? A ludicrous amount went to their uh, their public education system. Yeah. Drunk yeah. driving is down. Uh, Everything. It looks like there's like no downsides to it. Like I'm sure that there's a pothead here or there who smokes their whole day away, but that's going to happen with anything. Yeah, that guy's going to be addicted to something, right? Uh, mm. I will say that I have never partook. Uh, I had edibles once uh, a long time ago and did not find it very exciting. And then I smoked out <laughs> of a, a hookah once, and it just made me tired and kind of silly, and that's about it. 
Um, but I've been told that I would benefit a lot from the medical benefits uh, when it came to lower back pain and inflammation and things along that lines. So I've been really interested in the last, because I mean, that was 15 years ago that I've ever touched it. Um, I've been interested in it, but I live in the state of Arkansas who does not know how to vote for its own best interest. We voted to ref refuse Medicaid, and now uh, we also voted to refuse, like, re uh, like by a landslide, to refuse medical marijuana in the state. And it's just mind-boggling to me that there's all these cancer patients, that there's all these miserable, miserable people who could genuinely benefit from medicinal marijuana. And like what he said, they're, they're working on strains that don't even get you high. They just give you the medicinal effect. And those are what would be getting sold in the dispensaries two or three years from now here in the state of Arkansas, which is a very, very conservative state. No, you don't even get access to that. Fuck you. And yeah. I, I might benefit from it, and I'll never know because I'm not going to risk my freedom. Uh, and I'm not, you know, trying to do a drug deal in the streets of, of northwest Arkansas. I'm not even going to think about it. <laughs> so, northwest Arkansas, drug country. No. It's funny. I mean, they will. It's funny. Arkansas cops are. I mean, they're good cops. Please don't swap me. Uh, they're good <laughs> cops, and they um, they uh, they tend to be very very good people, and they tend to do very very good jobs. I know uh, back in the Clinton administration, like in the '90s, they had a bad rap, but they've always been fairly good here. And it's funny. They tend to leave like the pot dealers and the potheads alone for the most part. He was the governor. Oh, yeah, he was the governor at the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, uh, they tend to, to not bust those guys too terribly often in Arkansas unless it's like a slow month and there's like all the meth labs have been shut down recently and we got to make a bust this month or we're going to bust. Well, let's just go get the pot dealer down on you know, Dixon Street real quick and let's, yeah. let's get him. We got, some, we got to do something to make our jobs look valuable. You know? That's the real problem in all these Midwest states. I guess you can consider Kentucky Midwest or South or whatever. Like, there, there's so much meth all over the place just walking into any gas station in mid-missouri yeah. in the boonies it's like it's not even a mystery of like i wonder if that guy's been up to something it's like no he's got like a gatorade bottle with a bunch of creepy looking gas in there and he's walking out like, <laughs> it, there's there's something going on and when you get high on meth it's nobody who has cancer wants meth yeah like to help them you never out, know. You know i mean yeah right i have no idea um, maybe I, uh, I would... in, Ar in arkansas it's oxy and meth are the two. Oh, yeah. Oxycontin is still like crazy, crazy. And I, I'll be honest with you, even with all the pain that I'm in, I still don't take anything other than stronger than ibuprofen and naproxen. I've tried hydrocodone a couple of times, um, and I've had it like prescribed, like, you know, a little short burst of 10 days worth. And most of the time, I wouldn't even finish that prescription because I know that I have a very addictive personality. I come from a long line of, of pill addicts, and so I, it like terrifies me to ever touch the stuff. Uh, but one time I took hydrocodone, and I took one when I was not in a lot of pain, and it was right after, like, just right after taking one previously, and I'm, like, sitting there playing World of Warcraft, and I'm like, holy shit, this game is awesome. Wow, everything is great. I love everything. Man, this soda I'm drinking is delicious. And I'm like, why am I euphoric right now? Like, I'm actually euphoric, which is <laughs> weird, because at that time I was so depressed I couldn't be happy, much less euphoric. And I'm like, this, what the hell? This is great. And then I like look over the bottle of hydrocodone, and I'm like, oh. And then I flush them down the garbage disposal because I know wow. I can't, I can't tangle with that. I just you can't don't even... drink either, do you? Yeah, yeah. I, I long, long in a fans. I picked the vice. I, it was food, and I ran <laughs> with it, baby. That's the yeah. one I went with. Well, so. nicely done. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, another I've... another bit of a topic change. It's more of a question. I just wanted to. Ask, I want to ask Taylor uh, before we go any further. 
Have you seen the new It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I have. It uh, is so. I felt like it was incredibly redeeming. I felt like it was an make excellent sure the one I'm thinking of. I thought it was. I think fine. I had. You go ahead and start describing it. I don't care. If it's uh, it has to do with the rent. They they go they, to the suburbs. Yeah. You haven't oh, seen it. Oh no, nope, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, yeah. I usually she watch not, it right after PKA. I, she and me, I were laughing our asses off. It was. Is there really a way to legally stream that? Maybe I'm yeah. trying to find a way. I don't have cable, and I want to watch the new season. I just Amazon. finished season ten on on. Is so it on Amazon? Okay, good. Current? Like they oh, yeah. put the newest episodes on it? Yeah, it's, it's you know you got to pay, you got to buy them. Okay, well yeah, oh I'm, you have to buy them each week. Yeah, yeah, I, buy, I started paying for TV shows on a pretty regular like through Xbox oh. or whatever. I don't even mind anymore. I don't even care. I just don't even think about YouTube it. YouTube money. Right, well, that's the thing is, and this is <laughs> this is what I figure. A lot of my fans who watch the shows I talk about are going to pirate them, right? Someone's got to pay for it, right? Like someone's got to be the guy who puts money into the coffer. Yeah. And so let me be that guy. Thank you for the donations on Twitch. Thank you for the YouTube money. Thank you for that. I will pay for the TV show so you don't have to. Thank you right. for taking that bullet for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not paying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was yeah so you think it was way better than any other episode this season? It's one of the best episodes what he says ever, now? in my opinion. Um, well, I, I don't care what, what he says. Nobody it does. Excellent. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> so you you see Dennis uh really start snapping like a genuine psychopath where to the point where he's having like he, he comes unglued he's he's like have you ever been in a storm Wally where it's just fists raining down upon your body <laughs> like like he just he completely snaps um I really love this episode I thought it was great is it's your Skype volume set to auto adjust could be. I don't know how to adjust it in um, this app that I'm. Are you on a Mac or a PC? Oh, are you on a web app? Yep. That's what it is. I think. I think as soon as you like get excited, you just fucking muted for the rest. Yeah. I'll try to be very monotonous and. <laughs> I will say, Always Sunny is one of those shows that I I, I never stay current on it, but uh, I I rewatched that entire series about once a year for some reason. I don't know what it is. It's a feel-good show for me. Like, I watch yeah. it, and I, it, it's kind of like I forget about all the problems, and I watch these people with really awful lives bicker amongst themselves for half an hour. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I like it. Yeah. Same with oh, Archer yeah. for me. I'm excited for the new season of Archer, because the one... Very much so. I don't yeah, remember if it was too. last season or the one before where uh, they got with the cocaine. Mm -hmm. That one really fell off for me and wasn't nearly as good as all the other ones. But the I new one it. is like Pam Archer, Private Investigator. Yeah, I love Hot be. Pam, man. Hot Pam was awesome. I, I like every season of Archer. I like Archer a lot. Um, I like Always Sunny this season more than you guys seem to, but I thought the most the most recent one was like a twenty five minute SNL sketch. Like they had a very small premise of an idea: move here, get bored, and then they just fucking retell that joke for twenty five minutes until the end when there's a twist. That's it's like an well, SNL sketch. Like it was kind of like the '80s one, the '80s ski one, where they had like a little grain of an idea, and they no realized no, halfway totally through they different. just were stretching. This one's no, this one's mm -hmm. chock full of jokes. This one's chock full of jokes. Dennis is slowly deteriorating from the situation he's having to live in. Mac, M Mac, and Dennis have taken on a uh, a traditional '50s housewife sort of spousal relationship, where Mac is staying home and uh, and being the housewife. And uh, and Dennis is going off to work. He's dealing with traffic because now there's a commute, and he's just screaming in traffic. You fat bitch! You fat whore! <laughs> he's just losing his shit. 
Um, he's got this whole feud with the, with one of the neighbors. Um, I thought it was chock full of funniness. Like 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 we were laughing our asses off the whole time. So like the Mac thing. No Mac. Dennis getting mad at people is exactly yeah. what I'm talking about with that SNL sketch thing. Like oh I get it. He thinks the neighbor's boring. Let's just tell that joke seven fucking times. You know, just escalate it up. Oh, I get it. He doesn't like commuting. Let's just do that again and again and again and again and again and again until the show thankfully ends. That 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 was my take on the most recent Always Sunny. Listen, watching so much media after hearing it from Woody and Kyle recently has been so confusing because <laughs> I'll watch whatever you're talking about and I'll see something that I like. And I'm like, you know what? Kyle's on to something. And then there'll be some, you know, hokey joke. And I'll be like, oh, you know, maybe Woody's winning me over. And it's like, <laughs> you guys have been so disparate recently. Yeah. Well, opinion. I'll say this. I'll, Kyle didn't like Always Sunny all season long. Goes to Colorado. Best episode ever. That's not true at all. Oh, that's like true. <laughs> no, it's what not true. have so, made it better in Colorado? Probably a good no, day of I've got, You get tired, you know? So I've got the, so the way I see the season so far, I think the first episode was very good. Charlie McDennis, two electric boogaloo. I've mm-hmm. seen it five fucking times now. That one's like a seven out of ten for me. The second episode is the uh, clip show. That's like a five out of ten for me. The third episode is the ski resort episode, and that's like a three out of ten. That really, really lame, really sucks. And then the fourth episode uh, last week, I'm having a hard time placing, but um, I thought it was good but not great. This one to me was amazing. Um, Chiz and I both agreed that this Dennis gets naked. I think naked loses his shit. The criticism I made of you fits Chiz better. He hated this season with a passion, and then he gets to Colorado, and suddenly it's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's sampling the wares there. Yeah, as everyone should. you know, music is Colorado. more interesting too. And even a yeah. warm shower. Have you noticed every raindrop? They're wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's weird when people get like ripped on when you're like, oh, where are you going for vacation this winter? Like, oh, we're going to Colorado to ski. And it's like, oh, Colorado, huh? are you going to smoke pot? It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's legal there. Why would what right. you think you, you caught me? Where it's like, oh no, you're gonna think less of me for smoking legal weed. It's like, why not go there and try it out? I don't want to go there and walk into one of those stores and talk to the hippie and him be like, oh, you know, eat this, uh, but only eat like a third of it. Like, I, I want nothing to do with those super strong edibles because that seems like it just ruin you for a day and a half. But also, just- the timing on the edibles thing, like I, it would be a turnoff. Again, I'm not an expert, but. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, this will hit you anywhere between, like, 30 minutes and three hours from now. I'm like, really? How do I know when it hits? Like, how do I even do this? How do I know how hard it is? How do I regulate? Like, it, if hypothetically edibles hit you, like, within two minutes, you could be like, all right, let's scale of one to ten. I'm kind of three in here. Let's double down. If it's two and a half hours, then... Like yeah, y- usually you get impatient at like an hour forty-five, and you're like, "Fuck this!" Like I'm taking two more. Like I guess my tolerance <laughs> is just so strong, and then right. you just start vibrating and just, "Oh shit!" Like, there are some people who have crazy tolerances. I said, "There's a there's there's a person here who is eating large amounts of edibles." Cheers. Cheers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you just have regular brownies. Yeah, I saw somebody. Uh, I saw smoking like an adult. <laughs> I saw somebody in our comments who was giving a shit because we were supposedly really ignorant about our marijuana stuff uh, talk that we had a few weeks ago. And then I go back and look at all of their beefs with the things we said, and every one of them is opinion-based. He's like, he's mad because we said a thing tasted a certain way. He's mad because we say a thing looks a certain way. And I'm sorry, but those dab rigs, people doing dabs, it, is, it does look like the meth of marijuana. 
And like, I don't know if you're okay with it, Woody, but there is a gentleman downstairs who has a dab rig, and he'll burn one right now and show you. It looks scary as fuck. Hey, bring um, it up. Yeah, have him. Can I'm we... afraid. Is this okay on YouTube? Is this going to be on my channel? That's that's why he asked if I was okay. I don't care if he smokes. I oh, worry okay. about him smoking on my channel. That like it's in Colorado though, so it's legal there. It'd, it'd yeah, be like having, legal, having a beer. Right now, is it right? within YouTube standards? I think though? that I think terms and conditions of illegal drug use. But since it would be illegal somewhere, maybe who knows? I wouldn't. I would never tempt YouTube to do anything to me ever. So I don't know. Yeah, well, crazy I, safe. think it over, and if you'd like, I could like spin this camera I, around but and it's set up right there. It and... it's semi interesting because um like a dab. Okay, it looks like a woodworker's booger, like some sort of that doesn't mean. Oh, much that to was most the people. other thing that he was mad that because we described it as looking like earwax and stuff. Okay, that's better. But yeah, a big so, one, like like a caterpillar also, earwax. All right, so a dab is um, is synonymous with anything, any concentrate that you're putting in that rig. The dab is like the motion, I guess, you're using to put it in there. But there's like wax and shatter, and the difference um, has to do with how it's made. The chemical process is used. But they're all marijuana concentrates, so I think that it's probably best just to call it that so we don't offend any uh, of our well, – Cock-sucking audience. The guy who called us ignorant <laughs> about this stuff. Was, who's, who's, was, who smokes a gram of oil a day? The guy who, who called us ignorant was probably right about me. <laughs> I, I, I'm not the expert. But um, there's like torches and superheated titanium nails that like you, you burn this nail to some ridiculous temperature. You put it in this like dollop of earwax and then it turns into a fume that you – what am I getting wrong? All right, so the when you call it a it is called a nail, but that's kind of confusing because you're probably imagining a nail. So basically, he's got like a, a titanium bowl, really, on the end of like a standard bong type thing. And and he, like you said, he's taking a propane torch and heating that titanium like bowl up until it is red hot, until it's glowing. And then he's got. And, like, can I metal, interrupt? You use yeah. titanium apparently because it gets even hotter than more common metals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they use ceramic and those things, too. So he heats it up super hot, and then on the end of this little steel pick, he's got some of the uh, concentrate, which is like waxy and sticky and kind of like amber. And uh, while he inhales, he's, he sticks that inside that uh, titanium bowl and kind of smears it around in there. And that immediately, like, vaporizes it because of the high heat. And he just inhales this stream of incredibly concentrated um, um, vapor. And but you can... It, it comes with like the THC percentage written on the side, and uh, it's like eighty-five percent THC or something like that. Now the vapor is cool, though, right? Pardon? The vapor is cool, right? Um, from the reactions that I've seen from people, it is not cool. It's 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 um because Mike, you know I'm talking about literally the temperature. I am oh, as well, because, yeah, okay. because there's be usually hot. a lot of ah, ah, like people are like fanning their faces and coughing and you know tears running down their eyes. I didn't. Um, yeah. What is the one that's cool? I guess you, when you vape it, it's cool. That is okay. So that is like that volcano vaporizer that's thing what I'm that of. goes into that, a bag. That, like, it's not burning. It's it's like at three hundred and seventy degrees, roughly. You know, and uh, it it like fills that plastic bag up with that like room temperature, basically vapor that you can inhale at your leisure. I've learned so leisure. much about marijuana today. <laughs> I, the, the only thing I know about marijuana is this conversation and watching Trailer Park Boys. That's all I know. Mm. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's, and you also know that's an excellent show. It's nearly guaranteed to get more legal across the country over the next decade. Oh, absolutely. So. And I, I just feel like, dude, there's, there's money to be made here. 
in, in this converse, in this conversation, I've actually thought to myself, I thought to myself, you know, if I ever wanted to try it, and I'm, I'm still afraid of breaking the law because I did not want to go to jail. I never want to go to jail. Please never put me in jail. I don't think jail you'd like it. so bad. Uh, I would like to travel to Colorado where it's perfectly legal, like, like you know, you were saying, and then I could try it there. But then I realized, what if I liked it? Then I would have to move my very lucrative business from Arkansas, where I pay a lot in state taxes, to Colorado. And you wouldn't want that, would you, state of Arkansas? <laughs> so you should probably get your shit together. You could yes. get the, you know, we were talking about the CBD pain relief stuff. Like they make pain relief patches, like you could get at any other store, but it's CBD instead. Um, we were just, uh, we we went to the dispensary, and like I'm, it's so interesting to see, like like I've never seen anything like that before. Like they've got a whole to see the process, the way everything works. They've got like these fancy chopsticks that they're like grabbing weed out of enormous jars. The whole place just stinks. Um, <laughs> just skunky. And, uh, Is it a bad ugly yeah. smell? Like it, you make it seem really unpleasant. Uh, it usually no, it, the way it, pot smells smell. is people who don't smoke or think it smells like skunks are really just kind of shitty. And if it's, if it's a really strong smell of weed, then yeah, it does. It'll kind of smell. I don't like it. If I walk in somewhere and I can smell a really dank, like just ripe weed smell, it's like, oof, well, there we go. But <laughs> if it's just like a tiny little amount, you can kind of ignore it. Like not I, nearly as bad. Like Woody would hate it way less than cigarette smoke. I can guarantee you that. I mean, I, I feel like even though I haven't smoked much, but I, I or it barely anyway my mom's watching <laughs> that one time <laughs> as an adult but um uh i feel like everyone like instantly kind of recognizes pot smell like you just know it i, I remember the first time i ever smelled it um i was on a bus on a trip to go skiing up north we would take these buses like to new york and vermont and uh they were smoking pot in the back of the bus and it was just like whew, like it you knew it that's pot and and something about odors they get burned into your head yeah 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 they definitely do you smell that same smell 10 years later and it brings back the whole memory um i was watching something and they they explained how that works how that you know yes yeah, the strongest sense tied to memory yeah, yeah. sense of smell yeah it's yeah. interesting but um but yeah this has been an interesting trip so far i really love this fucking cabin that we're in this place is badass yeah it's um, so rustic it's awesome yeah it's it's really huge it's um like I'm upstairs right now, so this is just like I said, this is the upstairs bit. But there's like a bedroom, there's three bedrooms up here, and then there's a lot more downstairs. The downstairs math is massive, and it's got the whole place is just giant glass windows, and uh, we can see the mountains and everything. I like it a lot here. What's on the docket for you guys tonight, aside from trying to beat Chiz and Risk? Well, I think everybody's being quiet right now, or they're taking naps or whatever because I'm doing the show. Um, and or maybe they don't want to use the Wi-Fi while I'm using it. Um, but we have been just hanging out and watching a lot of TV and cooking and uh, and eating and just playing in the snow and stuff. Hmm. New topic? Sure. Yeah, sure. So the 2016 NBA All-Stars have been selected or the game just happened, and um, there were zero white players selected. So I feel like, I don't know, White players matter should be a hashtag that's trending. Uh, much no. like I'm, I'm boycotting the NBA All Star Game. Um, uh-huh. I'm not. I, I feel like uh, until they can get some white representation in that game, I refuse to watch. I uh-huh. want my people to be represented. Uh, what about the coaches? Are, any, are either the coaches even white? I don't think there were any black know. people in the NHL All Star Game. So I think. Did they even I think let us clean the floor in their game? Did, did they even let us do that? 
I, I'll just, tell you what pisses me off is I don't know of any sport that has really fat guys represented, and that's sumo. pissing me off. That's fucking ableist. Okay, sumo. <laughs> Everybody brings up sumo. Where's the fat basketball players? There aren't any. That's true. O-line. O-lineman. Uh, Phil Kessel in the NHL. He's a little fat. Yeah, but he's not great. Like, those are just little fat. That's not – they're not just <laughs> little fat. They're, they're ableist, right? You know, oh, I, I need five, 600 pounds overweight before it really matters, before I feel represented. Yeah, what sport you need to someone your, your size – what do you want them to be in? Like one of the four major sports, someone Every your sport, size. All of the sports. There well, should be a sports all of the time. There should why be a team I, sport Why should there a, ever be anything I'm slightly excluded from? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to put would, it I've ever heard. Why should there any, be anything I'm excluded from? <laughs> I would like to see a team sport with a bit with a really big guy and a normal size guy and the and, and they have to work together. Like I'd like to see a wheelbarrow challenge where like he has to transport you from challenge to challenge or something. And eventually like the that. fat guy just like, oh put me in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah. I think he means the hold your feet kind of wheelbarrow. Oh okay, gotcha. Oh god, god. No, 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 I mean the guard get, go. get in All the right. wheelbarrow. Yeah, oh, yeah, that kind. I follow. Yeah. yeah what yeah, did I you think about the NBA thing, Woody? I, I thought there was a parallel to the Oscars in there. That you know, the, the fact that there were no white basketball players, really, not a single white basketball player was good enough this year. You know what? Yeah, maybe, maybe, just maybe this year, the top—I don't know how many All Stars there are, twenty-four maybe, uh, or twenty-two. Maybe the top twenty-four, twenty-two players in basketball this year were all black, and the top whatever eight, ten Oscar candidates this year were all white. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, it's more insulting to just shoehorn them in. Like if for the NBA or NHL one, if they just took like, uh, oh shit, it's all white guys again in the NHL All-Star game. Do we, we have a couple of blacks in the league, right? Who's the, who's the best of them? Yeah, throw him in the mix, you know. Let's make him play against all the real All-Stars. Like, it, who There's cares? There's a really light-skinned guy now stumbling around on the ice, embarrassing himself. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said he could skate! Uh, <laughs> dude, there was a, a black goalie who also used to be a professional boxer. Do you remember his name? Uh, the only black goalies I know are Grant Fuhrer and Fred Brathwaite. He was a light-skinned goalie, light-skinned black guy goalie, and I want to say it wasn't either of those. Um, uh, probably not Grant Fuhrer because he was a legitimately good one. Uh, Fred Brathwaite was not good. Uh, Ray Emery, I think. I he's, think it was Ray Emery. Ray Emery. He's retired now. Yep, yeah, that's it. Uh I think so. I think it was Ray Emery, and I think he played for one of my teams at one point, like maybe the Hurricanes, which is why I think I know he played for him. the Flyers. It was the Flyers. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, he played for the Flyers for two years, and uh, he was a pro boxer goalie. I thought he was interesting. The Flyers have had a couple goalies that love fighting. Uh, Ron Hextall. Hextall. Ron Hextall got in more fights as a goalie than I think any other goalie in history. He would just start it. Like yeah. most goalies. When there was a like a line brawl, they'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna skate over and start a fight with this other goalie," and they'd fight. But there'd be like one fight going that kind of ended quickly, and Ron Hextall would get pissed at a player that he thought shot at him after the whistle, and so he just wouldn't even skate to the other goalie. He just skate over to that fucking dude and start fighting him. And it's like it's almost like getting attacked by a woman when you're getting attacked by a goalie as a player, where the player's kind of like, I don't really want to fight this guy, because if I do, that whole team is going to come defend him and beat the shit out of me. And they kind of have to just like push him back a little bit. you know? Do you think it's that's great. how it was for Hextall? Well, probably not for Hextall, because he was a... a he was known. He was yeah, a regular he would, fight. He was a player fighter. Like The weird thing to me was the equipment. 
Like Hextall gets into a fight, but he's still got that freaking blocker pad club thing on, which is way worse than a fist. And that's uh, so dirty to leave that thing on when you're fighting. Didn't he though? Maybe I'm crazy. I'm not You'd sure. Get for a long time, if he did, if if he's ever left that thing on, uh, I need to see a video of it because okay, the guy he fought is not returning to the NHL. Like, <laughs> well, maybe I'm wrong about that then. I, but uh, but still, I, I don't. He a goalie's really immobile. It's hard to do the whole fighting thing with those leg pads on. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a weird thing, but yeah, he didn't shy away from fights at all. He'd start them. He'd instigate fights, and he just he liked being a fighter. And then there was another one. Maybe it was Snow who also got into fights now and then. And then, of course, Ray Emery did well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, we didn't talk about that NHL star, Scott. John Scott, yeah. Dude. He, uh, he's been appro- approached for like a movie deal. As well as uh, so, Boogie, are you familiar with this? You're you got your finger on the pulse of the internet. It was trending on Twitter for a while. No, no, unfortunately. John, oh. So John Scott is a an enforcer in the NHL, which is someone who fights, uh, doesn't get points, doesn't get assists, doesn't do much as far as helping other than to defend the players out there. Six foot eight, kind of an oaf. Uh, all the NHL fans. This is just a quick rundown on what happened. They voted him as one of the captains for the divisions in the All-Star game, even though he had no business being there. He's not a good enough player. And he ended up showing up. The NHL traded him and sent him to the minors and tried to make it so, like, hey, you can't come play in this game. And he said, no, screw you guys, basically. I'm going to come and play in this All-Star game. And so he did. And his team ended up winning the three-on-three tournament. Uh, he, All of his T-shirts with, like, Scott on the back for NHL All-Star game, they sold out twice faster than anybody else's it sold out once. Uh, people came up and like talked to him about making a movie about it since his entire career has just been being traded from team to team when a new team is like, you know what? Our all-star sniper forward has been getting his shit pushed in for a while. We need someone who can make the other team think twice. How about 6'8 John Scott? You know, nobody fucks with that guy. Uh, so that's basically the quick rundown. Yeah, and yeah, um, I'm glad you gave that. I was I was going to ask about that when I got back. Everybody thought he was going to look dreadful in the 3v3. And I didn't watch the whole thing, but I do know he got two goals. He got into one fight in which they kept giggling and laughing throughout. It was funny. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did you see him push that guy from behind and push oh, him but down? When he hit Patrick Kane, because he and Patrick Kane used to play on the same team. Patrick Kane's probably the best player in the NHL right now. And even like you're not supposed to hit really in the All Star game, but he hit Patrick Kane just enough to knock him over like Playfully, a friendly. Yeah. Hit. And still, you could see this guy Kane get like shoved forcefully back. <laughs> oh, he's sitting there flying. Yeah, he's 6'8", 270, so his little, like, hoo you were, were friends thing it was enough to be like, ugh, and, like, It was very back. Hodor. It was very Hodor. Because <laughs> with it was the a skates, Hodor like, 6'8 is enormous, right? We all know that. We can picture 6'8", but he's got those skates on. And I don't know. I'm six guessing eleven, they add, Yeah. I bet they add, I would, I would guess, because, you know, I don't know anything about this shit, but four inches, right? Four and a half inches to his height. He, he, you know, he's, he's way the fuck up there. I, I just remember I saw the footage of him standing next to the ref, and it was like, Jesus Christ. But I'm, I'm glad you laid the, all that out there because um, I'm a complete non-hockey fan uh, all the way around. Like, So I had no idea. Like, you know, he lit up the front page of Reddit. It was all about John Scott. And mm-hmm. I was like, what did this guy do? Like, like, like break the laws of <laughs> physics tonight? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, some of his goals, it almost seemed like the goalie wasn't trying. Am I alone in thinking that, Taylar? That's I mean, they weren't going are. all out for him. His second goal, Matt Duchesne for the Colorado Avalanche, one of the fastest players in the NHL, could have caught up to him on the Did breakaway catch and not up. the puck. Yeah, dude, so the, the guy's doing a breakaway, and Matt Duchesne is his name. He mm-hmm. 
you see him like catch him from behind something he's great at doing and then he gets up and he like once he's in position kind of half acidly like almost disrupts what john scott is doing with his stick and john scott shoots and scores and it was like whoa it seemed like the last four and a half seconds of this play the defenseman stopped trying like he almost proved that he could have fucked this up and then didn't is is yeah. the way it played for me. Uh, are you looking up a link? It looks like you're. I was yeah. I was looking for something like that. Here here he is with the the commissioner of the NHL tried to convince him to drop out, and then he changed his story a hundred percent when his team won the million dollar prize, which of course they just like give to charity or something. Yeah yeah yeah. The guy didn't he win a commissioner? Car? What? A car? Didn't he win a vehicle? Yeah, he won yeah. a Honda, and uh, because he's an enforcer. Like last year, Alex Ovechkin got the Honda, and he makes thirteen million dollars a year, I think. So he isn't going to drive a Honda. Uh, yeah. But John Scott, he has two kids, twins on the way. He's actually going to use this Honda SUV. Of course, to drive around Montreal. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he's he, he. It was really funny. I'm excited well, for him. It's, Hopefully, it he like takes a real, the movie. Uh, it sounds like a real feel good story. I'd watch that movie. Um, I saw the preview for a for a for a movie. I wish I could remember the name of it, but the premise is this. It's this kid who, like, from childhood wants to be an Olympian. It's his one dream. But he's, like, a complete klutz, and he's a nerd, and he wears really thick glasses and all this stuff. Um, so he looks for – so he's, like – oh, but he's always trying to, like, find his sport. So he's throwing javelins and stuff in his backyard, just complete fuck up. And then he, he, but he's from England, and he realizes there is no English uh, ski jumper. So he, uh, he becomes the first English ski jumper, and he completely fails at it for a long time. It, it looked really interesting. Because he, you know, ski jumping means if you're not good at that, then you crash over and over. Yeah, that's a risky thing to just take up. So that's his life, right? Crashing over and over and these awful injuries. And he he perseveres through it over and over. It's one of those sports where it's like, how do you start? Like I I watched, um, I went to the X Games once. They hired a couple YouTubers to go cover the X Games or whatever. And um, uh, I was watching these guys do backflips on snowmobiles. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. how do you do your first one? Because (laughs) they're like 90 feet in the air. When you do a snowmobile backflip, it's not like, you know, well, you start with the spotter, you know, and they pretty much make sure you land on your feet. First, you do the foam pit. No, like this shit is for real. They're doing snowmobile backflips. They must travel 100 feet. They must get 70 feet in the air. It's ridiculous. I think a lot of that, you have to start really, really young, right? Like you'd have to start when your bones when you heal, heal well. really easy, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's exactly like you'd have to start at the age of ten or twelve, where you can take a fall like that and get crushed by a snowball bill a little bit oh. and get back up, you know. Um, so speaking Sandy. of people who didn't do that so well, does so Johnny Knoxville? Um, maybe this is common knowledge, but he did this stunt once where he tried to do a backflip on like a uh, a motocross type bike. This this fits in really well with what you're saying. He'd never done one before, and I don't think he'd ever ridden a bike before. But he attempted it anyway because he's Johnny Knoxville. So he goes up the ramp and comes away from the bike, right? The bike goes, keeps going up. Johnny falls, and then the bike falls on him, hits him right in the dick, breaks his dick. And, and oh. to this day, to this day, right now somewhere, Johnny Knoxville has to catheter his, himself repeatedly every day to piss and to make sure that his pee hole, his urethra, doesn't seal shut. Because of the injury, yeah. because of the injury he sustained that day, 
And this is my favorite fact about Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> uh, it's mine, too. It's the saddest one because I thought— I wish I didn't know that. That's depressing. It, yeah, me. I, that's exactly how I felt when I learned about it. I was like, well, damn. I, you know, for a long time I thought, yeah, I guess I'd swap places with Johnny. He suffered a lot, but he, came, he became you know, super wealthy and has this whole empire built and everything. But, nah, I want my dick to work. Like, I don't want to have to catheter— one of my biggest fears is having having a catheter. Like I don't want that. I don't want that one bit. Um, that seems like something that would be really uncomfortable and painful, and uh, I don't want that at all. I actually um, got very very sick once, and uh, when I woke up in the hospital, I had a catheter in me, and it's the first and only time one has ever been been, been in me, and I never want it to happen again. But it was the most uncomfortable experience. What did it feel like and coming out? Oh. Um, relieving actually, because what they do is uh, what you may not realize is they, they put the tube inside you all the way up into your bladder. Then they blow up a balloon and that balloon keeps it from sliding out. And so yeah. you've got this constant feel of, I need to urinate. This is a full story. You want to hear this full story. This is a hilarious story to me. I gotta um, so I woke up and I realized there's a catheter in my wing ding and I'm like, uh, nurse, um, can I not have this? And she's like, Mr. Williams, um, we'll see if the doctor is willing to remove it, but you came in here completely unconscious. Uh, you've been unconscious for almost 24 hours. Uh, are you capable of walking? I'm like, I, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out, right? So the doctor comes in and he's like, uh, Mr. Williams, I understand that you want this catheter removed. And I'm like, yes, um, it's the most painful experience of my fucking life. Please remove it from my penis. I'm and having goes, a hard time sitting through the story. It <laughs> hurts the whole so time. Like he I don't says, understand. It seems like it would only hurt when you move or like you could. It it constantly like because of that balloon in my bladder, and then on top of the fact that my body's kind of pressing down on my bladder all the time because of how big I am. It just was a combination of very uncomfortable feeling like I need to urinate all the time, and even and, but the problem was I was urinating all the time into the catheter, you know. Because as soon as urine would get produced in the bladder, it would go down and through the catheter too. It's just fucking a living hell. Can and then there's a tube. There, do what? Can you feel it come out immediately? Like little bits oh, of No, meat? I can just feel the burning sensation of having a tube, plastic tube that's too wide for my small. All right, God damn it. Too descriptive. Okay. <laughs> so, but listen, listen, okay. So the doctor's, the doctor's like, dude, Mr. Williams, are you aware that my nurses will not help you go to the bathroom? So you will need to get up to go to the bathroom every time you need to urinate. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm like, you list, you don't get this tube out of my cock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yes, doctor. I'm, I'm quite aware of that. Uh, that's how I've been doing it so far. I'm fairly certain I can manage again today. And he goes, well, are you sure you can urinate? And I'm like, what? what? And he goes, you don't have a very big clearance down there. Referring to the shape of my body. And again, I'm like confused by that. So I'm like, uh, excuse me. And he goes, well, well sir, uh, your member isn't very large. And so that is the day that I had a clinically <laughs> oh my God, that was a small penis. Okay? And uh, so then, flash forward. Insult injury. <laughs> flash forward to two years ago. Um, I, 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 they do a testosterone test, and so they find out that my body doesn't produce enough testosterone. In order to do a testosterone test, they have to check me out down there. And they have to make sure one of the things that they check for is to make sure I don't have a secret vagina I don't know about, which is like completely weird. But they're like, Wouldn't that be a mind fuck. <laughs> right. Right. But they're like, this is this does happen. We need to check uh, your anus. We need to check your your penis. We need to check your taint. And we need to look at all of this stuff to make sure it's healthy and normal before you can prescribe you testosterone. 
And I'm like, well, if I have a secret vagina, isn't that all the more reason to give me testosterone or whatever? Solid whatever. reasoning. Right. Um, so uh, the, the, the nurse, it turns out it's a male nurse, which I have no problem with a male you nurse. You never know. Maybe you want to go the right? other way. Maybe you want to get some estrogen. Right. Well, yeah, right. The, exactly. The vagina. It's a brave world. You do what you want. Think about Boogie, if you were an overweight woman on the internet, think of the yeah. power you would wield. Ooh, you'd be a feminist. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I could get <laughs> offended and big, people would big, scary black, blocky glasses. Uh -huh. I could dye if my I'm hair you, seven different colors. Tumblr would be you so happy with you. If a medical practitioner says, Boogie, you might have a pussy, I'm like, fingers crossed, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Like, like, look, um, like, look. So this, you know, this, I have noticed that I've been leaving snail trails on my seats when I sit on them after a shower. <laughs> so this male nurse grabs my testicles and he checks them out for a couple minutes. And the doctor's like looking at him and watching him do the work right. And then he like takes my penis and he like pushes around all the stuff around it and he plays with the penis for a couple seconds. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, dude, here's the thing. I, I don't think I don't think I would be bothered if I got hard while he's doing this, but he's gonna probably be bothered if I get hard. So just don't just don't get hard. Just don't get hard. And uh, so then he says to the doctor, he says, um, his penis looks normal. And I'm like, yes, upgraded to normal, baby. <laughs> Woo Thank God. Uh, but yeah, what what an interesting experience I've had with my genitals. So why were you brought in unconscious? I feel like I missed the beginning. I have a condition in my legs that I've had since I was about 24 called lymphedema. You showed it and, to us once. Yeah, yeah. And basically, long yeah, story short, it gets infected a couple times a year. And so I have to go in, I have to get antibiotics to defeat the infection. And then uh, sometimes that infection, I don't even know it's there because it's always painful and it's always red and it's always swollen and it's always hot. So it's really hard to know when there's even an infection in it. And that was one of the first times I ever got that infection. I was like, second time that it hospitalized me, really. Um, and, and, you know, I just, I went to bed one day and I didn't know that I was going to bed for the last time for a week. And I woke up. Uh, I, I was in bed for about f three or four days with a huge fever and like sweating and incapable of even being aware of what was going on. I woke up in the hospital. Is that so? If you lose weight, does that go away, or is that just a condition that you have yeah, regardless now? That's there forever. It will get better. The symptoms will get better. But I'm in stage three lymphedema, which means it's now hardened, and so without surgery to remove the meat, it's not going anywhere. Is there a fourth the stage? The I, I think it's just three stages, I think. Oh, well, oh see, I was going to ask how many stages. And I'm like, if this is a 10-stage disease, then you're, you're yeah. pretty good. I, my, my theory was there were four because I know in cancer there's at least a stage four. Right, and, right, right. Uh, I thought that maybe you were slacking and, and you had another goal. Right. <laughs> no. My goal is to wear normal shoes again. That's my fucking goal. Do you goal. still have a relationship with, is it Dusty Rhodes? Is that? Who uh, is that? DDP, yeah. And I actually talk to Dallas all the time. He said something to me the other day. I, I know your viewers don't like it when I talk about the weight, Sometimes so I don't want to talk do. about Blame it too terribly much. But uh, I've lost about 20 pounds over the last month, and uh, I'm doing pretty good. And for the first time, I'm feeling really confident about what I'm doing. Like, I good. think I've got it. But regardless of that, what's, what spurred this current motivation was Dallas was on the phone with me, and we were talking about the new Jake the Snake movie, uh, which you guys really should check out. It's on iTunes now. I think it's going to be on Netflix eventually. Uh, it's the resurrection of Jake the Snake. It gives you an idea of what that guy does. Did you, you guys see the movie? You really, really should. Never seen um, Jake. Yeah, Jake the Snake. I saw him wrestling in Knoxville, Tennessee when I was a kid. He wrestled Andre the Giant, one of the most motivating experiences of my life. And to hear him, to see him struggle with alcohol, struggle with drugs, and his life just being complete shambles but by the end of that movie end up in the the wrestling hall of fame 
Like, it's incredible what Dallas did for him, what he's done for Scott Hall, and what he's tried to do for me. But I'm talking to Dallas on the phone one day, and Dallas was like, you know, Boog, I was thinking one of these days is going to be a video pushed out on uh, to your YouTube subscribers, and it's either going to be a video of you having lost a couple hundred pounds, looking better, feeling healthier, or it's going to be a video uh, declaring your early death. Now, you're going to get to decide which video that is, so which one's it going to be, buddy? And I'm like, holy shit. Wow. You know, like that hits you like a ton of bricks. And uh, so I like hung up the phone. I was just reeling. I thought about it for like a week, just in the back of my mind, in the back of my mind, back of my mind. It was uh, just this last November. And I'm like, you know, when January rolls around, uh, I'm going to do something. And I've been doing something and it's been working and I'm happy about it. So, you know. Well, awesome. that's good to hear. Is yeah. um, see. I'm sorry that my mic keeps doing that thing. I don't see any way to to change the auto adjust here in uh, the web app. But while I'm here and my mic is working, I just want to tell everyone a little bit about Squarespace. I want everyone to remember that this episode of PKA is being brought to you by Squarespace. When you use Squarespace, you always know your final product is going to look professionally designed regardless of skill level. There's no coding required, of course, and the tools are easy to use and intuitive. Trusted by millions of, of people and some of the most respected brands in the world, Squarespace uses state-of-the-art technology to power your site <clears throat> and to ensure the uh, security and stability. Uh, it starts at only $8 per month, and you get a free domain if you sign up for one year. So start your free trial uh, site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com PKA. And be sure to use our offer code PKA to get 10% off your first purchase. So whether you're starting a business, building a portfolio, or just expressing yourself online, remember to sign up today and go to squarespace.com slash PKA. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Well done, Check Kyle. them out. Yeah, check oh, out Squarespace. They're awesome. If, uh, if, if you want to build a website, do it right. Get on, get they, on board with they Squarespace. Make, they make it really easy to build a website. That's what I really like about it. <clears throat> it's, you know, it's just about anybody can do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have a couple yeah. options. You can either hire a pro and pay him thousands of dollars. You can go to school and pay them tens of thousands of dollars. Or you can go to Squarespace and pay them eight dollars. Mm -hmm. It looks good. I was futzing around with it once just with like a, I guess, free trial. I don't even know how I got on there just making it. I guess you can make it and then you pay for it when you're done is the way you can do it. And I expected it to still be way above my abilities technology-wise. And it's really not. Like if you like don't really get what you're doing, you just like click a little question mark box or some shit like that and it explains it in simple layman terms. It's, it's real easy. Squarespace.com slash PKA. Thank you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> it looks professional. You know what? You need a glass of scotch and maybe like a cigar in that nice leather chair with the back backdrop of the rustic wood planks. Or maybe just a Pepsi with real sugar in it. That's kind of classy too, right? They're fucking delicious. What the uh, Mexicans absolutely drink. wonderful. Yeah, That's exactly. racist. No, it's no, true. It's factual. Um, Coke and oh, Pepsi. Oh, oh, oh. You're not the first person to have claimed it's not racist. It's true. It's literally true. Like, like, like they produce the Pepsi, the uh, Coca-Cola with the cane sugar in Mexico, like, like exclusively. Like, mm -hmm. they always use cane sugar there. I know occasionally they'll do like a spin-off. Please. Oh yeah, for a limited time, we'll actually use real sugar in our soda. But in Mexico, they're always doing it. Whatever you yeah. say, Trump. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you have a chance to have Coke in Mexico, Coca-Cola, then try it. It's so much better than it is here. Like I, you can get those bottles here. Like they, they really? at most grocery they stores. Glass yeah. Bottles? yeah, they do. It's a tall. It's like a 0.5 liter glass bottle. There's another this thing. Less, 
this last summer, I decided to do Maybe. a little experiment when it came to all real sugar sodas. Like uh, Pepsi does the Mountain Dew throwback made with real sugar. And they do like several other Pepsi products. Then Coca-Cola does the Coke, the Mexican Coke in the bottle. And then you can get all that at grocery, mark, uh, grocery stores around here. And so I got it into my head. I'm going to try an experiment of drinking real sugar sodas to see how that changes my appetite, to see the way that it changes my um, uh, weight gain, to see how it changes my blood sugar. And it was actually very interesting. Uh, my blood sugar stayed about the same as when I was having uh, soda made with corn syrup and not too far off from when I was having diet sodas, which I thought was bizarre. Uh, then secondly, uh, it did dramatically alter how hungry I was. Of course, I am taking in more calories, so that uh, would make sense. But uh, I was eating less while doing it. But after doing it for about a month, I put on weight. So, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't a la carte. I was eating about as much food or close to it to where the, the calories from the soda was, was yeah. I am not surprised. To diet soda now? I'm not surprised to learn that adding soda with real sugar in it did not currently, make you lose weight. Right. <laughs> obviously. I mean, obviously. I can see but, a scenario I mean, I, where it might, like, like you know, ver but versus corn syrup, not versus Right, versus corn syrup. And that's the thing. An addict, man, you, you're going to justify it. You know, you're like, it's just justifying my addiction is what I was doing, right? But now, these days, it's it's mostly water. And this isn't actual Fiji. Everybody sees this and like, oh, the youth spending the YouTube money on the Fiji <laughs> water. It's a, we, I, I like still like to refill these bottles for the record, so... Uh, but I do. I did buy a dollar. I did pay a dollar for this yeah. originally at Walmart. Man, big spender, cash money. I do that too. You look really. Fa it's like when you uh, in college when you'd have a big bottle of like Grey Goose vodka, right. and then once that's done, you you keep it, and then yeah. you just fill it with uh, you know uh, Dimitri's best effort at the bottom <laughs> shelf. <laughs> fill it up. Uh, I love that name. Uh, <laughs> are you switched to diet soda now? Yeah, I have about a can, sometimes two cans of diet soda a day. But I'm even trying to avoid it. I'm trying wow. to avoid caffeine and trying to avoid I, I'm I'm just trying to teetotal it. I, my thought was if I go as far like in the, the, the minimalist direction, I can go like 1,200 calories, like uh, drinking only water, drinking all this stuff. As I slowly give in, I'll give in less and less than I would if I just took a small step back. So I'm trying to do the extreme thing now. And then when I slowly start to fail – It'll last long. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, yeah. I do, I do love diet soda. I, I, oh, mean, I, I, don't, I hate diet, diet I hate diet cola, but like diet dew and diet, um, all that diet, yeah. like all the flavored diet stuff, like just I, the fruity flavor is so good. I watched this I like video. The, the guy, he sold soda. He had a store. It seemed to sell soda exclusively. I'm not sure. But he was a real soda gourmet. Like he completely understood it. And one of the things I learned was that when they put it in a can, they overcarbonate it because it, during its life cycle in the can, the carbonation escapes. Whereas they put it in a bottle, they perfectly carbonate it, and it stays that way. So he had a big fan. He That's was, interesting. I had no idea. Yeah, I see, yeah. I see. I've seen that guy on Vice, and I've just always wanted to go to a store, but it would be the worst decision of the world. But yeah. <laughs> I love strange sodas, like a uniquely bottled, small bottled, you know, like I guess it's the – you know, the, the micro brews of sodas. I love that, man. It's the best. Every once in a while, I go to, uh... oh, is that that uh, butterscotch soda, Kyle? Yeah, this is Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer. It was so oh. good, um, although it was a complete ripoff, $2 a bottle. Oh, yeah, that's, those like specialty sodas are ridiculous. The only like yeah, non-diet I, I get, like once every few months, I'll go to like one of those specialty grocery stores and get a couple bottles of like custom cream soda. 
and it's always infinitely better than like Barks cream soda or A and W cream. Like, do you remember the soda flavors that guy talked about, Boogie? Like, there were ones you wouldn't expect to like, like squash or. Oh right, yep. I'm trying to. Remember. Uh, well, I I think squash is just a kind of soda that those that because Kitty's got this shit that she calls squash that's like, it's like concentrated like. Sh- flavored sugar water and they they like dilute it with water and make soda in this case i feel like i got it wrong it's not actually squash it's um shucks i almost want to watch the video it's five minutes long that's a little long for a pk yeah this that that grocery store has been interviewed by about five or six different people actually oh okay um and uh it depends on who you find and the one that i saw was a little longer like 20 25 minutes almost and one of the sodas they showed was an aloe vera one and they said it was like really good for inflammation uh, if you have stomach issues and things along that lines. So it's funny, uh, a couple weeks after I went to Walmart and I'm checking the Mexican slash Asian food. I think they call it the ethnic food aisle, which is probably a weird name for it. But um, they had an aloe vera drink and I ended up getting it. It was fucking delicious. It wasn't carbonated. It wasn't a soda, no, but it was still sweet. Those and too. I really don't like my girlfriend really likes them and she'll get them every so often. But the problem with it is like. It's one like weird square shaped bottle. I'm not sure. You, everybody knows what squares is. I don't know why I put my hand up to explain the square shaped bottle. <laughs> so which one's square again? <laughs> it's, a, it's a square shaped bottle. It's actually a plastic container used to hold liquids. And it, uh, <laughs> it has like this viscous, almost, like almost viscous. I'm not sure if it's the same shit you tried, Boogie. Viscous uh, aloe vera drink. And apparently it's real good for you. But mm. that could just be another like pomegranate juice scam where it comes out where it's like, hey, it's actually just kind of like OJ, a lot of sugar. Like, Right. That is about it. Well, but I will say I, uh, I recently had a cracked on a crack on the the uh, callus on the bottom of my left foot, which is like real dangerous for a diabetic. And uh, nothing I used worked until I went to Walmart and found a um, a, a guaranteed uh, 100% just aloe vera cream, and I used it, and my foot healed in two days just from aloe vera. Why is that dangerous for diabetics? Uh, because you, I mean, you, you know, you got you're diabetic. You're not going to have as good a circulation going to your feet and stuff. Oh. And uh, so that's why you end up losing your toes and you're losing your feet. And since I'm, I, the diabetes is causing poor circulation, I end up uh, having to be super careful with my feet. In fact, I'm supposed to have a nurse uh, cut my toenails for me. I'm not even supposed to do it myself. Seriously? Because yeah. if you cut yourself, it just won't heal. Right, there's a chance it won't heal. I'm still fairly healthy, so it will heal most of the time, but there's a chance it won't, and that chance could cost me a toe or two or even part of the foot. So, you know, got to be serious. If you're going to lose a toe, which one would you pick to lose? What's the, the my mom, my mm. mom chopped off her big toe in a lawnmower, uh, like pulling it backwards up a hill, and she tripped and it ran choice. over her foot. And because she lost wow. her big toe, it actually ruined her balance for the rest of her life. Yeah. Uh, and then she like kept falling all the time, and ended up breaking just, up. Like, like tape a Lincoln log on there. Keep going about your business. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I feel the, like the dinky I think you toe lose... or the ring toe might be a good choice. I'm thinking the middle one, because I don't think the middle one That's would affect your balance towards. at all. Middle one. Yeah. It's like uh, I've heard that if you lose a finger. People think, like, if you're going to lose a finger, you want to lose the pinky, but that's Mm -hmm. apparently not the case. What you want to lose is your pointer finger because within Mm -hmm. a few weeks or months, your uh, middle finger takes over as, like, the new writing utensil holder. And, like, I I read it was saying, like, next time you pick up a bag of luggage or something, just kind of hold it there for a second and feel where the weight's being carried. And I did, and it turns out, like, a lot of it is pinky. 
Like, the mm-hmm. pinky's doing a lot more work than it gets credit for. Well, he's got that whole big muscle over here kind of all to himself, right? Like, like he's he's a big oh, part yeah. of if, if you activate your pinky and feel that muscle. <laughs> activate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, activate your pinky, do it, and you can feel the muscle. Powers you know, combined. Yo, oh, powers <laughs> combined. Yeah. yeah. That's the... I, I was am. looking at the powers for Captain uh, Captain Planet the other day, and one of them is near invincibility. Near invincibility. Yeah. So yeah, you're fine yeah. as long as you don't get shot. <laughs> it's <laughs> pollution. No, it's pollution. That's his weakness. Pollution. Oh. oh what a shit tier superhero. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm going to, like, I don't know, kick my garbage on him. <laughs> I just keep like a satchel full of those uh, six pack can holders, and if he ever gets on my trail, I just throw those out behind. <laughs> like like just Oh yeah, his little kids <laughs> run up to him, and he's all tangled up like a dumb little owl. <laughs> Fucking shit. I like that cartoon as a kid. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. So I had no idea that cuts on the bottom of your feet or anything to do with feet could were that bad for diabetics. Is it the same oh, thing with? Yeah. Like, can you, like, are you not supposed to clip your own fingernails? Like, if you cut that, will it? No, that's it fine. Cause, uh, for the most part, I still have really good circulation up here. It has something to do with the feet. I don't know what the hell it is. That's um, weird. Hmm. But I, I, as I get older, apparently it's supposed to be any extremity. Like, eventually you have some problems or whatever. So, any Taylor. Ex- yeah. Taylor, did you ever look into or, or maybe find out if there are some days in the coming uh, weeks that you might be free to go to? to travel to the beautiful uh, location that is Conway, South Carolina? Near the end of this month or the beginning of March, I believe I will be open enough that I can do it. I'm, I'm trying to find like a weekday that I could because I recall Woody saying that that works better for him. Uh, I'll continue to, to put pressure on that. I need to speak to a few more people before I can hammer it down for sure. But I I really hope and I, I have a good amount of faith that this will work out like Okay. And that's fun. I haven't seen you guys in person in fucking forever. Like That'd four be- years, something like that. Yeah, for those listening, like what we want to do is is like kill a bunch of birds with one stone here. Um, because we're we're doing, of course, the wings the hot wings of redemption, uh hot wing sauce. Um and for that bottle we're gonna have some image some pictures of wings, you know, dressed as a chef, cooking his sauce up, his famous recipe and all. And so that means I gotta go to Conway, South Carolina to photograph him and do that. And uh, and then Woody and I were talking, and I, he said he'd like to purchase a, a gun that I have. So I'm like, ah, oh, we got to meet up for that. So so he was like, well, maybe we'll just meet up in Conway. And I was like, hey, if you, me, and Wings of Redemption are in the same location at the same time, we are one Merka Durka away from uh, a really cool live, live in person PKA. So we want to get all those things done, and, you know, at the same time. So that's the hold up on the hot sauce and all. But I think that's going to be really cool. Um, all that all that stuff should happen toward the end of the month, maybe. We'll we'll see how that works out. And the knives, uh, that thing is moving forward as well. So all those things are happening. Are you guys open bad. first week of March? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. But yeah, that would yeah. be really fun. Yeah, I think you have so to come too. Up with and some maybe sort we could of activity to do that. Yeah, I was gonna say like like as much fun as like doing the show would be. You know, we, you know that's that's what we do every week. It'd be fun if like the four of us or whatever. Um, Went and did a thing, whatever that is. It, you know, sure we'll go out to dinner, but maybe go and shoot again. We did that once with wings before, and it was pretty fun. Yeah, go shoot some skeet. Maybe go ice skating, huh? Kyle? Ooh, yeah, he loved. Oh, look, if, <laughs> if wing if wings is there too, then that takes so much pressure off me. I am no longer the guy who's like, oh look, you see Kyle, he fell twice. It's like, look at Kyle, he's going pretty fast. Yeah, at least he's staying up. Where'd yeah. wings go? And we, wings is just crawling, like. 
As, I feel like if I go with you and Woody, I'm obviously like the guy who can barely fucking no, skate. And Woody's going to be the number one if we go. I can't rent goalie skates. I, I'll have to rent player skates, and my entire skate motion that I learned is totally different. It'll take me a while to figure that out. I believe wings can tread water longer than Kyle. Well, he's buoyant. So. Mm-hmm. And that's not a joke. That's a real thing. Like, right. Uh, I can't I sink can... for the life of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like push up, and even then you're kind of just like a bobber with a fish yeah. maybe on the end. Uh, right, <laughs> right, you know right. what? I, I, I'll take that bet because it's not fair. The man has a lot of ballast. <laughs> that's true. I yeah. mean, I mean he's, he's a fucking life preserver. Uh, I mean, I, I, could probably, I could probably tread water for, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to estimate. Like, I, I want to say 20 minutes, but maybe 20 minutes goes by and I'm exhausted. Or maybe I could do it for 40 minutes. I don't know. I'm sure you yeah. could do it for an hour. Didn't you, didn't you guys have drills where you treaded water, like, forever? Um, it, you know, it, it's hard to say because I haven't done it for so long. You know, in my prime, it would be days. Um, It'd be more of a. It'd be like how long he can, would sleep and tread water at the same. It'd be time like how long can you walk? How long can you walk? Um, I don't know. It's, it's almost like walking's not the problem. It's more to do with like yeah, I got shit to do. Like for, I can't just go. <laughs> well, no, walk. like I was gonna say fatigue, exhaust, like almost sleep deprivation would be the bigger issue than the walking. Do your feet bleed or something, really? Yeah, yeah. You know? But uh, the media today, I don't know. The, the problem, the, the thing is this: I bet I could do it much more efficiently than than someone who's never swam as much as me. Like. It, I you just get a knack for keeping your like, you know you, you, uh, what a full inhale and a full exhale is. Like a, yeah. if I'm treading water, I kind of just exist in that top half of the full inhale, and I flow better. And the way I move my arms and you know like you know to curl the water and stuff, it just takes a lot less energy for for a swimmer to tread water than you know. I, I remember um, I'd watched the lifeguard test and they had to tread water for five minutes. And it was like, oh my God, they're letting you rescue people, and you're struggling with this. Like, we five, to... that, there's no way people were struggling for five minutes. They were Look, teenagers I, I don't too. have a lot of aquatic experience, but I do remember like we do pool parties where you have <clears> like sort of a, like like pool volleyball, and you have to tread water to do that because like we would play in the deep end. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely tread water for multiple minutes before without without extreme fatigue. So that's shocking. We would tread that, water. You know what that's to... reminiscent of? That reminds me of like how um, the police, uh, the police shooting requirements at, at seven paces. You know, like uh, that, that's what that reminds me of. It's just like, yeah, can you? Do you have both eyes? Can you walk? You're in. It's good. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you know anyone who can shoot is like, whoa, this seems like a really low standard. And on the swim team, we would have two bricks, and the bricks were heavier than normal bricks because they were. Um, they were coated with, I don't know what, like a vinyl or like they were rubberized almost. Mm. Real bricks, but with like a rubber on like the Like resin outside. bricks, yeah. And, uh, and you'd, we'd like pass them around from person to person. So you're treading and life is all easy. And then some douchebag like gives you the brick. And then even the bigger douchebag is the guy that has both bricks and like butterfly kicks and there's like no uh-huh. hands. And so oh, what a twat. Yeah. <laughs> That's... It can't be that. I mean, I... Someone I was friends with who was a swimmer in high school, like, was talking it up how difficult it was to tread water for a long period of time. And he was like, I, I bet you can't do it for, like, an hour. Like, I can do it for, like, ten hours. And I was like, first of all, this is a dumb thing to brag about. Like, wow, you can be stagnant in water longer than me? Like, that's cool. I'm going to go talk to some chicks. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I did it for a full hour. And, like, mm-hmm. it's one of those workouts, where, which it is a workout. Like, it's mm. like, not, like, an intense one. But once you get out... Like twenty minutes later, you kind of realize the fatigue you're in. Where it's like, wow, I did. I thought that this was just kind of me existing for a while, but 
once you get out and you spend a little time sitting still and you get up, you're like, wow, that actually burned some calories. Hmm. Like it's it's a good workout. I I really do. The more we talk about about your 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 swimming stuff and 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 the more I think about you, Woody, I feel like if 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 you could pick one movie to like be that guy, I feel like you gotta pick Kevin Costner from Waterworld, right? Oh, like, is that is that not what you really want to be? Think about what that guy is. <sighs> oh, every, you know, every, every... you've set your sights. Through. I'd settle for Kevin Costner from that Rescue Swimmer movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's no he's a badass but he dies at the end of that ah, so, but dude what he would die perfect no that'd be awesome like I, I i feel like if i had the the life of that guy through that movie yeah. I, I would that would be he lived a successful life i don't know man kevin costner from Waterworld. <laughs> first of all he's got gills right so it's pretty awesome he's basically Great. aquaman he's got the webbed uh web toes and stuff mm-hmm. he's got that sick fucking boat and you're always talking about <sighs> wanting to sail the oceans <laughs> Um, he's super self-reliant, does everything on his own. He, he's incredibly gruff, doesn't put out, like, remember when he's buying that dirt, how much shit he gives the dirt salesman? That's he you drinks his own, need, right? He drinks his own tea. <laughs> I need that's to watch this Dude, I love that movie. Maybe that's why, like, the whole world, like, dogged on uh, Waterworld, yeah, like yeah. it was a terrible movie. I, yeah. I liked it. I liked Postman, too. I loved that's it. another one. Yeah, that's one we definitely agree about um, the Kevin Costner stuff. Like, I love all of his movies. I think he's a, I think he's good. Um, I, I like The Postman. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like Waterworld a lot. Uh, I didn't like him as Robin Hood. That English accent. I mean, any one of us here uh, could have pulled a better English accent. <laughs> Not, even, I don't know yes, about even, all of us. Three quarters of us. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so funny. What, like Carrie Yule's in in um, like uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights he makes fun of it. He's like, and I can speak with a British accent. Because Costner made an entire Robin Hood movie where he's just stumbling over his words and just sounding like Kevin Costner for the most part. I I really don't think I could do like every so often I think like yeah I could do a better accent and then in my you'd head I'm coach, like doing though. it. You'd make it a you'd make it a priority. I feel like Costner was just like phoning it in like he didn't give it. Yeah. Oh well, that's true. I would have given it my all, but I, I yeah. like even right now I'm like I can do a better British accent. That's not British at all than Kevin <laughs> Costner. Like that doesn't even sound British. It's so awful. Yeah, but but you would get like a, a voice coach. Like I was watching some videos the other day, and this guy was talking about how to do accent. Uh, there's this guy; he's YouTube videos, and he uh, he does voice work, and he talks about how to do this accent versus that that accent. And uh, he speaks about the accents very technically, like he knows the words for uh, the different nuances of, mm-hmm. of how to uh, how to speak. And it's really interesting to see because he's excellent, right? You know, he'll go into that French accent, and it's oh, he's perfect at it. But I, I and then he'll go like to Australian. I, I, I've heard you like tell someone how to do a southern accent and i've heard you receive how to do an accent and i feel like it just comes easier to you than it does to me like if someone were to coach you on how to do irish accent um i think that in a few minutes you'd be saying things that sound irish and i don't think that's true of me it would be a much harder road to hoe. yeah it's definitely easier for some people yeah and there's nothing worse in a movie where it just takes you out of it because someone is so bad at like uh I was I had to look it up because I couldn't remember which Ocean's movie it was, but Don Cheadle in Ocean's Thirteen doing his accent is horrible. It's horrible. That dude is from Kansas City and he sounds nothing 
like who he is trying to be in that movie. And I, you can't even see a scene with the dude without being like, oh, yeah, this is a film that I'm sitting here watching. And now I'm noticing consciously that my toes itch or something like that. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just there, horrific. There was an Oscar bad accent. Was it DiCaprio? I forget. Like they were uh, they ripped on it. Wasn't it Will Smith? They were all talking about his. Yes, his accent in whatever Earth. movie. Thank you. It was Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What accent was it? I haven't seen that All one. All right, so here's the thing about Will Smith's ac accent in that movie. It's interesting what they did. So the premise of that movie, as fucking ridiculous as it is, and poorly exposed uh, the, the, in the beginning. This is the NFL concussion movie. No, 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 no. Oh, what movie oh, is it? Okay, so it's really bad in that, but I'm talking about After Earth, the space movie. His oh. accent was crazy in that one, too, and all over the place. Him and his son. And at one point, he called his son's character the wrong name in that movie. So mm. that wasn't what we were talking about, though. But yeah, in Concussion, <laughs> in concussion I think it's supposed to be Nigerian or something. And I used to work with a Nigerian guy, so I'm, I got a little bit of an ear for it. It's this British-y, African kind of thing. And, and, and yeah, he was kind of all over the place. Yeah. But maybe he wasn't. Apparently, Will Smith is, you know, Black Actors Matter, etc., looking for an Oscar nomination because he's black. And um, I guess when you do that, it instantly opens up the the guns aimed toward you for why you shouldn't get an Oscar nomination. And his accent is getting a lot of attention. So, yeah, it was it was um, it was particularly poor in that other movie, though. Like, it, you know, the idea in that movie is that it's like a thousand or two thousand, whatever. It doesn't matter years after we've abandoned the earth and we're, we've now colonized this new planet so his accent is supposed to be like an amalgam of like american south mixed with like german you know like all the the nations of the world that got on the rest yeah. of the ship exactly what wouldn't happen with accents in that scenario yeah yeah the he, some some futuristic melting pot bullshit that would never actually occur without some sort of like space race war why not? I've often, like, when I was a kid, my solution for um, eliminating racism was crossbreeding. It was like, you know, can't we just all evolve into ah, some sort of... Ah, a bit of eugenics, of... eh? Mm-hmm. What was that? That's like liberal eugenics. Just force everyone. Ah, uh, two white people, you know. Mm. We're trying to be a little more progressive. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. One of you can't be white. <laughs> I see you, Asian-white person combo. That won't do. That'd take decades and generations. We really need the darkest and the lightest. Irish people and African people going together until we all become somewhere in the... Uh, so we look weird. So, yeah, so we're like Irish, Mexican Asian like those people. Goobacks no, in South no, 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 no. The Irish are lazy enough already. What are you thinking? You're gonna oh my call God. Some... Did you just say you're gonna, you, you know what you're going to do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Smoking dope wow. and drinking all day, not working. Real drain on the world's economy at that point. You don't want to create that super race of, of evil. That's, don't do that. Wasn't there a guy who once... Boy, this is probably the, this is the, this is the thing that's going to show up on a subreddit as soon as I'm done saying this. <laughs> um, this won't even be aired. and it'll still, they'll, they'll know I said it. Wasn't there <laughs> some it. sort of guy... It who once said something like, I dream one day about my kids being judged by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin. And doesn't that kind of mean that it doesn't matter if any of the actors who got nominated for Oscars this year are black? It just matters that they were good actors? Like, that's what we're supposed to be looking at? And, no, and that was back when equality was the goal. Not anymore. Now it's right. about what can I get out of it by, by exploiting. I saw a picture of Will Smith's palatial estate and seeing it he's got like a moat there are armed <laughs> guards 
with halberds standing about. Like it's it's a crazy nice place. <laughs> they're not. They're not armed. No, there are no medieval style knights. I was being hyperbolic. <laughs> you can't say that, or I'm gonna start believing it. Okay, well, there were yes. no knights, but it is a giant palatial estate. And just to know that that guy would complain and say, when am I going to get mine? is like, I, fuck no, you. Right. You haven't been good since you the Fresh to... Prince of Bel-Air. You're not a good actor. I'm sorry. Like, he's not. You want to hear my theory on, on Will Smith? I think that Will Smith is gay, and I think that his wife is also gay, Jada Pinkett. And I think that they have a, uh, a relationship that works for each of them uh, that they've got going on. Because um, she seems very butch, and I think that more. It seemed to me that she was the one leading the charge. She was like, "Will, what the fuck's going on? Will, you were supposed to win this thing. I need you to be winning that Oscar. Will, what the fuck? This ain't part of the plan. You better get out there Will and start making some noise." Will Smith has a super high opinion of himself, and and that's where this actually comes from, in my opinion. I read an interview with Will Smith before the Oscar nomination thing about how he was thinking about being president of the United States. And he was serious. You'd think to yourself, President of the United States? And he's like, apparently, I am destined for great things. You would think that being like a gold record artist or platinum or whatever he is and winning an Oscar and being like you know, the number one actor would all be too high goals if you met me as a teenager. But these are all things that I've accomplished. Who's to say President of the United States isn't in my wheelhouse too? Fucking Rudy's Gamertag will say that. that. Fuck off. And now, for him to hear that he's not nominated for an Oscar this year, like, I honestly believe he's like, whoa, what the hell? Don't you know I'm destined for amazing things? It's like, fuck off, Will Smith. In his head, it's like, well, I can't be president until I get an Oscar. Like He has one, right? I don't know. He didn't deserve it if he got it. No, he doesn't have one. I don't think. Yeah, I I will say I You're think right. I said this uh, in reference to the Fine Brothers uh, on my stream, and I'll say it again here. I think something happens to a person when they get to that second comma, and I don't think it happens to everybody. I think probably if I got my second comma, I'm probably going to be okay. Um, so I think you know. Million. I'm saying millionaire. I'm saying you okay. make your first million. I think a lot of people when they get that taste of their first million, they kind of lose their fucking comma at a hundred thousand for like a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, carry on. I'm so dumb. But I, when, you get, when you get with that second comma, this guy's I an accountant. Messes the guy up. Does his own taxes. <laughs> <I do>. <laughs> <laughs> at first, I was like, so you got one comma at a thousand, and then I was like, oh. a second comma is <laughs> at ten thousand, right? That's another zero. And I was like, no, wait, what are you, idiot? It's a hundred thousand. He's sitting over there. I've got seven commas, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> one after every zero, just to be safe. I'm know? so sorry. I stepped all over your sorry. point. No, that's fine. Uh, the point that I'm making is, like somebody said the other day, and I think they're true, $5,000 isn't a lot of money to have, right? But $5,000 is a lot of money to need, you know? Um, and I think that's probably true. I think when you get to a million dollars, you're like, you know, a million dollars is a lot of, is, is not, doesn't seem like as much money as I thought it was going to be. Now I need it to be multi-million. Now I need it to be uh, 10 million. Now I need to be 100 million. Now I need to be a billionaire. Now I need that third comma. I think that's what happens and maybe that is what happened to the Fine Brothers. Maybe they're just like, you know, we're doing really, really good, Benny. We're probably worth five or ten million dollars between the two of us, but maybe we could be worth ten billion. So let's try. You know, 
I don't know. I think people just I mean, eventually yeah. you get the taste of it and you think, uh, I deserve the Oscar. I deserve the EGOT. And I think that's you know what, what really happened to Will Smith. Get a taste of, and that's, that's me undies. You see, you wear <laughs> underwear every day. That's 365 days a year, rain or shine. You need it to be extraordinary without an insane price tag. MeUndies understands this, and that's why they've created the world's most comfortable underwear. Luxury at half the price you'd find anywhere else. MeUndies is made from Modal, a fabric that's twice as, as uh, soft as cotton, and uh, it's twice as soft as whatever you're wearing right now. Most of us wear underwear every day, so why settle for low-quality multi-pack underwear that's scratchy and lame? MeUndies has tons of colors and styles for both men and women, which means you and your lady can finally have matching underwear. They release a new design every month, and on top of that, they even have free shipping to the United States and Canada. Me Undies has a money-back guarantee. If you don't love your first pair, you get to keep it for free, and that's right. They don't want your used underwear back, so you, ha you don't have anything to lose. The best part about all of this is that, that, is that they are offering 20% off of your first order when you use our URL, MeUndies.com slash PKA. So click the link in the description and go to MeUndies.com slash PKA to get 20% off of your first order. I can honestly say um, they really are excellent underwear. They're the best underwear I've ever owned. Um, I've uh, I've had nice underwear before, but um, I really do love these. I've washed the fuck out of them. I wear them as much as I can, and uh, they haven't worn out yet. Yes. The real question is, do they come in boogie size? Hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You may have to reconstitute a couple pairs. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. like it, it, you know. It, it, it's time to step up from the uh, from the lousy underwear you're wearing today. Uh, go to me. It's very nice. It's very, it's uh, it's very it supportive. It frames you well. How, and it it makes frames you, you very well. But how would you feel if your girlfriend only wore like crappy, ugly cotton panties every day, and now you know? Yeah, and you're doing the equivalent of that out there, PKA listener. Get some me undies. See what the better half lives like. Do you have, have that, you seen that the... like a bulge thing in your underwear where it, like like eventually it just drops out? You know, and it's like it's not tight and holding anymore. It's just like a lazy, just ugh, ugh, like yeah, old people's yeah. earlobes, just lazy and worn out and shouldn't be there. You know, don't let me, it get to that point. Nobody wants to see that walking around. MeUndies is the difference between a dumbass poster you thumbtacked into the wall and a painting with a frame, yeah. right? With, it, a, with a glass it, case. A glass case. It takes your junk, lifts it, and presents it and says, I have giant cock. Hear me roar. That's what that's the Miandi story right there. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's their well, main main goal, but I believe it does it's keep their tagline. <laughs> no, it keeps you dry. I yeah. looked up the Will Smith um, Oscar thing. Kyle was right. Um, he's been nominated for an Oscar twice, but he's never won. However, he does have four Golden Raspberry Awards for uh -huh. worst screen combo, worst original song, worst supporting actor. And again, worst screen was, combo. What was worst supporting the actor? Song, the... uh, Wild Wild West. He has worst screen combo and worst original song. And after was Earth, the song also Wild Wild West? I don't know. I know that it was with Stevie Wonder and Cool Mo D. Uh, whichever one that was. I love that song though, the Wild Wild West. <laughs> Wiki, Wiki. I love that. That's a good song. <laughs> and uh, for After Earth, he got. Um, Worst Supporting That's Actor and Worst Screen Combo. And I should mention for After Earth, he was nominated for Worst Picture and Worst Screenplay, but he didn't win those. Ah. It is trash. It is a scum, scummy movie. It is so bad. I watched it twice because I wanted to be able to explain to people how bad it was in the future if I ever needed to. 
Oh my god. You watch that on CinemaSins or whatever that do like you know everything wrong with name a movie and X amount of time or less. It took him like 30 minutes or something. Like, it was just like, <laughs> what was the most egregious like problem a... with it, in your opinion? Uh, that it exists. The, okay, so okay, second big so problem. the okay, so they're fighting these these alien monsters in the future. They never, but but the monsters are like biological weapons that are kind of dropped on them by these aliens that they are in a confrontation with over a planet. We get all that exposition very early. Uh, in the film, but we never actually see the alien overlords who we're in confrontation with. We only see the biological weapons that we're dealing with, and this is what they designed. They designed a biological weapon that can smell our fear. That's what they said. Basically, they can smell the pheromone that humans excrete when they're afraid. So Will Smith is such a hard ass that he ain't got no fear. So they, uh, uh, so for the longest time, like human beings had no defense against these monsters because they're huge. It's like a. It looks like a giant. It's a giant monster. You can't deal with this thing physically if it can see you, but it's blind. Its only way to find you is by smelling your fear pheromone. So one of them attacks Will Smith at some point in his life, and he just goes calm. He, he, he like loses all of his fear, and it can't see him, and he fucking kills it. So from then on, he's like Professor Badass, and he like, he's like walking into like rows of these things, and they can't see him because he's fearless, and he's slicing them up with this, uh, this melee weapon he has that can kind of become anything he wants it to be. That sounds really fucking cool, right? That's the highlight of the movie. It happens seven minutes in. It never gets as cool for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Will Smith breaks his leg 15 minutes in, and he lays there in pain for the rest of the movie. At one point, he abuses Are we drugs. Are about the Revenant? Out. No, <laughs> do, you do not want to get that, that ball rolling. <laughs> I poke the bear sometimes. Masterpiece. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's just such a shitty movie. Um, it's awful. There's, there's tons of like bad CGI, tons of uh, things that don't make sense. Um, I don't know. It's, the kid is terrible. His accent especially is awful. And like I said earlier, there's even one point where Will Smith refer, calls his, you know, it's, it's, he's playing with his son. He's co-starring with his actual real-life son. And he calls his son's character by the wrong name. Does and he it's, call him it's obvious when he does it. No, he doesn't call him by his, like, real-life name. He just, like, butchers his character name. Hmm. What's the uh, character name? I couldn't say. It's, it's been a while. But, you know, let's just say it's Hakeem. He called him Hakan or something like that. It was, it was like, whoa, you done fucked up, Will. Like, like it wasn't even close. Um, but yeah, you think don't they called him on it at the time and he was like, one take. I am one take Will. <laughs> he just walks into his trailer. Or, or, or he was like, we'll fix it in post. And then they like, they, they like hounded him for weeks trying to get that voice over and he was like, fuck all that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will notice. Just switch the his rest of it to Hakeem, you know. Do you ever look at Jaden's, so, so maybe you've all put this together, but they, but Will Smith and his wife Jada have two kids, and they've kind of combined the parents' names to make the kids' names. So uh, Jaden is, you know, a combination of their names, and Willow is the daughter's name. But have you ever looked at Jaden's Twitter and seen the? He think he, he considers himself like a modern day philosopher. We talked I about PKA for a while so at one point. It's like that's too much. It, I don't know. He's going to look back on that just like everybody else who did shitty things on the internet when they were too young and be like, ah, I wish I hadn't done that. Like, he's got everybody else who does shitty things on the internet grows up and has to live in the real world. His dad is supporting his madness and they've got enough money that he'll never have to live in the real world. He's, I, I, I'm going to predict that, that, that um, Jaden Smith turns in, has like a Michael Jackson like kind of life 
falling apart, becoming a real weirdo type thing. And while we're on that subject, did uh, did you win the death pool when that when that Godfather actor oh, died? I was going to bring that up. Yeah, Abe Vigoda. I won the second death pool in a row, which means we need to re-up our Deadpool. Bill Cosby. Hmm, Bill wow. Cosby's your Deadpool choice? Yeah, he's under a lot of stress and strain right now. He's like 80, right? Um, I, 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 I was just thinking back to when they had that big sexual scandal at uh, Penn State, and they fired the head coach, you know, uh, even though, you know, it was, the, it was one of the, it was the assistant. Yeah, they fired Paterno despite the fact that it was, you know, because it was the assistant coach that did the raping and all, the Sandusky guy. But remember that all the stress and strain that was on Paterno and then him losing his job, the guy died within like two or three months. I think if they keep hounding Cosby with civil suits, this, these repeated flare-ups, maybe at some point his wife leaves him, I, I think he just, he, 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 the stress and strain, he can't take it. I bet he dies uh, within two years, Cosby, that is. That's a, did we bet anything on that last death, death pool? Did I win anything? You the fans will have to let did. us know. I'm yeah, happy. the fans will let us know. We never pay up, yeah, which is I, why with the crapper thing, I was like, right now, PayPal bet. Like, yeah. During the show, we pay off. Because I would like these things to actually have stakes. And yeah. I think in painkiller history, no Instead of money, it should be something else, though. It should be like an act <clears throat> that has to be performed like at a next meetup. I think that's more fun. Or yeah, like, I, I'd like, rather it be more immediate. Like I, like, I feel like we'll get there in person and let the guy off the hook. Like, oh, I, I, like, like, I want to be like, all right, let's make a bet, you and I, right now. At the conclusion of this bet, which, by the way, is like six minutes from now, someone's singing a song or doing something, you know? Yeah. Oh. Well, I've got two in the chamber from Christopher Lee and Abe Vigoda. So I'm I'm going to pick another winner here. Go for the the three-peat. All right. So the rule is, Boogie, would you like to play along? Yes, absolutely. You pick three people to be in the death pool. One of them has to be under 40, which is really fun. The under 40 pick is my favorite. Like, um, shit, who would be a good under 40 pick right now? Oh, I'm, I, I don't. I, if I say it, I'm keeping them. Go ahead. You can. You can Steve O. Oh. Oh, he's been sober for die. years, man. Because, like, like you don't... don't know. Like, Justin Bieber, for example, right? Healthy as right. an ox. But he could come out of anywhere. He could just, like, boom, hit that OD. Well, that's what I'm saying with Steve O. Like, you never know when he's going to relapse. You never know when he's going to climb another crane and fall off the fucking thing. Mm. Little Wayne. So... Little Wayne's mine. Little Wayne. The under 41? Yeah, I heard he's back on the lean. Hmm. Well, I'm going to take Lindsay Lohan. Oh, oh that's oh, a good one. Your, a, a repeat choice. Pick. All right. Um, well, I'm definitely going Cosby as one of my old ones, so that leaves me with just one more of any I'm age, doing I suppose. Betty White is one of my old ones. Oh, hmm. that's good. Bill Legend. Huh. Did, did somebody pick hmm. Lindsay Lohan before? Is Kirk Douglas dead? Kirk Douglas. No, is, no I, he I'm was taking the first him. choice as the. He oldest. had that stroke. He's um, 99. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's 99 years old. <laughs> All right, so Woody wins this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Kirk Douglas. There's a couple presidents. Bush and Carter are both very old. He's making it three digits for sure, right? But I, I kind of feel like they have the best hospital care on the planet. So I don't uh, know if they're good. I don't know. How old is Kesha? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, if it was a who's the stickiest person you can think of contest, I already would have won. Stickiest? She looks like she'd be sticky. 
<laughs> you know well, what? I wonder about um dumping uh, champagne on herself every night. There's sugar in that shit. I was talking to my daughter about Kesha, and I don't know this story. Um, and God, I hate to like start a hate train about hope. Sometimes that happens when I talk about her. But she was saying that Kesha was raped. And the situation that I understand is there was a um, <laughs> a like casting couch situation where Kesha maybe slept her way to the top or or workplace harassment situation where she slept with her manager so that he would be her manager and help her be a star. Um, I don't know. I, I but I Sounds really like get she sexually manipulated her manager. That's how I see it. Well, I think the that reality guy, is... I wonder, she, she wonder what that did to his self-esteem and his self-worth. She didn't want this relationship. Like, in all seriousness, I know Kyle's goofy. But in all seriousness, she didn't want this relationship. She fucked a guy because she felt like she had to to get the job she wanted. It's, God, I hate to like... I, I, I was going to say, that's not rape, right? I feel like I'm no. defending this kind of oh my God. awfulness. No, of course it's not. <clears throat> If anything, saying it's, that's rape trivializes what it actually is. Rape, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's 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 not rape at all. That that's not rape at all. Yeah, uh, it's like saying, "Well, I got slapped in the face once. Is it bad for me to say that I got the shit kicked out of me?" Yeah, yeah. You're that's that's not what happened. That's a bold faced lie. Like I didn't get the shit kicked out of me. Like I just so if I, if, if I dangle the brass ring in front of you and say the only way you can have this is to fuck me. I guess it's not rape. That's just not what rape is. If, if uh, Kesha was some someone who actually was like a, a super talented uh, singer, like if she if she was one of the if she was Adele, I'd I be like, like her songs. Up, it's messed up that Adele had to suck all that dick to get her voice finally heard. But you know, I I kind of feel bad. But if it's, it's Kesha, I'm like, like they could probably replace. There's probably like eight Keshas out there, and she was just the one who sucked the dick. She should just be happy she got the got she got the she got she got her chance. Yeah, there were eight if other Kyle, girls willing to suck that dick. If Kyle or no Woody, like you're not very good at voice impressions, but if you just had it in your heart that you wanted to be a voiceover actor for cartoons and stuff, and, and you were really you willing to suck a lot of dick, some really old lady who just had it out for you, and then you got in a cartoon show or something, and everybody kind of just dealt with you, like you were okay, whatever, like but you that was your career now. Would you say that you were sexually abused to get where you got, like? No, that was a that was a tactical maneuver that you employed. You're like, I want to get there, and I'm going to do this. Like, not really ethical on your part or her part. Yeah, I, but some young people define much more as rape than I do. Uh, like, it's uh, it, it, if she says no, and then you like persist and persist until eventually she gives in. That's not rape to me. See, you know? and like the broadening of that definition of like oh you know uh I, this person That's got convincing. raped and it's like did they really or did like they get felt up or something like that like or was it a, well, just a sexual assault it's still bad but that is what causes so many people to when someone comes forward to be like oh well how do we know this wasn't one of those trumped up like uh you know someone grabbed your ass briefly and then walked away like is that what we're talking about or did you actually get raped like that like broadening that definition probably makes the real victims of that feel isolated and that their suffering is being trivialized by other people who just want the, the good part, the attention of it, the victim status, but didn't go through the horrible reality. Like it, that it, the others did. if you say no, if I say no, 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 no. All right. I'm in. I, I shouldn't be able to be like, dude, he coerced me. He or, <laughs> or she like, you know, like 
No, no. He, he well, seduced a of, you. A lot of what you're talking about is what they call gray rape, right? You know, it's not like it's not like it's not like violent rape, but it's like is that gray when you rape. rape a black girl. No, it's when you rape an alien, I guess, because they're gray, right? <laughs> That's green rape. Yeah. That's green. Okay. <laughs> but um, but like I, they, they call that the gray rape area, and like that still needs to be defined. Uh, number one, I don't think calling it gray rape is not right. I think it needs to be coercion or something to that effect. And like, if we're a society going to agree that no means no, like if the very first time she says no, you get up and leave the apartment. If that's what it needs to be, that's fine. That's what society will decide. I'll deal with that. You know, I'm married. I'm very happily married. My wife is probably, I don't think ever even implied no. So I, I'm a very lucky man in that respect. But that said, um, I, like I, I have no problem. With that's what they want the future to be. But we need to define it. And I don't like... I don't like it being in the same category as a guy who finds you in an alley, punches you in the face until you stop fighting him, and then violently rapes you. Like, that's a very different thing. You know? Yeah, yeah Fuck. sure. My wife is implied no. And then I'll, you know, like, if I stopped at the first no, I'd get less sex. Sometimes you got to be, like, you know, seducing, convincing. If you if you stopped at the first no, you might not be with her today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, you know, it just cute doesn't work. When Ryan Gosling like, doesn't stop seduction. at the first no. Like that's what seduction is. You're you're convincing the other person to fuck you. Like, like that's what it is. Like I, they they'll tell you on college campuses these days you're supposed to um ask for every step uh, uh permission, every step of the way. May I may I touch your hand? May I kiss you? Uh, may I touch your uh, uh, above your waist? May I touch you below your waist? Stuff like that, and like that's the, that's what they want you to do. But that's actually always come fairly natural to me because Lady. I'm just shocked that someone wants to have sex with me. So I'm like, holy <laughs> shit! Can I play with your titties? And, she's like, yes. and I'm like, woo! And like, and that has never gone away with my wife either. I'm like, can I play with your tits? And she's like, that's yes, I'm like yes, best day ever. You know, I can't believe this. I'm so lucky. So big. <laughs> You know? yeah, I've that, never been. That dog got so big. He's bit like if see, you stand. Let me see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a bad thing. I'm gonna let him stand up. Hold Christ, on. that dog is almost jack size already. And you wanted him to get a wolf. I still. I dude, that wolf is fucking cool. Like like. That wolf would eat that black dog for breakfast. Maybe I don't know. That's a big dog. I don't know anything about. Way bigger. That's an inappropriately mate. large dog. It is so big. It is so, so big. Wow. I can't believe how huge a dog is. Yeah, that dog takes shits bigger than, than he does. That You step in that dog shit, you just throw the shoe away. Yeah, you just you sink. It's like quicksand. <laughs> is, wait, is that the same? The black dog is a Great Dane. What's the white dog? Or the uh, he's kind of yellow. Uh, and he's, he was a rescue, some sort of lab mix. Oh. The yeller. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked up a, um, I forget what the breed is, but my dog is a little nine pound dog. He, he lived with a family for a while and that family had to give him up. So instead of going to a uh, shelter, he came to us and it's the That's best great. dog I've ever owned. But I think it's so hilarious that here I am, I'm a giant and I have this little nine pound dog who just like sets on the top of my tummy and <laughs> watches television yeah. with me. He's the best yeah. thing. I wish he, he's probably in bed with my wife right now. I go get him. Is it a little white fluffy dog or is it like uh one of those skinny little chihuahua looking things. He is a I Tibetan terrier or something to that effect. So he's got like um you know brown and white fur and then he's got uh, my favorite thing about him is he's got um 
eyes just like Raffi from the Fine Brothers. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, you know, no offense, Raffi, if you're watching. I know you're not. But uh, he literally, he can't look directly at you if he wants to. He has to kind of cock his head to the side <laughs> to look at you. And it's the most adorable like thing in the fish. world. It's so he yeah, can, it's, it's a, you know, that's evolutionary, so he can see predators. Is that yeah, it? like a hammerhead. No, shark. that's made up. Yeah. Ender oh. <laughs> <laughs> is a good dog. He has the personality that, that I wish all my dogs had, right? He's, I don't know, he's athletic, yet lazy, and he's super loving, and that's a pretty neat combo. So... Yeah, when I do get a dog, I, I think, I had a friend who had a German Shepherd that was really, really well trained, and like that turned me towards that kind of dog. But then it's reminding me of like, well, it didn't just come out of the dog womb, trained like that. Like someone had to put in a lot of work to get this thing to, you know, respond to like German words and shit that you yell at it. But I'm sure you could do that with any kind of dog. But the Great Dane. Would be a lot of fun as long as it was a little smaller than that one you have, because that's out of control. <laughs> I, I couldn't hear what you guys were saying, but he's he's a little bigger than the other Great Dane we have, but she's also a pretty big sized dog. Um, yeah. I you only know. have one pet boogie, just the dog. Yeah, and I I don't know that I ever want another one. This guy is enough for me. He's very interest. Like he's very, I don't know. I did not expect it to be as involved as it turned out to be, but he definitely wants attention all of the time. He, he won't leave my foot most of the time. The only time he's understood that this space is dad's space. So if he's in here, he has to be quiet. He has to sit still. So he doesn't like to be in here when I'm working. But the rest of the time, he's in my lap. He's, he's on my tummy. He's, he's laying at my feet 99% of the time. And he's just very involved. He has to be let out about every two hours, which is super frustrating. But he's a small dog, so they have small bladders. Does that include some... night? Does he sleep yeah. in the night? Well, he is nocturnal along with me, actually. So during the, the daytime, he's been sleeping, and then he's been staying up all night with me. Um, but my question is, we've had a lot of issues with marking, and he's had that issue since he came here. And occasionally, we can break him from it. Um, so we'll go two or three weeks without an accident. But then, like, last night, he just, like, pissed all over the place. But unfortunately, he's, he peed in the bathroom, and he peed in the, the dining area. So there was both, you know, uh, a tile floor, but... What How the hell do you dog? do? He's four, yeah. and so he okay. came to me like this, and I don't know if it's too late. Are you familiar with crate training? You're right, which we do, actually. Uh, he does sleep in a crate about eight hours a day. Um, no, no, no. Okay, so, like, um, he stays in the crate, and then you let him out, and then you take him right outside, and that's right, the which, way he learns to... Which is what so, we're doing. That's exactly what we're doing. He, uh, Since he can't be trusted while I'm sleeping... Um, I keep his crate right next to me, and if he does need to go out, he'll whimper, and I'll take him out. Um, mm. But then, you know, at, uh, after about eight-hour mark, I'll get up, I'll take him directly outside, he'll go out, and then every couple of hours, I'm letting him out. And sometimes I wonder if it's not marking as much as it is he was just not getting enough attention last night, because I was putting in a lot of work. Um, the wife had to go to bed a about an hour earlier than she normally does, and so... I don't know. It's just really frustrating. Mm. I don't know if we'll ever fully break him from it. I've tried all the tricks, like whenever he does go, show it to him. This is one I learned. to Show it to him, uh, wipe up his pee with a, a paper towel, and then take mm -hmm. the paper towel where you want him to go. Like that worked once, so maybe it'll work again today. We'll have to wait till tonight. To what sleep. I do, what I've done in the past, is I, I take the dog out there. I just want one. I carry it, <coughs> and then I make it watch me peeing outside. Mm. Oh, so yeah. I'll take my dick out and start <clears throat> peeing outside, and I watch, and I tell him, good boy, good boy. 
good boy. And then eventually it figures it out. I did the same thing. It's so funny. It was, it was embarrassing though, because my neighbor sees me out there shitting in the yard. But I was trying to clean the carpet. It, it, it was just so messy. Uh, uh, it's it's more embarrassing when you're training them to shit in the neighbor's yard, right? So you, yeah, you know, <laughs> the neighbor's like, "Why are you shitting in my yard?" And you have to explain the whole thing about how you didn't want it. In I saw yard. it on the dog whisperer. Trust me, two weeks tops. Two weeks tops, and I'm out of your hair. <laughs> For weeks, the neighbor was like, I think there's a bear around here. This is <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Sammy will go in the backyard, you know, poop there, which is great. I'm glad we're not picking up poop, at least. Um, but the first few days, we picked up every poop he took to keep it from being out in the backyard. Then it got really cold out. And so now we're just kind of leaving him out there. And uh, so whoever has to mow our back lawn this summer, I'm real oh, sorry. Yeah. It's the old shards of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Riding mower. Take care of I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. Um, so I went to uh, went to this guy's house for like a, I don't know, like to hang out at his house and play video games one time when I was like maybe 12. And uh, I get there, and apparently it was the day that they cleaned dog shit up. He has two Labradors they keep in like a fenced-in backyard. So the first thing we did when we get there, like our first activity, wasn't PlayStation. It was I'll hold the plastic bag and you scoop the shit into into it. And there was I just remember, I was carrying the bag and I just remember thinking like I'm never coming back here again. Like, <laughs> this is bullshit. First of all, like they're they're drinking water instead of Sunny Delight, which is which is bullshit. And mm. second of all, I'm carrying around an enormous trash bag full of dog shit right now, um, for fun apparently. So, I yeah, feel like they back. need to make those awful. deposits first, right? Like they, deposits, talking about dog shit, but like they, if they had, if you'd eaten Emotional dinner deposits. there a bunch of times, yeah, if you'd eaten dinner there, if they had brought you games, if they had, if you were practically part of the family, then it, it, it's like, I could imagine a scenario where they include you in family chores, but that doesn't I, sound like do I you went make, down. Would you, did, did Chiz ever pick up any of, of your dog's poop? No. Mm, no. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. She's um, just received the love. Oh, uh, <laughs> can I tell yeah, another I, depressing I, I story? I have a really good depressing dog poop story. Yes. Uh, when I was uh, in, I think it was kindergarten, um, they were teaching us our colors. It might have been Head Start or something like that, but preschool. Uh, but they were like, hey, who can name something that, what color is this? This color is white. Who can name something that's white? And I raised my hand and I said, dog poop. And uh, my teacher goes, no, dog poop is actually brown or black. And I said, no, not the dog poop we have in our back bedroom. And uh, so uh, this is one of the very first times it ever occurred to me that I was growing up in a very inappropriate home and in a very <laughs> inappropriate way uh, because I then ha had to explain to my teacher that we have like this back bedroom where we just store all the garbage and the dogs shit back there all the time. And if you ever have to go back there, you have to deal with all the dog shit. And a lot of the dog shit that's been back there has turned white because it's been back there so long. That's that's awful. <laughs> so you just had a designated shit room, like a bunch yes. of streets in India? <laughs> right, right. It's like my mom would throw trash in there and just, it's like, you can't have trash in the living room, but she still has to hoard, right? So Were there ever any good. animals in there? Did any, any wild animals ever get in there? Little cat uh, not, skulls? Uh, we always had some sort of rats or some sort of infestation, cockroaches or whatever. But anything yeah. bigger, like a possum or? <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. We did have a bat in the house a couple times. Remember like that? A, like a vampire bat? Was it drinking blood? No, this is a regular old bat, and my mom yeah. killed it with a broom. That was that was awesome. Did, and then we what, put did, it in the did, freezer, and I took oh. it to school for show and tell. <laughs> I thought for sure she'd throw it in the room. Took a dead bat to show and tell. 
yeah, yeah. That's I. I don't. I. I mean, we were a weird family. We were we, the monsters of our neighborhood. I guess we once had two bats that in our house in Apex, and I immediately grabbed like the phone and we recorded us getting the. I think we caught one of the bats, and the other we got to fly out. That makes good YouTube. I love YouTube videos when like you see that like candid stuff. I like it because you get to see people's houses and stuff, and that's like fascinating to me. Seeing other YouTubers' houses is just the shit to me. Yeah. I like to see how other people are living, right? And it's so funny because you see somebody's living out in LA, they tend to live in like a tiny little apartment, even though they're very successful because that's <sighs> all they can afford. Multi millionaires and- holding up their computer monitor with seven boxes and some books. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see like the people who, um, let's use like, uh, well, I don't want to use anybody's example. I don't want to call them out. But you find the ones that are living like, you know, s- suburbia in Jersey or, or Kentucky or like southern Texas, and they'll show their house and it's like a mansion because they can afford that there, you know? And you're like, wow, they're living awesome. Sometimes it's stage of life too, you know? Like, yeah. like uh, I don't want to call out names either. But, you know, you take a young guy who you would estimate has like two or three million in the bank. They're just living in that you know, like LA apartment or a rented house because it's their chosen lifestyle. You know, they, they, they don't have a family and kids and all that other stuff right. to, you know, to warrant we, the rest of the package. We bought this house last year. I think I talked to you about it the mm-hmm. last time I was on PK. We just got it. Um, and it's, uh, it's a mortgage that we can afford at just a little over a thousand dollars a month. And, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, 2,700 square feet and it's in a really nice flat in Northwest Arkansas and it's all one floor, which is obviously important to me with my bad knees and legs and stuff. And, uh, it's enough room, you know, for friends and family to visit and plenty of room to film in. And like, that's all I ever wanted, all I ever needed. I didn't need a mansion. I mean, it's practically a mansion. This is a mansion to me. I don't know. I don't know what. Are you nice at the same place to... where uh, you filmed like your really early videos when you were no, in that, no, like throwing no. soda around? Uh, back when I had like the the Princess Leia poster and stuff behind me, that was a 700 square foot apartment. It was uh, split between me and a roommate. Uh, then we moved from it to a little 1400 square foot apartment, including the garage, so about 1200 square foot of living space, and uh, that served us really, really well for a while. Um, and then now I've got enough room here to where if I want to set up a green screen in the living room, I can do that. There's a house tour up on my channel if you guys want to see it. I've seen How it. How long have you been to the new yeah, place? Do what? Check that out. How long have it, you been at the new place? We, it'll be a year in like a couple of months. I'm not sure exactly. Well, that's yeah, nice. It's you got really, like a fresh start. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. There's plenty of room well, to store my Amiibos and shit. You talked about... Speaking of fresh starts, it's time for a fresh start. Start the year off on the right foot in the right pants. With the right jacket over the right shirt. Trunk Club is here to handle your wardrobe so you can focus on what matters. Trunk Club takes the hassle out of shopping by finding the best clothes for you and your style. You'll look and feel amazing and will always have the perfect clothes for the season. At trunkclub.com slash PKA, you answer uh, simple questions and your sti- about your style, preferences, and size, and you're assigned an expert stylist. Your stylist will handpick your clothes from the best premium brands just to... Pr- um, just approve of what you like and send back what you don't like. And just like that, the trunk arrives on your doorstep, filled with hand-picked clothes that are perfect for you. Uh, try them on, keep what you like, and easily return what you don't in their prepaid trunk. Trunk Club is not a subscription service. You only pay for the clothes you keep from your uh, trunk, and there are no hidden charges, just great clothes. <clears throat> so, get started today, and Trunk Club will style you for free, plus free shipping both ways. You only pay for the clothes that you keep, 
So uh, to take advantage, go to trunkclub.com slash PKA. That's trunkclub.com slash PKA for a trunk filled with clothes you'll love wearing. I actually haven't taken advantage of this yet. I got my email from my personal stylist, and uh, I haven't gotten back to him yet. I need to. I got a pair of jeans. I'm in the same spot. I really want to start this too. I've been um, been trying to dress a little more nicely. I just feel better about myself if I'm in a button down compared to a t-shirt or like for years I wore the Woody's Gamer shorts and the t-shirt and felt I don't know the strap sandals, (laughs) the mandals. Yeah. I um and then I I don't know I wear a button down and my wife like you know I can't really whistle and uh, you know does the thing and and like I just I don't know. she says, you look good today. And it's like, yeah, well, why don't I look better more often? Uh, every now and then my wife will be in her pajamas at 1 p.m. And I think, you know, fucking sort yourself out, right? <laughs> That's me. Well, you, no, no, All, no, no, no. You just said, you said, I'll be like, you know, sort yourself in out. In my head. But, but, <laughs> but what, what, what I think you mean is you shout in her ear, you know, get yourself shorted. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but you know, in my head, it's like, yeah, like I'm used to her being the best version of herself on a daily basis. Yet me, I pull that, I was pulling that stuff off like one, twice a month. So, uh, it's so now a little more often, you know, put on something better. And, uh, I, uh, I went on a shopping spree before this little, uh, this winter trip because I didn't really have a lot of new winter clothes. And, uh, I went to the, I went and got a bunch of stuff. I really like all this winter stuff though. I wish I lived somewhere where it was colder more. Where'd you um, I go? Think I, like, uh, I went to an outlet, but I went to uh, Timberland and uh, Calvin Klein. Got a got a bunch of sweaters and um, I don't know winter stuff. Yeah, I'm really you always want to live cold... somewhere with more snow until you live somewhere with more snow. Yeah, right. I think it's good to visit the snow because like it's treacherous out there on a daily basis on these roads. Um, you know, we're kind of having fun with it because it's a vacation and all, but. I'm really glad that that Explorer that I rented has like all-wheel drive and like a snow slash ice mode on it because I, anything less would, would be scary out here. The, the roads are just frozen and especially the roads in this area, like you can't see the asphalt. It's just, it's just ice. There's, there's big piles of snow on either side of the road and then there's an icy boulevard to drive your car down. Ice is hard. Like I... I it's almost like there isn't a talent that really lets you drive well on ice. You can learn to drive well on snow because there's some limited traction on there. But if it's pure ice, I've driven on ice where we were going like three miles an hour and then we hit the brakes and you don't stop. It's downhill. You just keep sliding. So now you're trying to like feather the brakes as before a nice anti-lock and, and just dodge whatever it is you're sliding into. Like there's no good mm-hmm. driving if it's icy ice enough. You're just out of luck. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing more really panic inducing than driving with someone who is like confident in the snow, but they've never been in like like they're driving in like, I don't know, Georgia snow, for example. So they, they get confident there and then they come somewhere and they're like on the ice in Chicago or Detroit and you're like in the passenger seat like gripping your right foot <laughs> is pushed down because you just intr- intrinsically are like, I wish I could break this car. I wish I could break this car. They're going fucking up, up two miles over the speed limit right now, normal time. And they think that that makes them good driving in the snow and ice where they're like, I can still drive same speed as always. It's like that. No, no, you're going to get yourself fucking killed. It's, it's I, I hate that. It was scary getting here. We drove, I I said it on PKN, but uh, I got my rental car at about 7 p.m. And I got to my, uh, 
my house at like 6 a.m. So we drove all through the night. You know, we stopped for maybe an hour to get food and stuff, and we stopped to pick Chiz up along the way. Uh, he took the train in, uh, as usual. Uh, I thought for a minute with the conditions we were going to have to send like a, a sled dog team for him <laughs> or something. Cause I, but uh, picked his ass up, and yeah, it was just snow and ice the whole way. We drove behind snow plows for what seemed like an hour, going 40 miles an hour. Uh, through these mountain passes and stuff, and just blowing snow. Uh, I'm I'm so happy that that guy at the Alamo rental place recognized me and gave me that free upgrade. <laughs> you uh, lucked out there. That could have been a a trip ruiner. Because I, I and it what well it was gonna be a it was gonna be a smaller SUV is what it was gonna be. Um, but but he upgraded us to that ex, like limited Explorer and uh, and I, I really really appreciated it because uh i didn't know where we were going to put chiz at we're gonna have to strap him to the roof mitt romney style to get him here or something it was gonna be be a little treacherous i like the mitt romney reference he once strapped the dog to the roof and the dog the dog got so frightened it uh diarrheaed all over the car (laughs) and to him this was a story of how the Romneys overcome and they found a hose and they hosed down the outside of the car. <laughs> Everyone else heard it and they were horrified at the animal abuse that haven't even occurred to this aristocrat. Like, what? You mean the dog didn't like the frightened diarrhea experience it has? Is it like he was like, oh, yeah, us Romneys were so resourceful. You know, we strapped the dog to the roof, <laughs> you know, and then when it shit itself, we found a hose. That's just how we work. We make things happen. We overcome. And I was like, you're fucking. He's Cruel. going like 75 miles an hour down the freeway, Beverly Hillbillies. We hosed it down and we just kept going. No big deal. Dude, I did a, um, a day in the life live stream yesterday. Did you guys hear about it or see it or anything? Chiz told me that you were live streaming your day and uh, that's all I know. Yeah, it worked out really well. Like I wasn't even sure how I was going to do it. I had like a couple things, like I had like a gutter to fix. And I fixed it in the rain, so it was like kind of an awful experience. There's water pouring on the roof out the gutter, and I'm like hooking. The downspout fell off. So I fixed that. I had a um, battle box video to shoot and edit. So like I did that with the world. And um, it did really well. Like it, I had a consistent 1,000 to 1,200 viewers, which is a good number. Uh, you know, like... The people who do that well usually stream all the time or, or it's like a special event or something. I just out of the blue was like, let's turn this thing on today and see what I get. And there were a thousand people watching the whole time. And the reception was really good. People seemed to like it. I'm convinced that this is a genre somebody will be successful with. Like there will uh, be some internet Kardashian. You need, that, you need that drone that follows you and that to be streaming your day all day while you're outside like doing, I don't know, something that requires you to walk the estate. I'm fascinated by this. What format did you do this on? I did it was on YouTube Twitch. Or... I did it on did Twitch. It on Twitch? And no, um, I had a, a laptop that I, that I kept for a lot of it, and I did the audio and video. And then when I switched over to editing, I used my desktop that I used all the time and like screen shared that with a webcam. And um, if I were to do it again, I think I might step up my audio a little bit so it'd be on my collar even if I walked away from the... like Even if I got like 10 feet from the laptop, I'd still have decent audio. And... Um, I don't know. I showed people my, the things in my gun safe. Uh, just hung out with people all day long. And like a bunch of old names I recognized were sort of hanging out and just chilling with me. And uh, it, was a, it was a neat experience. We made cookies, my wife and I. We made pizza, but it failed. 
like the dough didn't rise or something. And, um, but you know, we're like getting live shots of the mixer and adding things. And, um, I just thought like, let's do the Truman show today. Heck with it. And, uh, and it really worked out until the Twitch mod shut us down. So I'm a partner. I'm lucky that I get like partner support and I wrote them a letter, but they didn't write back. And I was like, you know, you should consider this. Like, you know, this is what I did. It was like a hundred percent clean and family friendly and cool and everything. And, uh, I was like, you guys, yeah, you've got a couple UFC athletes who live stream on here. What if they could take their fans to the gym? You know, you've got a, you know, like, what if some actor brings their people to the set? What if, uh, you know, just a regular person becomes the next Kardashian? Like, instead of seeding this ground to Periscope and YouTube, like, you should allow it. Did uh, they shoot you down, uh, shut you down for non-gaming content? Was that it? Yeah. So I thought that they stretched past gaming, and they have. But it's gaming, music, and what they call creative. And a lot of people were like, you should just classify it as creative. But that doesn't. I feel like they've already classified it as not creative. Um, right. You well, know. I, I, honestly, <clears throat> though, if you think about it, they are the people that got their start with Justin TV. So I would take uh, advantage of a channel that was just live. Just call it live or something like that. And... Uh, let me, or call it personality, or whatever you want to call it, and let me just do that. And then you've got those, uh, no offense to these women, because I love you girls, don't get me <laughs> wrong, but to the women who just want to be up there and, and show off their breasts, let them do that in that category. Now, again, I would like to reiterate my position on those. I love you girls. I love breasts, and I love you for showing them. That's great. <laughs> do that. Have fun with it. But that would give them a category to do that in. It would give me a category to to do my pre-show and my post-show in. You know, like I'm already yeah. I'm I'm in gaming talk shows a lot more often than I am even in a, a channel these days because I get in there and I answer chat and I talk about games and I talk about other stuff. I do deviate every once in a while, and uh, I am always afraid of getting in trouble. And hearing that you got shut down and you're Woody, that's terrifying. Yeah, I mean I they like were it. they were nice about it. They didn't like. Just to be clear, they didn't like shut down my channel or anything. The mod was like, you know, hey, I sent you a message. You didn't see it. I didn't. It was during dinner, you know. Right. But he has, I, I don't know if everyone does, but he has the ability to pop up almost an IM client, like an instant message type thing. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, because I thought that, I knew they expanded it. They included music, right? They had Bob Ross on there for a long time. Uh, gaming talk shows, you know, as you mentioned, is a thing that they have on there. So, but I... I guess in my head, I didn't realize it was gaming talk shows. Like it's all, well, music and Bob Ross isn't, but the gaming talk show is at least a derivative of gaming in some way. Um, straight up real life, you know, like I think it'd be interesting if a farmer brought like Twitch along with them and you saw them do that. Maybe a lot of people wouldn't like that, but like whatever it is that floats your boat out there, viewer, like, you know, do you think it'd be interesting if you followed a plumber along? Do you think it'd be interesting if you followed like a, a mason stucco Animal dude? control. Animal control, a policeman. Um, like, you know, whatever it is that that's your cup of tea, like you could follow these things. And maybe there's some cop that's freaking hilarious, right? He's always either busting drug dealers or singing to his radio. And, you know, he's the next sort of online star. I don't know. The I'd EMT. like to see him look up like a... Uh... If you can live stream from a GoPro or something like that, I have no idea. But like, put that on like a professional hockey ref or a professional basketball ref, and you can hear what they're saying to the players when they're out on the court or the ice or the field or whatever. I always thought that would be interesting to hear like if it's really professional because they have videos of it of the NHL up there all the time, and it's 
not nearly it's like way more crass and cursing and like oh are you fucking shitting me ref like you goddamn like just way more crass than you would think like i wonder what that would be like in football or basketball or well, I don't wonder what it would be like in basketball because I don't care. But I'm sure someone would. <laughs> yeah, like I, I someone is going to take this Truman Show concept and make it really popular. I feel like it. I, I'm not saying it's me. You know, I, I I'll probably reach whatever heights I could reach. But uh, someone will be a Kardashian. You know, it might be someone who's already famous. Like, you know, I don't know. Will Smith decides to start bringing you to the set or something. Schwarzenegger, some politician shows you what governing is really like. I don't know. But um, I, I just feel like the real life concept, the Truman Show idea could turn into something. And hopefully Twitch gets on board and they let someone try it. I watched a really good show today. What'd you watch? The People versus O.J. Simpson. I watched the first part of what I think are eight part is an eight part miniseries on FX. Uh, Chiz and I downloaded it last night and watched it today. It's excellent. They've got Cuba Gooding Jr. playing O.J. and it seems that they're going to kind of keep it ambiguous. Like they didn't, they certainly didn't show O.J. kill uh, his wife. Mm-hmm. They, it's it, they, it's left a bit ambiguous, but you're certainly presented with every bit of the evidence. And you've got like Marsha Clark, you know, the, the prosecutor. She's like, why haven't you arrested him already? Why haven't you done this? Like, like she's like a complete bulldog about the whole thing. It's great. Um, I love the first episode. The first episode gets you up into the point where he's in the Bronco and about to, he's about to have the whole thing where he's driving down the interstate in the Bronco. Uh, and I was captivated for the whole thing. It was like an hour and a half uh, each episode with commercial breaks because it's on FX. Um, really, really good. Lots of strong actors. Uh, it's got, um, oh, what's his fucking name? Uh, the Scientologist guy that, that there were rumors that he, uh, was getting Tom handsy. Cruise? He was getting, this one was getting handsy with oh, the, uh, the male masseuse. John Travolta. Travolta's in it. He plays Shapiro. Uh, and I think he might be producing this thing as well. Uh, really good, really good show. I need to check that out. I've heard it was trending on Twitter for being really interesting. I just I don't even know that much about the OJ trial, to be frank. I mean, I yeah, I was like five old years old when it I was... barely was old enough to remember it. I remember my grandmother was like really into it, and uh, I just remember sitting on the couch with her and watching it, and sort of overhearing the the grownups discuss this whole thing, and uh, and hearing what they had to say about it. Um, so I remember the characters. You know, when I see when I saw Marsha Clark's character with the perm and everything, I was like, oh, that's Marsha Clark. Like, I immediately recognized her. When I saw Shapiro, when I see Johnny Cochran, um, and, and Cuba Gooding Jr. does a convincing job as O.J. He's not trying to do an O.J. impression, but um, he comes off as a guy, as he's got the personality down. He's got that. Uh, he works as O.J. So it's an I'm interesting digging it. time to do this now. Like, what, 21 years later? Because I think that was all in 95, right? If yeah, I believe so. Something like or, I remember ninety three maybe. When um when Something. he was caught, I was old enough to like I kinda didn't give a damn. It was like OJ Simpson did a thing. How much would you care if some washed up football player did a thing now? Well, like, washed up now. Come on now. He was the face of Hertz rental cars. He was he was, you know, the Heisman winner. He he rushed for two thousand yards. He he was the guy in the Lethal Weapon movies, which were big at that time. He was pretty big. He was he was a guy. Um, so, so, weapon, okay, okay. Gun, right? Do you guys remember Rocket Ismail? Wait, Lethal Weapon or Naked Gun? Um, Naked Gun. I'm sorry. Right, yeah. Do you guys yeah, remember Rocket sure. Ismail, the uh, football no. player? He won a Heisman. Um, 
Shit, can you think of some Heisman player from the 90s who's like not in the pros anymore? No. Right? Okay. Well, it was that's but he was better than that. He was like I don't know. Like like maybe if uh Who did he even oh, play for? He played for the Buffalo. No, college. Oh, I don't know. Um shit. Well, okay, a bigger star is um Who's the guy? I think he played for Syracuse. He was an amazing athlete, played lacrosse and football. Jim Brown, I think I'm thinking of. You guys know Jim Brown? I know uh, I know the name Jim Brown. I think I would recognize him if I saw him, but I don't know his accomplishments. Yeah, so if you heard that Jim Brown was like, you know, just busted for murdering his wife, I think you'd be like, I don't give a fuck. I don't think he's at the level of Jim Brown. I think you gotta you gotta put it like at the time he was such a celebrity that he was he was like he was yeah. in commercials on television. He was in movies and uh, and at the theater like he was bigger than Jim Brown ever was. I think yeah, he's Jim very Brown close. played. Uh, he got drafted to the NFL in 1957. So people like he would not have been given the benefit of the doubt like OJ was in a lot uh-uh, of situations. No, no way. Yeah, well, being was, a black guy in 57. Not a fun. To, oh, well, I was doing now. I, I'm trying to think of another oh. guy who's kind of parallel to OJ. The, Jim Brown well, was other, a much more successful. Maybe Bo Jackson would be. You know, I, Bo Jackson I think is a bigger deal as an athlete than than um, OJ Simpson was. No. But, yeah. Oh, come on. I think so. But um. But, all right. So they always give a shit for talking about um like sports that we don't know anything about. Right. And maybe I don't know anything about this. But OJ is like a record-setting guy. Like I think, I think OJ is considered one of the best running backs ever. But then I you guess. got Bo, who never really set any records at anything. He only played for a couple of years before he blew out his hip or whatever it was. Like, of course, you know, Bo Jackson's kind of like a fair, like a uh, an urban legend, like a fairy tale. We all watched that Netflix thing about him. You know, you don't know Bo, um, a remarkable guy, an incredible story. But as far as accomplishments, O.J. Simpson was. I, I think we're. I think you gotta you gotta well, keep in mind right. what celebrity. Jackson's numbers aren't quite as big. I just remember Bo being huge. He was all over my TV. Bo knows. He, like you say, O.J. was in a Hertz commercial. Yeah, I guess I kind of remember him. It's as remarkable as fucking um, Donovan McMahon's like. Uh, stew commercial like just one lost in history no name whatever sure uh, what i think what you're forgetting with uh the oj simpson thing and the reason it was so big was it really broke the media when he tried to escape in the white bronco right so they they, they hear that there's a celebrity trying to escape in the white bronco and they're doing the chase uh so they break the news and then it turns out to be oj simpson who's running for murder you know murder I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a big part of the time because there was a lot of people glued to network television at the time. Uh, then you got CNN broadcasting for 24 hours in, and they've got to broadcast something. They cut to that white Bronco, and it turns out OJ's inside it, and then people are hooked for the rest of the trial. That's, I think that's what, what I was really ta- what I was going to head to, what I was going to get to before I had to stop. Sorry. Was it not you? <laughs> the. Uh, it started off as not a big deal. Like first he was being accused and I didn't really care. I think a lot of people didn't. Then the Broncos scene happened and that escalated it. And I was like, a slow speed chase? All right. You know, that's what they kept calling it, the slow speed chase. And um, and that was kind of... But somehow during the trial, it escalated to capture the national attention in a way that like... 
I've I've never seen a court case do since. Like everybody cared about it. There there was was there a ch- did Nancy Grace cover it? I forget, but like no, careers before her time was it? Careers were born following that thing. There was a channel that like broadcast it in in its entirety, and people yeah, would watch. The court case, like it was a daily soap opera, and me, who like just couldn't give a flip early on, started caring. And by the time they announced it, I I worked like as it was my first or second, whatever. It was a professional job I worked at, and uh, um, everybody got around. And someone had a radio, like an old like terrestrial radio, and uh, there was like. I don't know, 50, 75 people in silence, hushed, listening to the uh, to the radio announced it. And when they said not guilty, everybody was like, what? Like, no, a murderer just came and got off free. I'll tell you, like, just watching the first hour. So when I think back on the thing, obviously I was seven or eight or whatever it was, maybe nine. I don't know. But um it, it, you know, I don't. I, I didn't care. Even thinking back on what happened and knowing vaguely what he did and and you know how he murdered them and all that stuff, but watching that uh, hour and a half thing today, I walked away feeling angered. Like I know OJ is currently in prison for that bullshit kidnapping thing where the guys had his memorabilia and he said, all right, "Nobody's leaving this room. I'm the juice or whatever," and that's kidnapping <laughs> and and they just put him away. Good. <laughs> But like watching this thing and like like Marsha Clark is kind of the voice of reason it seems. Everybody else is spellbound by this guy's celebrity. They were all big football players. You know, you got to think it's you know it's these forty year old male cops who were all like in love with this guy and were fans of him. So they're all tiptoeing around him. And Marsha Clark is like, I don't care how many fucking yards he rushed for. You know, she's looking through the, the police records and like eight times that police have been called um, because of domestic abuse with OJ against um, his wife. Or is you know uh, Nicole, and uh, they talk about the bruising on her face, it, on her face, and all this stuff is factual stuff because it's the 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 show is based on a book that was written um, some years later. But I'm really digging it so far. It's the thing I'm most interested right now, aside from The Wire, which I'm rewatching because they they re-released it in HD, you know, in the correct uh, widescreen format rather than that bullshit with the black bars like it used to be. So. That's what I'm watching right now. I'll fly through this because I talked about it in the Painkiller Nearly, which our Patreons have heard. But Occupied, this like Norwegian TV show, it's 10 episodes, they're all an hour, was amazingly good. I'm sitting here, I'm like, should I rewatch this? Like it, it the, the premise of it is, in an effort, it happens slightly in the future, they want to get away from... Um, uh, what do they call like oil and stuff? Fossil fuels. Fossil fuels. Perfect. Thank you. They want to get away from fossil fuels to a cleaner burning energy and they shut it down. And then they don't have the support of like Europe. This all happens in the first episode of Europe and Russia. So they basically threaten war. And rather than do that, he agrees to let the Russians come in and like get fossil fuels back up. But then you realize over the course of the series that the Russians are getting very hard to eject from the country. And uh, it is so compelling to watch what is basically like a no shots fired occupation, declaration of war, annexing another country, breaking a country's sovereignty. And it's I, I think to myself, like, this all seems like a thing that could really happen. That's how you get. That's how you take over Norway without getting like the U.S. and Europe and stuff to 
to interfere, to intervene. You just do it sort of like, yeah, no, no, we just we, we just took over the oil rigs. We're going to get them up to speed. Then we're going to go home. And then, you know, like, it just they just don't, just you know? Stay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? what? Like, it, like, the slightest wrong thing would happen. Like, I don't know. Oh, a, um, a Russian gets hit by a car. And it's like, whoa. Well, I... Sh- Shit, I feel like you guys aren't protecting the Russians. This place isn't safe for us. We need some Russians involved in your police and government. I mean, a Russian got hit by a car. You know, we're going to cease all negotiations. We're done talking to you guys until we feel like this isn't going to happen anymore. And the Norwegians are like, a car accident? Like, dude. You know, and it it's amazing to see it escalate and the acting is all first class i'd assume i mean i'm reading the subtitles wouldn't it be better though (laughs) the acting is great i don't know what they're saying but i'm convinced (laughs) it just it looked really good i I love the idea of this but but i can't help but think that it might be a more a more entertaining version of this would be if it were mexico's national resources and the united states taking them i would love that right i would love that not to happen but to watch Mm -hmm. No, I feel like that setting would be more entertaining, and 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 you know, and Spanish is. I, I certainly don't speak Spanish, but if I, I I know a lot of words in Spanish, I don't know any fucking Norwegian. <laughs> like, oh, you, you do? Know, uh, do I? Bomba. It's bomb. Is that bomb? <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple. And bomb is a word that's used a lot, and you hear them. They're like hokey pokey, socky bomba, and I'm like, oh, that's the part where they said bomb. <laughs> like, I got it. Together, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, dude, I'm so I, I loved Occupied so much. I watched it like an addiction, and um, I, I I don't know. I feel like my uh, movie and television picks are going to be completely written off forever now because I didn't like The Revenant, and I like this weirdo subtitle Norwegian thing, but I really liked it. Oh, Better yeah, Call Saul's on Netflix. That's good oh, too. I I just rewatched Better Call Saul. And I'm now in the middle of uh, the Nick, that doctor movie, that doctor I, show. Uh, I have Clive. exciting news about uh, Better Call Saul, by the way, if I can say that. Yeah, I'm so excited um, because I like to stream my stuff and I like to pay for it, but I also like to get it for free on a service I'm already using. And Netflix will be premiering the next season of Better Call Saul on Netflix the day after it airs. So you like you won't be able really? to watch it live, obviously. But it's, oh, yeah, nice. that's so exciting to me because that's the world I want to live in. You know, yeah. that's a great show. When does I Better Call Saul uh, come out? Last year? Pre- no, I, uh, the season two. Preview for the new season, I would imagine, maybe in the fall. Oh, man, I hope so. I just can't wait. That's, that's one of my favorite shows now. ever. When does yeah, Game of Thrones is only a couple months away. Like, you're like two months away from Game of Thrones. Almost exactly. I think the last time I was on here, I had not watched Game of Thrones, and now I have. I'm fully <laughs> caught up, and I love everything about that show. And right? holy shit, were you guys right? Damn, that show is good. It's great. Yeah. You know what? It's good to hear from someone who's all positive about it for a change. Because it, it went through a cycle where when I first got into Game of Thrones, me and everyone I introduced it to was like, this is the best fucking show I've ever watched. And then felt that way all the way through like season three. And then season four came around and everybody got in like a big slump of like, oh, this is just kind of going to shit now. Like, is that, you know, old fogey George ever going to write anything? And now it seems like it needs to be a brand new person who hasn't been poisoned by haters to get right. into it to where they're just like you and just like I'm I'm excited about it I'm happy. I'm sure like, eventually I'll get like frustrated 
like everybody else, especially having to wait for that show. I can't imagine what it was like for you guys to have to wait for some of these story arcs week to week or God yeah. forbid season to season. That would I would have become bitter too, obviously. I had but to wait to for the fifth a, book. It was awful. I, I was having to wait, uh, we, you know, because I, I, I would binge on this stuff in between, you know, working on YouTube, working on Twitch. I would, if it were up to me, I would have just binged on it. But my wife wanted to watch it with me. And so really, realistically, with her work schedule, which is changing, by the way, I'd love to talk to you guys about that. But with her work schedule, she was only really able to see one episode, maybe two in a day. Ooh, and that's so uh, good. That yeah, was she'd tough, have to, tough, tough. She get left your favorite, uh, What's your favorite storyline slash favorite characters so far from the whole series? I, I really like Arya Stark. She mm-hmm. is such a cool character. I love the whole assassin brotherhood thing, whatever it is that she's getting into. I'm just fascinated to see the way that's going to turn out. Yep. And, of course, it's hard to not love Jon Snow, obviously, um, and that whole story arc. And then what I, I'm excited to see what they're doing with him the next season, obviously. And no spoilers for the people who haven't seen it. Um what don't I like about the show? Like, I love everything about the show. There's literally nothing I we, don't like. Um, I've got a thing hate... you could not like. But what? Go ahead. Sansa Stark needs to more quickly become a player in the Game of Thrones instead of just a pawn that gets victimized for five years. Right, right. And, and that's actually that is really super frustrating because it's obvious who she's going to become, right? But she's just not doing it, and she's so reluctant. And that's the thing. It's not that the writers are. Re- it's not that the writer is reluctant. It's that the character is reluctant. Right. I mean, obviously, the writer is making the character to be reluctant. But like, it's just a natural fit some, for that character. Some of the players are players because they're great fighters and leaders of men. And then there's other people who are clever. Like Littlefinger hasn't ever beat up anybody. I think in his entire lifetime. No, yet, he's been beat up a lot. But he's he always beat comes up out on top. Yeah, yeah. He gets beat up a lot. Um, and he. But but he's very clever and he's therefore a serious player in the Game of Thrones. He wasn't even born into power. Sansa Stark, I think we're going to see her become a like just as equivalent as um shit. What's that Lannister woman's name? Cersei. Cersei. Cersei thank you. Right. In, in the same way that Cersei is a player in the Game of Thrones, Sansa can be too. But it, it seems like too much. Sansa's not evil though. Right. No, 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 no. I, I guess I'm just saying that, like, you don't have to be Jamie or Ned to be a player. Oh, there's yeah. other I, I ways like to do Sansa. it. I, I'm done with Sansa. Like, I don't care what happens to her anymore. She'll probably do some interesting stuff, but it's gonna be a long fucking while. I'm. I'm She's not, a really boring my, character right now. My she doesn't biggest have to complaint. Be. My biggest. No, she doesn't have to be. You're right. You're absolutely right. But she is. My biggest complaint, and we all agree on this. I know. Um, was not only the sand. Uh, the the sand, sand snakes. snakes. Not only the Sand Snake storyline and the whole yeah. Dorn thing, where with Jamie taking Bronn to Dorn and all that, which never even occurred in the books, um, and, and I don't care that it didn't occur in the books. It just was, it was flat out unentertaining and didn't make sense and was kind of weird and poorly put together. Think, if you're going to deviate the books, you have to be better, not worse. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want to elevate the story, not 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 just like fill airtime. That air whole time. Sand Snakes thing, it was like they every moment of that could have been spent. Either furthering Tyrion's storyline, which was interesting, is interesting, or giving us a little more insight into what Arya's doing in the House of Black and White yeah. over there with all the magicians yeah. and the and the faceless men. Like that's the interesting and, shit. And, I don't want and to I see did that. like I did like seeing the one sand snake sand snake chick uh, topless, but then I found out those were CGI titties and that really pissed me off. No wonder they were so <laughs> perfect. I would vote yeah. no CGI titties. I'm I hate that. I feel in like life. 
in it's life ever. I never want to see any CGI titties ever, 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 ever. There's too yeah. many real titties you out there. You get the fine they're... bros to copyright that and then strike yeah. everyone who tries to utilize them. Yeah, that I would support. <laughs> if, if they were to do that, that that would be supported. Gain subs. You know, so, you yeah. know. Before I watched Game of Thrones, like because of South Park and stuff, I had this impression that all they did was show like men's flaccid penises. Yeah, because like, obviously that's what South Park built it up. And then I'm like, I'm watching the show, and it's not like I want to see men's flaccid penises, but that doesn't bother me. You're on either. the lookout, right? But I'm like, I have this expectation to see a lot of flaccid cocks. No flaccid cocks, no erect cocks either. None. Like I think they're here. It's like there. one. There's, there's like there's three cocks across the whole show. It's so rare. I went back and rewatched it after that South Park episode because I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, did I just like tune out all these dicks in this show? Am I? Did I? Am I just not paying attention to you know men's groin areas? And then I rewatched the whole show, just not just to like you know fiending with a notepad looking for for timestamps for cocks, but just <laughs> notice like there's 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 no dicks in this. That's the, the thing for me too, by the way. Like a lot of people are like, you know, uh, Boogie, we can't have na the naked female form, and we can't glorify the naked female form. We can't objectify. We can't sexualize it. I've always been of the school of thought that you want to do that. I want to do that to everybody. I want to do that to everything. People like sex. I like sex. I like sex in my video games. I like sex in my movies. I like sex in my shows. I like sex in my life. I want sex. I want to look at sex. I want to think about sex. I want to jerk off to sex. Sex, 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 sex. Put sex in everything. Put big dicks in things. Big flaccid dicks, hard dicks. Put vaginas into things all the time. Fucking 24-7. Put fucking into children's shows. I don't care. Sesame Street. I want to watch Big Bird fuck Snuffleupagus. Fucking is great. <laughs> sex is great. Put in, I don't want less fucking and less sex. I want more fucking and more sex. That's what I want out hey, of Hey, killer already, bitches. Yeah. I agree with you like 90%, but doesn't it also bother you a little bit when there's like a really intense storyline going on and then just there's like a three-minute sex scene and you're kind of just like, come on, all right? All right, what's going to happen? When's that guard going to break in the door? Like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, it depends on who's fucking, honestly, and how hot they are, you know? Like a three-minute sex scene with Tyrion is a little awkward for me because I don't find Tyrion particularly attractive, uh, you know. Yeah. So what if I get guys the red, do you, every, do you like? every time the red woman gets naked, I'm happy. I, right, I, yeah. Red, oh, God, yes. Uh, well, she never Melisandre. gets naked willy-nilly. She gets naked because it's part of some dark ritual. Those, oh, those little chips have to be out. I don't know why you call her or not. The one to call out is Jon Snow's girl. She's the hottest girl in the whole show. Oh, yeah. The redhead who died? Yeah. You know nothing, nah. Jon Red. I yeah, thought the, the red one. woman was uh, was better looking. The red uh, woman you take I got a thing. I got a thing for yeah. redheads. I married a redhead, and, and I'll say... Well, they're both redheads. Right, but I'll definitely What's say his name? girlfriend was way hotter. His girlfriend was really, really she hot. She doesn't need a name. She's dead now, so who cares? Egret. Um, Egret, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to the think of another girl was... that might compete with her for hottest. In the book, she was supposed to be a little homely. Yes, she was no. not in the. All right, so I think uh, the hotter than her. So definitely uh, Marjorie, who's played by uh, what's her name uh, from the Tudors. Uh, she's fucking another gorgeous. She's show. also super hot. I, I I don't know if I can pick a winner between them, but she's much hotter than the redhead. Uh, but I think the red woman. I'm always uh, going to give redheads too. benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the red woman. Um, I, I think she's really hot. Stannis is uh, witch, witchy girlfriend, witchy woman. I bet um, they had then, really straightforward sex, though. Yeah, like yeah. I bet it was really quick, too. Like, I, I bet it was literally no more than 90 seconds. He's got things. He's got so much going on in his head. He's like, God damn it. Like, I thought this would be fun, yeah. but now I got you know, I, I got to go about make JFK. battle plans. <laughs> that's what they said about JFK, that JFK never lasted more than three minutes because he had shit to do. 
<laughs> what a great excuse to be the busiest man in the world and so even if you like prematurely ejaculate every time it's like well you how much time do you think you're worth yeah. Le- oh yeah gotta, gotta prematurely ejac- but- you mean efficiently ejaculate <laughs> that's right. true <laughs> you think um, most animal species would survive if premature ejaculation were out there no you can't two wolves don't have half an hour to kill out in the wilderness just to, <laughs> you know eating each other out like they they gotta they gotta get moving do we need a new topic Sure. Yeah, I was like an animal fucking okay. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say this conversation just got good. Oh, uh, I, like I thought it had just paused. Like this is the PKA I expect. I doxed yes. my grandmother. You did? Uh, yeah. Well, she's dead now, so she won't care. Um, but I was like, like a gravesite? No. <laughs> I um, I've talked on the show many times about how my father grew up broke. Uh, if those don't know, my father was. Um, super successful like he lived a pretty neat life naval aviator he owned his own accounting firm and um but he was born broke Uh, his father ran away when he was 10 and uh, they were all happy about that because he was a drunk who beat his mom and the kids and uh i was like i wonder if i can find this house just by like navigating it through google earth like barely remembering how to get there but i ended up just doxing him and i thought i would share it on uh the show now i should note no one in my family lives here uh it i I think the house might be empty i'm not even sure so fuck with them if you'd like i was actually going the other way like don't send them pizzas or anything (laughs) because you're not you're not getting anyone that you're that you're willing to target but um this is where my dad grew up and i thought it was kind of interesting i don't know if i can fit like more in the screen that works and uh, I've also talked about this. Like, I'm not particularly great. It's this um, house with the pumpkins, if you didn't catch that. People watching, there's a couple houses in the shot. But um, I'm not great at identifying bad neighborhoods, right? Like, they always, they mostly seem like normal neighborhoods to me. Like, you know, like, how can you tell this place is a dump? Uh, if you drive up and down the street here virtually, I, I remember I was seeing cars that, like, the entire roof was rusted off and stuff like that. It's kind of, kind of a sign. But um, this is where my dad grew up. This is the, the lot that, that he used to mow. And I think I've even mowed once or twice. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm headed with this. But I thought it was interesting. I was like, I'm going to show these people where, where my people come from. It's uh, Gloucester, New Jersey. There's a I don't bridge. think that looks like... Uh, were you saying you think this does look like a bad neighborhood? Um, well, it, I don't know. I don't think it really it looks bad. I don't know like that it looks there. bad, but it definitely looks poor. I mean, you can tell the people yeah. living here are definitely probably paycheck to paycheck. You can tell by the paint jobs on the houses. You can tell by the conditions of the cars, stuff like that, you know? I can tell you, I looked at the house on Zillow, and I forget the number, but it was either thirty-eight dollars or $44,000 for the house. Wow. So that's that's cheap by houses, I would say, thirty-eight yeah. grand or forty-four grand. Um, it didn't have these satellite dishes on it back when my grandmother lived there that house next to it it's kind of gray uh next to the green and white one uh, it's the one that caught fire and uh it caught fire and then all the like paint and stuff was like boiled off and flaked off in my grandmother's house but instead of fixing it they kind of used that money to live on and hmm. every time you go in there there's like fire damage in the bedroom and nice that was a thing yeah. Well, at least there weren't bats flying around in just the designated dog poop room. 
because that <laughs> looks that sounds probably worse. <laughs> I, was, I was going I was going to say, um, uh, this summer, if my health permits, I'm going to take my wife back to, and I'm going to vlog the whole thing. I'm going to take my wife back to the place where I grew up in and show her some of the houses and film it. And I would I would link to one on Google Maps, but Google has not mapped that area that I grew up in. It's that remote and that messed up. Jeez. I mean, it, it does go, there's a road that goes by the town I grew up in, um, but that's it. It doesn't go into the areas that I lived in or anything close to it. You lived and, in uh, Arkansas your whole life, right? No, I lived in uh, southwestern Virginia. Shout out to St. Paul, Virginia. And uh, there's some nice parts of St. Paul for certain. If you live up on Gray Hill, you probably have a real nice life. So, uh, But if you live down in uh, River Road and the places that we lived, and specifically the houses we lived in, you, you'd probably not have a very nice life. We also lived out in Castlewood for a while. Um, it was so bad that a week after we moved out of the first house I lived in, the landlord burnt it down because my mother and father had trashed it so much. And so we were, we still have my brother's uh, rescue squad, like uh, emergency band radio, and mom would listen to it all the time. And uh, somebody's like, does anybody know how to get a hold of Brian? Uh, why? His house is on fire. So we drove to Castlewood and watched that place burn. And uh, they said the source of the fire was electrical or whatever. But my brother is convinced, and I, I tend to agree with him, that I, they actually, the landlord burned it down because we destroyed that house living in it. Wow. Jeez. Do you talk to your wow. parents at all anymore? Are they still around? Uh, Mom passed in 2009, and Dad passed in 2001. Um, but he had a stroke due to his alcoholism. Uh, that pretty much took him out uh, 10 years earlier than that. So. I was so afraid it was some sort of bacterial infection related to the white oh. dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they inhaled what? that white dog shit dust. That'll get you every time. It, it's funny because me and my brother and my sister growing up in that, um, I, uh, my brother is convinced that, and he has a, a, a degree in uh, health science, You know, he said that uh, probably the reason I've survived the infections that I've gotten have been because my immune system is probably insane from having grown up like that. So you owe your life to white dog shit. Yeah, I probably owe it's my true. life to growing up in a fucking shithole. You know? <laughs> that's great. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a great way to look at it. The, uh, when I lived in Ocean City, and it was a nice house, and it wasn't like a dump or anything, but two doors down, there was a house that Hoarders owned. And uh, when I moved there, no one lived there. So we used to like, I guess break in. I don't know. There, there, there was a way to get in. I forget if it was a broken window or a window that wasn't locked or something. And we'd go in there and it was, you'd like climb the mounds of stuff. I don't know what the stuff was like newspapers and furniture, sometimes broken furniture. Uh, it, it like the kinds of things you'd find in a dumpster almost. And sometimes there were paths from room to room. And sometimes it was like a, like a, just climbing on a giant trash heap and we would go exploring and then i want to say at one point the house like cracked open almost like like picture the corner of the entire home it just split like a seam that had ruptured wow and then um and then it got bought by a guy with um like uh, a lot of elbow grease and some construction skills and he emptied it all out fixed it up and rented it and stuff and made it better mm. but yeah there was a hoarder's house like i i've seen legit hoarding that's always boogie but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom wasn't so much of a hoarder as it was just she would keep like the front rooms clean, 
because she was all about appearances and keeping up appearances, right? Uh, they, like one of the reasons they never got me out of that home uh, with all the abuse and stuff that was going on is because she hid it very, very, very well. This is a woman who taught preschool. So, uh, I mean, they trusted her with 20, 30 kids at a time. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, the back rooms were always just, just trash, just garbage, and I never understood it. I just never really comprehended. Couldn't you smell it? it? Like I, I feel like, sorry, Taylor. It always seems to come from a place of this stuff has value. Why would you just throw it away? Or right, I, yeah. someday we won't have money. So this is almost like a savings account. Right. Yeah. Are you gonna go find your own dog shit when the economy crumbles? Like, no. <laughs> That's I, why we have a surplus. <laughs> I actually have th that tendency is in my mind as well, and so. Uh, I've re I found a, a thing that, in my mind, makes sense, so that's what I do. Um, it's Magic the Gathering, and to this day, I've been investing in Magic the Gathering cards for over 20 years, and I've never lost money. I've only made money. I spend on the hobby probably four to $5,000 a year, much of which is earned back through sponsorships when I do unboxings on uh, my gameplay channel or on YouTube or whatever, um, but... Uh, and then, of course, tournament winnings and things along that lines, too. Uh, and my collection is very, very considerable. It takes up about a quarter of our garage currently. Jesus uh, Christ. Right, yeah. I mean, I won't even throw away the commons sometimes because you never know what's going to be the next Rancor, what's going to be the new Serum Visions, you know? And so I, I hoard it all. I sometimes I, 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 say the yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you never know it's going to be the new Serum Visions, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, Rancors, sometimes they just pop out where you least expect them. Like, you right, know, well, that's... Kerberos did that too, and, and so did Flying Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny is Kerberos is so close to the name of a magic card. Ah, it's <laughs> so close, man. It's like, also the name Nuggets. of like an Nvidia card, I think, or something. <laughs> There's Erberos. He's a god from Theros, uh, and I was like, oh, Erberos. Yeah, he might be worth something one day. He's on like a five dollar card right now, but one day he might someday. be worth <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, you could pay Woody and Kyle to to play magic oh i play Especially. I, it's no no i'm definitely i, I would be into it it's it, like if, i feel like if we had a deck right here i i would i would play um we've uh, been playing a lot of we've been playing a lot of board games we've been playing uh monopoly and, and random stuff um i think we're gonna get a very serious risk game going on because there are two people here one of them being chiz who consider themselves risk experts and uh and so i'm gonna get that started if real quick interjection, uh, if we get this whole trip where we're all together to work out, we all need to buy a starter deck and play some Magic. Hell yeah. Okay, sure. Be... I'll or do I'll that. Put that on your channel. I will watch the shit out of you guys play Magic. Does Wings play? I'm no. sure Wings no. knows how to play. He knows how to play D&D. Um, if not, it's I not would that. I would be willing to play but... that. You know, that's what we should do. It wasn't wasn't Wings the dungeon master? Wasn't he the guy who like leads you through the yeah. the thing or whatever? I've played D and D before, but there are so many fucking rules. Like I couldn't even begin to to figure it out unless I had some. I played hand. D and D as a kid, and I'm sure I did it improperly. There's a lot to know. Pick up second. I think Wings the expert. Like, third edition and like Ford is fairly complicated. But realistically, if you pick up second edition again, second edition is so simple. And, you know, oh, once you understand the Thacko system of D&D, yeah. Once you pick up the second edition of D&D, every time I think about DMing again, I think about DMing second edition again. Because so much of your character was in your head in second edition. Unless you're playing a wizard or a priest, and then it's a lot of character sheet issues. But if you're playing like a warrior or a paladin or a rogue or whatever, 
Like you're you there's there's nothing that differentiates you from another rogue or another rogue or another warrior. I, I feel like you know, there was except tables for what and you tables like charts and charts of like army and melee and first move like damage. And but that was damage. all. That's all for the DM to work with. You know, as a player, you can walk if you've got a good. Yeah, DM, wings would do that for you. Right. That would be fun to have wings invent the story as we go. Yeah, you think he'd be good at it? Because I remember when we were doing that game where we had to complete the story. He wasn't the best at coming up with a narrative on the fly. I feel like I feel like one of us might be really good at that. I feel like I'm good at that, like like just bullshitting some sort of. I feel silly like Kyle narrative. has a natural aptitude for it. No just experience. Just making something but, up off the fly. Yeah. Off the top yeah. Of your head. You yeah. can tell a story. I, I think that stuff's yeah, fun. Like when I was when, when I was writing the uh, the fake uh, Game of Thrones passages, and we were trying to see if it was me or George R. 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 Martin. I should do that again. I think that was fun. I'm going to do that some because that's super easy and it takes five minutes of my time. But what I really want to do is some prank phone calls. Mm. I keep saying I'm going to do it. And I've got everything. I've got my like setup all set up to record them and everything. And I was talking to Chiz about this. It's like you've got to come up with a bit, though. There has to be a reason you call the person. And I don't want to just copy someone else's. And, you know, what we generally do is call someone and, and just hope for, you know, I try to be spontaneously funny or try to like, get something out of them on the fly based with what I'm handed and I have to come up with it all on the fly. But if we had like a bit, like I've seen, they did a thing on the Stern show once, this prank phone call where they have like an elderly husband and wife calling the animal control. In the background, you hear a monster roaring. And then they're like, yeah, there's some kind of a furry thing. I don't know. It's in the garage. Well, it's a werewolf. And at the end of the call, you hear the werewolf ravaging the guy, just ripping him apart. And, and, it's it's roaring like a monster, and you hear him scream, "My balls! It got my balls!" And his elderly wife are like, "It took his balls! His balls!" <laughs> and Animal Control is like, "You need to call nine one one, nine one one." You know, so like, if you got a bit like that, I think you can have a lot of fun. But I, I think it's a good idea for you to pre-record the calls, that, yeah, so then yeah, there could be the like end. a section of the show where it's like for six minutes or whatever, we just play those and we all watch and laugh, and then it's over. And so there's no like big. You know, dilly dallying or you know, fucking around. With, you know, oh, we can call idea. this person. Oh, they didn't answer. Well, shit. That's six minutes down the drain. That that would be good. Yeah. But it, I on the subreddit, they were making a pitch for a live PKA, and I think that, that now we have to be all careful because some Patreons pay because they get the show on Thursday night instead of Saturday afternoon or morning. But having said that, maybe if every once in a while, maybe as often as we did live PKNs, like a monthly thing or a bi-monthly thing, we did a live PKA, and that might lend itself to some prank calls, and it could be fun. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and, and that's a totally different thing in my opinion. Like, if we're doing a live show, then a, then a live call makes more sense to me. It's like, because you can get feedback from the, from the audience, and you can even utilize that live audience to further fuck with someone. You yep. know, you can... You could invent some sort of celebrity. You could you could call a hotel and you'd be like, "Hey, I got Chris Rock. I'm Chris Rock's publish, publicist. We're we're gonna be staying there tonight. Just so you know, it's been leaked already. It's on TMZ. They know we're coming to that Holiday Inn. And then we have all our fans calling in looking for Chris Rock blowing up. You know, we could we could utilize That's them in some way too. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, what was he called? Taylor the guest. Do you remember the uh, sub? Oh, Taylor the, Taylor the sub. sub. Taylor the sub. That guy you guys had on years ago. Yeah, yeah. So what happened is we had a we used to call subs every now and then, and nine times out of ten, as soon as you put them on the mic, they kind of flop, they'd freeze up, they they didn't have they weren't ready. Um, but Taylor's sub took to it really well, 
and we had him on for, I don't know, four or five more shows. But he used to do a lot to involve the live stream as like the fifth host. And he'd have them like creating Photoshop stuff or I don't know. If we were to go live, I think we'd have to incorporate that fifth host. It'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Just agree. to manage it and but, keep their finger on the pulse. But I feel like want. that's a completely different thing than the idea of like pre-recorded prank phone calls. They're just different. Um, they, they, they're both prank phone calls. and They're both messing with people over the telephone line. But like you approach them completely differently. Um, I think if you're pre-recording something, then your final product can be extremely polished. Like you can put three or four of them together. You know, you could work for eight hours at getting three prank phone calls and have all three of them be gold rather than spending one hour and have five bad ones and one chuckle. You know, yeah. So, I used to do um, prank calls at my local gaming store all the time. And uh, the premise I would always use, and this is a good one, uh, pretend that you are baked out of your mind, drunk out of your mind, some sort of altered state, and that you're calling for a ride. And that clearly you've got the number wrong. And uh, this is especially funny when you wake them up. It's like, Tim, Tim, <laughs> listen, dude, they're going to get me called. They're going to catch me drunk driving again. I'm going to jail Tim. Fucking help. Okay, and then I would, get, I would get like their number and get their name with it. And generally it would be a friend of somebody. And you would get like four or five voicemails in a row before you'd eventually get somebody. And then one guy would just hang up on you. I don't know who you're talking about. It, t- it takes a while to get some gold out of it. When you get gold. You get that one guy's like, look, dude, I'm willing to come get you. I don't know you, but I'm willing to help. Now, where are you? Uh, the other one, we, I, uh, would, say, we would say that there, uh, we saw your phone number written in a bathroom here. And then uh, you, <laughs> and, uh, people would be like, well, where is here? And I'd be like, oh, I don't want to say, man. You're going to come erase it. I just know you're good. Oh, you're, you're for a good I've... time. You know? <laughs> and like they'll keep you on the phone to try to, we need to find get boogie out on where it. their phone number is I've got written one. on the wall. I <laughs> I have an actual experience with that one, the first one you did, of someone calling you. This wasn't a prank. This was just a situation where someone calls you really fucked up, and they need you to, like, do them a favor. It was, like, 1 in the morning, and I knew that a lot of my friends were out getting fucked up at some bars. I left way earlier because I was tired and I was sleeping, and I got, like, five calls back-to-back, and I kept just hanging up and hanging up, and eventually I answered it, and I was like, I knew who it was. It was my buddy, and I was like, dude, what's up? Like, it's 2 in the morning, and he was like, uh yes is uh is this taylor and i was like yeah he's like this is officer smith uh i'm here with your friend uh it seems like uh, uh do, you, do you have any idea what he was doing tonight and i'm like i don't know i think they went to Bengals or one of the bars on campus he's like okay okay that makes sense well we're about a mile and a half from campus at xyz park and uh he's just sleeping here at the park right now we need you to come <laughs> pick him up we tried to get him in the back of the cop car he's being rambunctious we don't want him to throw up just we need you to come get him and i was like like, honestly, I quit drinking like five hours ago, too, and I was pretty drunk, so there's no way I can go drive and pay. I'm not going to go drive to cops and be like, hey, how you doing? I was just here to get him, you know, and then just <laughs> throw him in the car. And so I went through my like entire contact list. I called like 20, 22 people, and uh, every single one of my friends, it was a real wake up call of my, who my <laughs> friends were, where it was like every one of my friends was too fucked up to help until eventually the cops were just like, honestly, oh, fine, just tell me where to drop him off. I'll, I will get your buddy to wherever he needs to be because we are tired of waiting out here. We've been out here for an hour and a half waiting for this guy to wake up enough to get in a car and get left uh, or get picked up from this fucking park because he's passed out drunk. We don't want him to get like raped by a homeless guy. Um, so, yeah, it was a really <laughs> aggravating conversation. Wow, that's, that's, that's pretty awful. That's um, funny. I, I thought you were going to say it was an awakening thing because, like, 
to show you like who your real friends are, like who's actually gonna. Uh, there's a country song I think that's like that. You find out who your friends are, and it's something about getting you know be on the side of the road with like a dead battery or something. Like the people who will actually come when you call, like, hey man, I'm on the side of the road, who will drop their shit and come get you. I thought you want to go in that uh, direction, but you were just finding the you know that all of your friends were alcoholics. <laughs> all of my friends. Well, it was like a Friday night, so it, I wasn't like, oh my god, on a Tuesday, guys. Like, but <laughs> it wasn't. That yeah, big. I, yeah. Woody and I are always blitzed on a Friday night. Oh, God, Woody, I found a, the drink for you. They have the, the most silly commercials. They're like, uh, for when you want to live life a little hard-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's lame, hard beverage. I wish I could had written it down. I'll have to find it. It was, it was like Mike's Hard Lemonade, but even lamer. And they, were like, they were like a how lame they were. What's that? Twisted, Twisted tea. tea. That's what Woody needs. He, he could absolutely drink that and enjoy it. Hmm. Well, I know what you know. I think I would really like drinking. You guys, every time I'm on the show, I'm just like, I should become an alcoholic. That's not really fun. fun. Well, just it have sucks. a little bit of middle ground there, you know? Just oh, <laughs> no, no, no. You know me. I'm, if I do it, I'm going all, I'm going all out. Yeah, don't be a I know what alcoholic. I'm going to be uh, straight drink. lining vodka into my anus. You know? <laughs> day day <laughs> one. There, right. <laughs> I know what I know what alcoholic beverage Woody would, would love, uh, and I bet he agrees. It's that apple pie moonshine. Um, yes. When it's, when it's made discussed. pretty weak. When they make it so weak that it's not like fire in your throat, it's more like candy. Um, and, you know, let's say it, I, I've had it so that like if you sip like, I don't know, if you drink like 12 ounces of it, you'd be good and drunk. But it's not one of those things where like you take two shots of it and like you're you're drunk. It's it's not that that kind of moonshine. It's still homemade alcohol. The stuff we had was it was strong. People who could drink were getting drunk on it. And. You wouldn't Are you know talking it. about when you were a kid, or? Uh, no, I was an adult. I was camping, and it was during my like off-roading period. So we would go off in the woods where we could drive our like rock crawlers and stuff. And um, uh, during the camping, some people drank, and I usually didn't drink. But they told me to try the apple moonshine, like give it a go. And then they warn you, like this stuff, like filled with alcohol, just like fucking strong, and it tastes like apple pie. And you drink it, and the alcohol was just hidden, hidden. And you, it, if you're like me, and you don't like alcoholic drinks, whenever they tell you the alcohol's hidden, you're like, I found it. No, no, yeah. no. You didn't hide it very well. No. Uh, it, yeah. I can tell it's here because it doesn't taste good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Thank like, you. if yeah. you ever have a Jaeger bomb or like, you know, like, I oh, like yeah. I like those. Th those are not the worst or um uh, schnapps right like oh schnapps it tastes like mint yes really fucking alcoholic alcoholics mint of mint like it, it's it's the alcohol of mint it's all this moonshine like it, it for how strong it was you would never know there was yeah. another one it was peach and uh some guy ate the peach and they're like that's a lot and i'm like <laughs> it's like a peach amount right this is what like two shots it no. was a lot. I, yeah, it was a lot. And um, like I had the, I had a sip or, t I, don't, I don't know, I had a couple gulps or something. And it was like, wow, that shit get you drunk. Like, yeah. get you drunk. And, and I could have eat, drank the whole mason jar. I could have drank it all. I, I could, enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, it tasted like apple pie. 
and I'll, uh, I'll see if I can get us a gallon for the uh, for the thing with wings because I know a guy who makes it and uh, he makes it by the gallon. It's a gallon's like eighty bucks, I think. And uh, he I'll try. Me- I usually don't like really sweet stuff, but you know, it's like rough. Like when you get that warning, you're talking about it. Be careful! It's really alcoholic and it tastes good. And you drink it, and you take a couple more drinks. Like that was good. And the first thing you notice of it is not the bite, but just your stomach just emanating like heat. Like a minute and a half later of just how strong it is, and you're like, oh shit! Like I'm in for a rude awakening in nine minutes. Yeah, that, this stuff I've got's not that strong. I, I would equate it to like, um, it's stronger than wine, but it's I not like prefer- liquor. The stuff I drank was magic. Like, like, like you know, like dude. I drank wine after my day in the life because it got cut off and when I tried it. I wish it was on the day of the life because I, if you watched me, you would have think, thought it was like straight alcohol. I like had a sip of wine and I'm like, oh, God. Red <laughs> wine or white? Red. And, um, That's worse, yeah. I don't like red wine either. It was, it was, it was rough. I didn't like it. So um, uh, I drank wine and it was rough. And, uh, but I drank this stuff and it's like, oh, it's sweet. Like, like, like someone had. It, like, it was it's sweet like, tea for the first time. Like, ooh, yeah, this is candy it, in a jar. To me, it tastes like apple cider and with like cinnamon, um, like like really good apple cider, and like it, it actually has sticks of cinnamon in the you know in the jar. And then like Taylor says, his first observation was like his stomach was like like emanating heat or something. For me, I'm like, is it, you know, like this is alcoholic. Like you 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 act like it's really strong, and then my face is numb, and <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, you're right. You've done that on our drinking episodes before where you're like, I don't know if I'm faking it, but I feel like, <laughs> like my face feels different. And it's like, yeah, that's that, the first yeah, thing you're not that happens it. when he gets drunk. Um, I remember when we were in Killington that we were sitting downstairs on a couch talking and bullshitting around and we were both drinking. And he was like, face is numb. <laughs> face is a little numb here. It's, that's a normal <laughs> reaction to alcohol, right? Like, this is, yeah, 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 this yeah. is one of the yeah. steps, Taylor, you totally. too. I don't really get that, but really, I that. yeah, no. And I always wonder, like, because I feel like I could pull off sober a lot. Like, like you know, am I just letting the alcohol take over and like you know playing it up? Like, if I had to be sober right now, I could be sober. But it's always like, <laughs> I guess I could, you know, yeah. like, like you know. that's a razor's edge <laughs> that you're walking, <laughs> where you know you can pull off the you know, like uh, you're in control. And then just a little, just a just tiny bit too much, and you no, not a chance. I wonder. I, I wonder if Wing. I know Wings is kind of against drinking, but I wonder if he would drink that that tasty moonshine if if uh, it was an mm-hmm. option, or if or if he would or if he would not. Because I'm not show. sure if this thing you is. Should bring that, it to the live show, right? And he see doesn't if, have to get yeah, out of control. You can oh, just try it. Like I, I didn't put together. You were talking about making the live show a live drinking show. It should yeah. be a live drinking, live streaming bonanza. Yeah, that, well, I don't know about live stream. Well, I, I, you're the tech guy, right? It's not like I'm showing up with my cameras and being like, all right, you, everyone sit over here. So whatever, whatever you think um, is best, I'll certainly help however I can. I'll be a grip. But, like, I don't know the best way to record this thing. I, I worry um, that, like, if it was my house, I feel a little more comfortable in the live streaming thing. But it's Wings's house, right? Didn't he have that static IP that gets DDoS? Oh, I was going to and- go to a hotel. And get that oh. conference room. Yeah. Even so, and now we're talking about hotel internet. It's an environment that I don't own. I won't see beforehand. That's yeah, I don't the think challenge. Live the best. I mean, I'd be willing. To, I'd be happy to come to your house. It's just a question of like that wasn't the original thing. Like now, Wings has to travel to do a thing, which is right. Different. No, no, no. I, I, and then, um, 
I think Jackie's still mad at Wings. I know Jackie's still mad at Wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, like, that doesn't work. Maybe if, um, yeah, so so we need to do it there and probably record it yeah, with, we like, all... DSLR. And, yeah, I and thought about how to do that. Like, basically, I need, um, like, a Black Magic Intensity or um, uh, what is the competitor that everybody got sponsored by? What would you say? Elgato? Yes, like an Elgato. And then you could just, like, it'd be an HDMI output like anything else, like gaming or whatever, and just feed the HDMI into the Elgato, into probably my Mac, and then, you know, split up the image with OBS and record it, and that would work. Yeah. And then, of course, the well, audio. <laughs> I'm sure Wings would be down to try that moonshine. Like, he doesn't have to get I don't know, because, see, he here's the thing. Like, Wings has the history of alcoholism, which I think turns him off to, to alcohol. So I don't uh, think his uh, thing is... It's either that, or he's yeah. really against the taste of it, or maybe. I don't know. Both. You guys, you guys, right now have me interested. So you, I'm telling you, <laughs> the way you guys are having this, I'm like, well, I would like to get drunk in three shots, not taste it, they have it taste like apple yeah. pie. That sounds great. Yeah, but you're a reasonable human being. We're talking about Wings of Redemption right now. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. There was a big push to get me on Wings's podcast. And I was like, yeah, I'll go on. And I would go on. I'd absolutely do it. But I haven't had any invites. Yeah, know? I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For all the... Who's uh, all on that podcast? Him, White Boy, and... Uh, Jive and a guy named Eddie the Chump. I have been invited to be on it, and I wanted to be on it. I don't know if they'll see this. I wanted to be on it. It's just so difficult for me to schedule these things. Mm -hmm. And um, you guys have a tendency to just keep coming at me until I finally relent. I'm that's like, gotta right, be you gotta, nice. we gotta chiz. <laughs> you right. gotta get a chiz on you um, on there. But that's really what it comes down to. That's all the reason let's say like I will do it uh I'll do Total Biscuits podcast whenever he asks because I mean he's T B. I'm just gonna do whatever he asks. He's a great guy. And uh and I'll be on here whenever I can too. Not only do I like you guys, uh, but then like you said, you got Chiz just literally hammering me. <laughs> so like, see, if I do the show, he'll shut up for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, Ch Chiz will ask us. He's like, you guys want Boogie? I'm like, yeah, get Boogie. He's like, all right, I'm going to get Boogie. And he doesn't stop. Yeah. Plus, I'm going to be, be – I will be honest with you. Your audience is a great audience. You guys, your fans are great. Like, even the ones who don't like me are still, like, super respectful. They're like, oh, as long as he doesn't talk about the weight and stuff, I'll see – I see what you guys say, by the way. I, I don't have a PR guy. I, I have to see it all myself. So I see the crazy shit you people say. But even like the worst comment that I'll find on the PKA subreddit is like, I was like, oh, it looks like I have to skip over 20 minutes of wait to walk. That's so nice. Your audience is actually really nice. I really like yeah. you guys. I agree. They're great. They're the uh, best. Kyle looks to the side and <laughs> hesitant. I, I, <laughs> I love that. Kiss-ass piece of shit. I love them. They're great. Fuck you, Taylor. Oh, they, tr they treat me top-notch, so I have no reason to dislike And you should like them, too, Kyle. They they're treat both great. of us great. great. Whatever. Yeah, it's a good audience. I mean, it could be worth, worth – um, you know, they're, they're nitpicky about some stuff, and, and they're silly when it comes to some stuff and immature. And sometimes they just don't get it, if that makes any sense. But for the most part, they're very supportive. Yeah caring audience that really love the product that we're making and that's why they're so passionate yeah. uh, passion is the word for it i guess most of the time i try to keep it in, mixed in but i try to keep it in perspective you know i get fussed at sometimes and and when i do sometimes it's like the highest rated stuff um but uh that you know like remember all the good stuff too you know the, the bulk of this isn't about fussing about me the the, the bulk of it is um is positive stuff or things they'd like to see or good ideas 
Um, I just like, yeah. If there's What's a hate Woody day, mass of audience size, there's going to be someone to say something crazy all the time. Like, and it, a lot of times, the Woody hate isn't really so much that they like hate who I am. It's that there's an aspect they want fixed that they feel I'm responsible for, and that's something that doesn't come to Kyle and, and Taylor. You know, they just like if if Taylor's mic is bad, Woody has a problem. If the topics aren't right, I Woody agree. has Thank a you problem. Thank you for taking my side on that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if if Kyle's internet connection makes him like pixelated, Woody has a problem. And and so sometimes the fussing that comes towards me isn't because they don't like like the essence of me it's because i'm in charge of things aside yeah. from what i say it's because they see at, you as the head honcho oh at, at so, the end of the day though you're talking about like the, like if that's your worst fan right if the guy who's just like really passionate about the product and so he wants to see changes that he feels is positive or wants to see changes in your life that's positive i, I i'll give you an example i have a guy who posts on my subreddit all the time mm-hmm. and uh he can be very very abrasive but he's super passionate about not just the content that I create, but me as a person. And uh, there have been a couple of times where on other subreddits, uh, people have said something about me, and this person has had my back. And so, like, one time I called him out for being a dick because based on one of the things he was saying on my subreddit, and then uh, three days later, he's just, like, rabidly defending me uh, against uh, some other people. It's nice having fans like that. It's scary sometimes, and and sometimes it can really throw you off and irritate you and be frustrating. But if you really think about it, what a wonderful gift that is to have that someone's that dedicated to you or your product. As long as they're not showing up my front door knocking on our door, which has happened to us, by the way. As long as they're not getting you swatted or sending you pizzas. It's, it's, I had it's three nice. pizzas yesterday. Really? Like, yeah. None of them were prepaid, so I didn't like that. Yeah, but yeah, sucks. three different pizza delivery places. Did you keep came any around. of them? No, no. And my, my at the time they were coming, my wife was making pizza. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not gonna get this oh, random yeah. pizza while she's making it. And uh, one of them, the name on the pizza was Bob Marley, and it came from an 800 number. And uh, I was like, I'm sorry, you know, like this is this, this is the lay of the land. This is the people are playing a prank on us, and this is that. And he's like, I should have known. And he shows me the Bob receipt. Marley. It's like Bob Marley from an 800 number. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, that's his you, problem. Yeah, you should have yeah. known. Maybe has but, it ever been a blessing in disguise when you got a pizza? Like, God, I'm so busy. I'm just so hungry. And then the doorbell rings, no. and they're like, Hey, we have a pizza for Julius Caesar. And you're like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> never. That's never happened. Now I've had a lot of pizzas sent to me paid for. Right, like it, they send me pizzas. Even that, like, it's typically not the configuration that I wish I had. Like, it's a pepperoni pizza, not the worst, but it just wasn't what I'd have picked. Um, yeah, a lot of times like, when I live stream, it's right after dinner. Like, I tend to go live at like eight p.m. ish or seven or nine or whatever. I'm not feeling like a second dinner, and then. Here comes the pizza at the door. It's prepaid. I feel obligated to have like a slice or two because the stream sent it to my house, you know. And and they think they gave me a gift, when in reality, yeah, they gave pizza, you carts. Pizza yeah. delivered right after dinner is is not a gift that you want. Yeah, they and, should send you breadsticks or like dessert or something. That'd be cool. Ooh, ice cream. I have a question. <laughs> How much do you tip, or do you not tip at all? if it's a, a prank delivery and you're not paying for the pizza. Because I gave the guy five bucks just for driving out there and no then told him, I don't know, do you, are you supposed to tip in a prank situation? No. 
No, you're supposed to okay. tip when they go above and beyond the uh, Call of Duty for you under a normal normal circumstance. That's it. Wait, do you it's tip the only your time yeah, well, so you don't tip as a standard? That's delivery. They see that now delivery is different. Delivery is Yeah, that's different. what I meant is delivery. Yeah, but but I didn't order that delivery. So someone else owes him a tip, not me. Okay, that makes sense. I yeah, feel like... like if UPS brought, brought a package to my house that wasn't for me, like, like no, he's not getting anything either. We gave him five bucks for him and then it, and it called the place that couldn't talk to his manager and told him what was happening. And then I found out that you can do this. You can just call all the pizza places in your area and then tell them, Please put on my account to this address no deliveries that are not prepaid. And yeah. now they just they then then they just don't deliver anything. Anymore. I did that. Yeah. And uh, it still didn't work. It didn't work. Um, <laughs> no dice. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely on them. Yeah. 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 And uh, I didn't tip the pizza guy. I feel I guess a little bad about it now. But no, I also don't. feel like if I made a habit of tipping the pizza guy. Well, shit, He'd make a be... habit of bringing those shit pizzas to you. Now yeah. he's, that... he's going to learn. He's like, yeah, when I bug hit me, when I take but that'd be the new prank. Get Woody to tip random people. You know, send a taxi out. Woody will give him money. Send a pizza guy over. Send a Chinese food guy over. You know, the Uber they... drivers showing up all day. <laughs> What'd you say? Uber drivers. Uber drivers. Yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 I don't know. In my head, this is they intend to play a prank on me, and I've said this so many times. But they're really playing a prank on some small business owner who's financed all this shit yeah yep. you know, at least with you Woody, like it seems like you know if the stream's doing it and they prepay it that they have like a good intent in mind at least some of them do with boogie like because you're working on losing weight right now that's almost mean to send you like a bunch of pizza you know it's like sending a barrel of robitussin to a meth head like, <laughs> like oh, sign for this like th that's almost i didn't mean. know that was a thing robitussin is a meth thing uh I believe Robitussin is how you make cheap shit meth. Is that not is correct? It? I don't know. I, 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 need, uh, I, I never heard of that. Well, that's remember Walter had the special way of using the uh, what was that? Remember that? What was that chemical that they were always having to go after? The methylene. Methylamine. Uh, methylamine. Yeah, methylamine instead of the Sudafed, um, the Sudafedrin that comes in certain cough syrups and cough uh, uh, cold medicines, I guess. I think I got that right. You weren't thinking of Sudafed, were you, Taylor? Oh, Sudafed. Yep, you're right. Okay. Or am... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably Sudafed. I think Although you can make some drugs with cough syrup, too. Lean. Yeah. That's, yep. See, see that's, that's when I picked Lil Wayne as my uh, celebrity that under 40 that I think will die next because he used to have a real lean problem, and I remember he was having seizures because of it because he was doing so much of it, and then he got clean, and, but then I've recently read that he's back on the lean again, so... That's a very dangerous thing to get involved in. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. A, I think the Doing uh, lean wearing like, hoodies, you never know what could happen. I don't understand what lean is. All I know is Skittles and Robitussin. Am I missing any ingredients? Um, uh, usually I don't like know. some some kind of like flavored fruit drink, usually. But I don't I don't know anything about any bootleg drugs like that. That's um I it's Yeah. I don't do poor people drugs, Woody. <laughs> 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 I mean that's really gotta be what it is, right? Like they're mixing soda and like cough medicine, like it's Drug? Yeah. That shit? Somewhere out there in the middle of Kansas, there's just a trailblazer just mixing and matching, <laughs> just trying to find the next crystal meth. I hear about people eating like random shrooms they found and then having these dreams and then, and then having hallucinations about like spiders crawling out of their ears and all over their body and shit. And it's like, yeah, you ate a mushroom you found in some pig shit, bro. What'd you expect? Like, no, don't do that. That can happen with like over the counter stuff with uh, 
God, when I was like, I think probably like 19 or 20, I had a horrible stomach flu and I would like wake myself up retching. Like just, I couldn't get any sleep. And so I took like the recommended amount of NyQuil or one of those sleep aids, didn't do shit, took another one, didn't do shit, was still waking myself up retching, took like another one. And like, I woke up in the morning and didn't feel like I existed or that I was real. And like, I kept like opening my eyes and seeing like little dancing lines in the corners of my vision and thinking that I like saw things like skittering. Uh, it, was, it was awful. Like that's, what that's is stuff. Yeah, that's so fun. Ambien messes you oh. up like that too, right? They yes. call it the walrus. Have you heard okay. that term before? So, so I don't know what the walrus is, but I, I, I can describe my uh, experience on Ambien. Um, so I took the Ambien and I fell asleep, but then I woke up like an hour, two hours later, and I had to piss super bad. That's totally what woke me up. Luckily, I didn't piss myself. Um, but but I, I get woken from this deep, deep Ambien sleep by having to piss. And I start walking, you know, leaving my bedroom, heading toward the bathroom. And at the time, I was sleeping downstairs, so I got to go up a flight of stairs to get to the bathroom. And it was like I was really drunk. I was stumbling around. Um, I was I, I, everything felt thick and foggy. Like it felt like I'd had, it felt like it had seven or eight beers. And uh, and I did not like that. I could definitely couldn't have driven a car. Yeah, yeah. I was messed up. I, I, I've never had a sleep aid before, aside from like Melab. Man, melatonin. yeah, uh, melatonin like from Turkey or whatever. It, it's really effective, and I could see how. I guess it's not non-habit forming, but I could yeah. see where like maybe you're not chemically dependent, but you're maybe like just phys- just dependent on it to to you know go about your life. Like that's that's what makes your life work. That's how you're able to get up for work. That's how you're able to end your day. Because man, when you take it, you're ready for some sleep. If you ignore it, though. I'm told you go into a really scary, like, trippy kind of... So basically it puts you on a clock of you've got 20 minutes to fall asleep or you'll be horrified for six hours. And you're like, all right, gotta get to bed. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's, it's either a sleep aid or, a, or like a weird kind of trippy drug, I suppose. Yeah, I don't understand fucking around I, with stuff like that. Like, if anything, those two. drugs... Two ambience? How many are you supposed yeah. to take? I, um, I think... I, I don't know how many you're supposed to take, but my girlfriend takes one, and I was like, well, give me two. I'm going to take two. One, one would, like, make me really sleepy, but two would knock me the fuck out, and that's what I was going for. How long do you sleep? Like, ten hours? It, a, a normal amount of time, like eight, nine hours, and you feel really rested when it's over. I like it a lot. Like, it's, I mean... Do you need to I, prescribe I that? Yeah. I don't know if there's any negative side effects or anything, but um, I've had all good experiences from it. But, you know, I... What, I, same thing with the Adderall, like like um, you know, I don't take it regularly. I take it when I need a little help. Yeah, or you can take both at the same time. Have like an internal clash of the titans. Oh, wins. do you fall asleep? Good. Do you stay awake? Yeah, take two Ambien and two Adderall. That would be yeah, and then tell them to send an ambulance on the way, and you'll be waiting outside. Like <laughs> yeah, you have a damn heart attack, shit yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a topic. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. This was suggested by the PKA subreddit, and you have to like um, pay attention. It's a story, and we're going to rank the characters from worst person in the story to best. I did it in my live stream a little bit, too, so the thousand of you that saw this already, sorry. Are you ready? Yep. Yes. Abigail loves Tom, and Tom lives on the other side of the river. A flood has destroyed all the bridges across the river and has left only one boat floating. Abigail loves Tom, separated by a river. Abigail asks Sinbad, the owner of the boat, 
to bring her to the other side. Sinbad agrees, but insists that Abigail must sleep with him in return. So, rehashing, because there's a lot here. Abigail and Tom separated by a river and flood. Sinbad says, you can use my boat, but you gotta fuck me. Abigail doesn't know what to do and runs to her mother to ask for advice. Her mother tells Abigail that she doesn't want to interfere with, interfere with Abigail's business. In her desperation, Abigail sleeps with Sinbad, who afterward brings her across the river. Abigail runs to Tom, the boyfriend, to happily embrace him and tell him everything that's happened. Tom pushes her, pushes her away strongly, and Abigail runs away. So, again, recap. Abigail fucks her way across the river. Sinbad, the recipient of that with the boat. Mom gives no advice whatsoever. And when she finally meets her boyfriend, he uh, pushes her away and sort of, you know, pushes her away strongly. Not far from Tom's house, Abigail meets John, Tom's best friend, the boyfriend's best friend. She tells her everything that's happened to him as well. John punches Tom, the boyfriend, for what he's done to Abigail and walks away with her. So, to recap, Abigail fucks Sinbad to get across the river to see her boyfriend. Boyfriend. Is this a riddle? No. This, we're going to rank the people from worst okay. person to best person. To recap. Oh, here, let me give you the thing so you can, uh, you can see it too. Um, Abigail sleeps her way across the river. Her mom gives her no advice. Um, when she finally sees the boyfriend, he pushes her away. So she walks away with the boyfriend's best friend. Ranking the people in this story, who's the worst person and who's the best person? Sinbad's number one. Is the worst. Is the worst. The best person is Tom. Because to his knowledge, all that happened to him is he wanted to be with his girlfriend. She cheated on him and then tried to play it off like nothing happened. Yep, yep, I agree. Really, I thought Tom was among the worst people. Because here's my nope. pitch for it. Tom is... T- is Oh, wait, you said Tom. Which I, one's the original boyfriend? Tom. Tom? Yeah. yeah, all right. I, I said it. I, I, heard, I was thinking John is among the worst people. I messed it up. So John's the best friend. John knows the scoop here. that it, I can't figure out if Abigail was terrible or not. Right? Abigail I, loves Abigail her. Abigail stupid. Yeah, Abigail's stupid, but not a terrible not person. Terrible. She loves her boyfriend. I don't think she wanted to cheat. I feel like she was like... Is like, there it, one, one guy with a boat? Yes. One boat guy, and it it's Sinbad. It specifically Sinbet. says that. It says there's only one boat left floating. Oh, you have to hit your cameras. It'll come back shortly. Yeah, so, so I definitely put Abigail as like the sec, as the second... Um, Boogie, can you hit your camera? Ni- the second nicest person, if that makes sense. Um, so, the, so you know the 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 person who's done the least wrong is definitely Tom, um, and then I think his girlfriend did did the second amount of wrong things. Hi, if that makes sense. We hear you. Uh, um, uh, Sinbad is definitely the worst person. I think that John is a uh, second worst person because he hit his friend and took his girlfriend. Like, yeah, bullshit. John is among um, the worst. Who'd you say was the very worst? Sinbad. Sinbad, Sinbad is the worst. Um, he's he's you know because of the implication. Bad <laughs> because of the implication. See, I, I'm not sure Sinbad's so awful because Sinbad is a raper. Um, well, we we covered this earlier in the show. He was really just 
he says, yeah, I'll do it for you. He didn't rape her. He just yeah, wanted sex for he's, payment. He's, he's really like, taking advantage her. of... He, he coerced her. That's yes, what Adele's yeah, manager did. He, I, I, I feel Not like, Adele, Kesha. Thank you, Kesha. I, I feel like... Um, like there should be a new term coined for it, like sexual coercion or sexual. I don't it's know. Abuse of power or something like that. Abuse of power. Yeah, yeah. It, so yeah, her mom though, her mom um, did more wrong than she did. Maybe her mom. It's easy for me to say that the girl is stupid and blame it on that because that's what it just seems like based on the information we have. We don't have enough. We don't have very much information about the mom. I would say the mom is stupid, but I feel like she should know by now, like what's up. She should be. She should know, like what, how mal. She 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 should know something about men, right? As a as a presumably thirty or forty year old woman, um. So she should have known to tell Abigail, uh, no, don't sleep around on your boyfriend. He won't he won't like that at all. He'll see you and then push you away. Maybe oh, back. I pictured Abigail to be an adult. I. Like at least a young adult, picture twenty one or something. I, like. I'm thinking Star Cross. This is like a Romeo and Juliet thing. They're like seventeen in my head because you know they haven't mastered getting across rivers yet. <laughs> yeah, what year? What year is this? Is there no bridge nearby? <laughs> what year is it? It literally yeah. says it destroyed all the bridges. How about you both just find someone on your side of the river? You know. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, I, 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 I have a couple. I have a hard time with a few of these. I don't know how bad Abigail is. Right, it, 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 if hypothetically, like I had to sleep with some woman in an effort to save my children from drowning, I don't know how this could play out. Then yeah. I don't think that makes me a normal cheater. You know that 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 makes me you know whatever makes you a father. Yeah. Right. What, what if you what if you slept with a woman so that you could get to Jackie sooner? Because well, that's what we're talking about here. That's so what counterintuitive. If, it doesn't even make you know, sense. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, no, no, you know, Jackie's back in Jersey with family. All the bridges get destroyed except for one, right? You know, this makes sense. Um, and then this guy named Sinbad, you know, the comedian, he comes up. And, <laughs> and he's trying, you know, he offers you a way to get to your wife, but you have to blow Sinbad. And, you know, of course you don't blow Sinbad yeah. because we'll, we'll figure a way across the bridge into Jersey at some point. And Rob Thomas, watch. Rob <laughs> Thomas, watch. <laughs> I, um... Rob Thomas is my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> So let, oh, it's a great sunny. Episode. Who's the worst? Who's the worst one? Sinbad. Sinbad's the worst one. Even because like, I, I think you could make an argument for John. I think you could say John knew the scoop. He he knew Abigail's. Uh, but, she's wounded. She's wounded emotionally. She's not a normal cheater. John takes advantage of the situation, hits Tom, and steals no. Tom's girl. No, I, the reason I think John is a good guy is because. All right, so if if we're being honest here the fact that that destroyed bridges pre pre prevents two people from getting together indicates that this is olden times so the fact that she has fucked sinbad probably means that it's going to be hard for her to find a new boyfriend uh especially since uh tom has already rejected her so john is really swooping in and it, like you know in game of thrones when there's like a maid you're really adding a lot to this story that i don't think is no no let him continue <laughs> really it's not up for interpretation we're, we're in a place where a, a yeah. bridge being destroyed means you can't get to your, your, your boyfriend across it. And there's a guy named Sinbad with a boat who'll fuck you for passage. But I'm making a big leap to say that this is olden <laughs> times. Like, yeah, this is like a Bible passage. You can read into whatever you want. I'm imagining there are so few people in existence, kind of like, uh, you know, Cain and Abel times, you know, just post Garden of Eden, that, like, yeah, she needs to get over there and, and get to Tom or whatever the fuck his name is because there aren't many Toms around. But, yeah. I, I'm going to say that John saw that here's a woman who's had her 
uh, her, her chastity taken from her in this uh, in in this terrible way. She was trying to go for true love, and she was tricked by this uh, this this sin bad guy into fucking him. Maybe he promised her that, oh yeah, I'll get to your boyfriend, or you'll live happily ever after. She didn't have a support structure, and here's this John guy saying, you know, taking pity on her and saying, you know, I'll make you a um, what do they say? An uh, honest I, woman. An honest woman. Yeah. Boogie? That's what John's doing. Boogie, did you tune out? I feel like you're doing your homework over there. Because I can't do fucking, I can't follow puzzles like this. But how about this? All men are assholes. All women are whores. Fuck them all. Yes. (laughs) So everyone's on the bottom of your list. Can can we restart the call? I'm not getting Taylor and Kyle back. Yeah, sure. All right. Here we go. Kyle, did you answer with your mic thing or you oh Kyle's not picked up yet. There we go. Alright, so this won't be too much longer. There. That that worked out well. We just need Chiz to disappear and all the Yeah, I don't that was a confusing problem, and I'm trying to look into it for a point and I can't find it. Not no parable there. Like If your if your girlfriend girlfriend or wife fucks someone to get across the river to you, you know the old adage, uh, look out for John. So. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, all right. So I guess this topic flopped. No, uh, no, it's, no. I'm, I'm trying to look for meaning. I, I, I have a hard time stack ranking who's the who's the most terrible in here. You know, you get a mother who just doesn't mother. You get a, a best friend who steals the, the girl. You get John who doesn't understand the position that Abigail was in. Um, uh, Sinbad, who really just made a contract that, that... Sinbad is like a modern pharmaceutical company, right? So hear me out on this. If you... If you need a life-saving drug, right, you will do anything to get that life-saving drug. It, it cost doesn't matter. You'll mortgage your house. You'll like finance your future. You'll be in debt for the rest of your life. Chemo is insanely expensive. Yep. Because you have no choice. You buy the chemo or you die. It's crazy expensive. So. Abigail here was willing to pay any price to Sinbad, the pharmaceutical company, because she had no choice. The price she was willing to pay was sleeping with Sinbad. What else was she going to do to her? Wait, wait, because Tom was over there working away at his job to earn enough money to pay Sinbad. And Sinbad had already taken Tom's money. And then he <laughs> fucked Abigail, and he got both. Now you're that's making why Sinbad stuff. Is the worst. And, yeah, well, I mean, if I were writing a story, that's what would happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I just, I feel like Abigail's there dealing with the pharmaceutical company, and what's she gonna do but pay the price? Because why would she live on without her boyfriend? I don't know, man. She could have, she could have done something different. Uh, yeah, I, she, I have a she hard time done relating to a world different. in which crossing rivers is difficult. Like maybe she could have just got, got a sea dude. Did it like, have to be a river? You couldn't, you couldn't make this like, a, like all right, she separated from her boyfriend for some unsolvable problem, except for the Delta you know. Airlines. Uh, okay, what if she was on the wrong continent? What, what if Pangea became modern Earth and now the, the, the one guy with the plane charged, uh, you know, uh, sex to get across from continent to continent? There that seems like a pretty good deal. That's not just a river, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, 
That's a lot I'm, more value. A lot, of, a lot more bang for your buck. I'm declaring so, you fuckers no fun. All three of no you. Fun. All three of you. Yeah, not one I, of I you. I stack ranked mine. Yeah, I had it. I did Sinbad's as well. The worst. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really just Sinbad is the worst, and the best is the guy who gets cheated on and then punched, and everybody else just kind of floats in the middle. New topic. Yeah, the, this time Taylor comes up with it. Go. All right. I'm going to have a lot of recaps. Um, so, Joshua. Joshua has a girlfriend named Sarah, and Sarah lives in the other side of the castle. Yeah? And, no, I, I don't want to go through a whole other one of those. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, there have been a lot of recaps. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry if you don't get it the first time. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've actually got a flow chart over here. <laughs> Let me go get that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I, I'm surprised we haven't talked about Sanders yet. Oh, uh, with him tying, uh, or I guess we should ah, only yeah, do yeah. that briefly because we did most of that on PKN. Yeah, I don't care anymore, to be honest. Like, like, like do any of us care? We all know it's going to be Hitler. And, uh, uh, excuse me, Hillary. <laughs> See how that happened? Uh, Hitlery. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, that was an accident. That's just how it came out. Um, mm -hmm. we, we all know it's going to be Hillary. Um, I just feel like we see Sanders already slipping. He's already lost seven points since we saw the results in, uh, in Iowa. Um, I just but don't gained think a lot of money. Sure, but not nearly as much as Hillary. I bet Hillary out, uh, outgained him. Like, like he, his average donor, I think, is $30, some, something in there. And he's, got so, and he's got so, so many of them. But I see it pointed out on his subreddit a lot that Hillary just got one donation that equaled like 300,000 of his donations. Like, he, he can't outspend her. Her war chest is bigger. She's got the party behind her. It's going to be her. So yeah. I, I'm done even being silly about the Sanders guy because, I mean, I'll sit and watch. It could still happen. But it's that 15% outside chance, the same as it is for, uh, um, for anybody who's a, a dark horse candidate like that. You know, I, He might as well be a third-party guy. He's... he's uh, the I just don't see him pulling at many conservatives over to over to his side to to get the to win in a primary election. Mm. Um, Trump falling behind uh, surprised me a bit. I guess not appearing in that election maybe made him look weak. Maybe the Iowa Debate. voters take that stuff very seriously. Um, um, so we'll see how Trump fares in uh, New Hampshire. I think that'll be we'll pretty see. telling. It's interesting. And then South Carolina is big too. I feel like too. We I, I want to see what they do in the South because the South matters. Is it any surprise that I'm all about feeling that burn right now? <laughs> Is that a big oh, surprise? I, well, you're from Arkansas. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people in Arkansas, obviously, I mean, Clinton might have a chance in hell, but this is definitely a red state, so I definitely mm -hmm. see whoever the Republican candidate being is winning. But, man, I got to say, Bernie Sanders says a lot of the things that Jimmy Carter said, um, and Jimmy Carter said a lot of the same things that Roosevelt said. Uh, he's got a fairly good platform, and the platform of it's going to cost me specifically money to pay for it, but um, he just really, like, calling what he wants socialism is not really fair. It's just him wanting to get us caught up with the rest of the first world countries. That's a self-ascribed, like, label that he gives himself, though. Is he right, I'm just saying that it's, it's almost unfair because it, he's almost wrong because it's just what every other first world country now benefits from we're behind so far you know it's like if we didn't have roads and this guy's platform is let's build roads well he's on running a platform of let's get have health care let's have an education that's oh. pretty basic shit now so let's do that 
you know? Yeah, we, we've, we've, we've beaten this horse to death and into a pulp at this point. It's putrid, it's smelly, it's all over us. But um, we all agree that Sanders is the, um, the most honest and genuine and, tr- and trustworthy candidate, you know, just add a synonym. Um, and but the, the how do you like your topic these... now, Taylor? We've beaten it to dead into a bloody stinky pole. Yeah, it's still it, going, it's putrid... and there were no riddles, no stack <laughs> ranking of uh, it's Abigail a and Steve. Purple pulp. Um, it's it's yeah. infectious. Um, I, I I'm tired. I'm so sick of tired of political talk. And this isn't a shot at either of you or anyone who brings it up because it's a it, shot it, at it is Taylor. Topical. <laughs> it is a topical thing. But, um, Thank you, Woody. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, fuck that. Fuck all. I just don't care anymore. I don't care who wins. I want it to be Trump because it's entertaining, and that's just the it's truth. Not. I want it to be Trump because it's entertaining. He's not entertaining at all. He's simple, uh, obvious comedy. He's an <laughs> SNL skit. He's beat to, It's not even funny. Dude, it's low-hanging an SNL fruit. Skit, first of all, SNL skits are funny a lot of the time. Second of all, if you had an SNL skit mm. for the for your commander in chief, it would be fucking hilarious. Like we're not talking about like uh, let's tur- let's turn on uh, YouTube and watch an SNL skit. We're talking about. Oh shit! It's time for a presidential address with President Donald J. Trump outside of Trump Towers. Yeah, he's in his chopper right now doing a presidential address because he's a fucking asshole. He's he's such a buffoon, such a such an asshole. I want to see him. Uh, I want to see him as president. I think it'd be great. It would be more entertaining for me, I, and I agree with you because of that. He's been. And I really can- don't think he'd get anything done anyway. He's been a candidate for what six or eight months now. Has it been funny yet? Like I don't remember any funny yes. stuff. I haven't. Yeah. T- it's been funny to me. The Rosie really comments were hysterical. He called Megyn Kelly a, uh, uh, um, what's the B word? Um, bimbo? Um, bimbo. Called her a bimbo last week. That's like, funny. You know. Like, that's not. Yes. No. Yes, it's outrageous. It, it's outrageous it, uh, I'll give you outrageous that. maybe a little bit. I get that they called him a carnival barker or something like that. But this isn't funny. This isn't like on the level of things that are funny. It's just when you, it's on normally presidential electric elections on a scale of one to 10 are ones. And this is like two ish. Bullshit. No, this yeah, is hundred percent. They're proven. like a, hey, I will, I will say, I will say something. Never no been one, like this. It's crazy. I will say something that no, okay. Number one, there has been an election like this. We had a celebrity run. It was Ronald Reagan, and it was fucking weird then, and it's fucking weird now when you got Trump doing it. Secondly, um, when you really look at Trump's plan, it's not that crazy. The financial plan is not complete lunacy. Like, everything he says is lunacy, but the people who built this financial plan is almost reasonable. It, it, you know, I mean, we don't really have one from Clinton, and Bernie Sanders' plan will work, even though it's going to cost some higher class citizens money dollars well it really comes down to like if you look at medicaid for all will actually save most people money an average of twenty one hundred dollars per home over their current health health care premiums and the people who can't afford health care will have the option of just paying their minimum tax and then getting health care and that's going to really help those people they won't pay penalties under obamacare but um the, I, the 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 fact that Trump does want to force people to keep their money in America, that's I like that. That's the one thing I like about what he wants to do, and it would work if he did that. If he made those jobs come home somehow, that would actually be awesome. Yeah, he'd end up being a great. I like that he's going to keep. Yeah, I like that he's keeping the Muslims out. Uh, that's a big one for me. Um, uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, the big thing is just more white people. You know? right, yeah. <laughs> like, see, Taylor's funnier than Trump is. 
And that's my problem. At the end of the day, I can't abide by racists. Like, like, like I mean, everybody's a little bit racist, right? Everybody's a little sexist. Everybody prefers their religion over anybody else's religion because obviously their religion is the correct one. But that said, like, at least most of us have the decency not to say that in front of the entire goddamn country. Not on PKA. What am I looking is, at? Kyle? Is that a pot? Uh, what is that? Pancake. A it's marijuana pancake. pancake. It's a regular pancake. It's yeah. Syrup. Yeah, I know you. You eat regular sized foods in that portion size. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would like one I, I mean, single silver dollar pancake, please. <laughs> these, are, these are big pancakes. It's not small. These are delicious. Um, <laughs> well, I think that's a show right there. Uh, could I had one more topic? Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it, it's. I, I just had it stacked up, and it, we won't be able to use it. Is at least the. It's kind of tied into the Fine Brothers thing. I have it here at a timestamp, so get to one thirty-two. It should take you right there, and uh, and we'll watch for a minute. Oh, and let me put this on the big behind screen. the scenes of my life sucks. Yeah, it, the the premise of the whole video is how like a couple bad things happen to him, and he's just gonna persevere and keep going. But we, he talks about one of the bad things, and it's relevant. Are you guys ready? Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, if you're at one thirty-two, ready, set, play. Now this week was super important to us because it is our best of video, the best of Dennis Super Trap. It represents our entire year of working nonstop with our entire crew. So we are so excited about this video. And the reason why this video is so important because it represents our experiences with you, our fans. It represents all our hard work, but we also use that video to get all the jobs for the rest of the year. Um, it basically, we'll reach out to different companies or they'll see those videos. They'll say, because of this video, we want to hire you to do more videos. So it represents our work. It's a demo reel is what they say in the biz, in the, in the film industry, if you will. So our company, Dennis Supertramp, it consists of a lot of people, a lot of people being six or seven people, which to me is a lot of people because I originally started off by myself. But with that being said is most of the people on our team, people like Carter, Tyson, they have families. Carter has a baby, he has another baby on the way, adorable baby. So they all have families and we use our YouTube business, Devin Supertramp, creating cool films that we give out for free but we've used that to basically make it so we can provide for our own families. So that's why this video is so important to us, our best of videos, because that's how we get our income for the rest of the year. Now, so we put a lot of time, a lot of energy into this video, and when we release the video, two days later, and just for the record, these videos are always some of our highest performing videos because it represents everything that we do. Two days later, after releasing our video, it was already one of the most liked videos we've ever done as far as within a time frame. Within two days, it had 28,000 likes, and it had over 400,000 views. And then we go on, and we basically sent out an email to everyone we worked with for the year saying, this is what we did last year. And then all of a sudden, we start getting really cool business opportunities. Now, we sent that email out on, I think it was Wednesday, and then we get onto YouTube in the morning and the YouTube video that we created and spent the entire year creating was gone. Just like that. Absolutely no warning whatsoever. It was just gone. And we had no idea where it went. We went onto our YouTube video, like kind of through the feed. And on our feed, 
It was just basically our thumbnail. It was just a blank picture and the title wasn't even there. We couldn't even click on it or edit it to figure out what was going on. So we checked our email and we still didn't know what was going on. And then our MCN, our multi-channel network is what that stands for. They're basically a um, company that represents you within the YouTube space and other spaces as well. But they basically help put ad revenue on your channel. So they know a lot about the kind of the backstory of what's going on. So we contacted them, we started working with them and we found out that another company had claimed our video and then actually taken it down and we didn't even know that this was even out there but they had the power to take it down because they trademarked a phrase the phrase people are awesome they made it so they could copyright and own that phrase so whenever anyone uploaded anything that had that in there they could instantly take it down no questions asked they wouldn't even give us a chance to basically defend ourselves and just like that it was all gone and so we, we contacted them and, and Fullstream was awesome with, with helping this process and we actually contacted YouTube as well because we didn't understand it but we, we found out that people can copyright phrases people are awesome and it was another company the company that owns that trademark Dukin um, they were the ones that came after us right away once we released that video because on the title of our video it was titled people are awesome Devin Supertramp edition 2015 we feel that's exactly what our video represented is amazing people doing awesome things so they they trademarked that um, I guess a little bit earlier in the year maybe it was a year before that um, they had just trademarked that though and so anyone that uploads anything with that in the title they have the right to instantly take down your video and they said it was destroying their brand or having some effect like that so how that does that I don't know um, but they had the power to do that so we're like, well, let's let's fight this. So we, we were able to contact Jukin, and what we we're told is that if you were use the word in your, your video, people or awesome, we can take it down because it's too similar to our copyrighted phrase already. Because their goal is to build something else outside of that. So it was super frustrating for us when we're building our entire career out of this. We're supporting our families with this, and then someone just like that, without any warning, can take down our video not stoked on it and actually there's very few things that make me legitimately mad um the reason i didn't do this video right when it happened is because i was not about it at all ready, set, it pause. so um i've watched this whole thing and i can tell you that he calls them and says you like can, can we change the name like it, from people are awesome to aren't people awesome they say no he's like well can we change the name entirely to like you know devin super amazing Tramp. people <laughs> Devin Supertramp 2015 and they said no to that like they, they flat out made him like take down and re-upload the video which is a bummer because videos uh, I'm not an expert on the YouTube algorithm but they have a certain momentum you know like if you download and re-upload a video I've had to do that for PKA it loses like the, the SEO that it would have had um, you know it, it's much better to have a video with a million views than two videos with half a million views because a million view video is likely to get recommended and sort of have a better long tail and things go better that way. Um, in the extreme, I'd way have a, a video with a million views than 10 with 100,000 because those 100,000 ones are going to be getting like 100 views a month and just sort of fade away. So uh, um, they made him take down his video and re-upload it. Uh, and um, that's a thing. It was very similar, I thought, to what the Fine Brothers were trying to achieve you know, with the React mm -hmm. thing. And they would have to take down all that stuff. Yeah, that's shitty. That's shitty. Uh, yeah, let me just a, go ahead and say, shame. I mentioned these guys in my uh, Fine Brothers wrap-up video. 
and fuck these guys. Like, it's just, there's no other way really to put it. Uh, trademarking a common phrase is really messed up. People are awesome is a phrase that you can easily use in the English language. Trademarking something like Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola, uh, uh, even PKA, right? Like, whatever. Trademark Woody's Gamertag. Nobody's walking around saying, hey, Woody's Gamertag, 300 times a day, 500. That's, <laughs> anybody that trademarks a common phrase like that, you are a trademark troll. You're acting like a piece of shit. Stop. It's, I think that's basically it. You're yeah. old enough to remember phone books. What if I trademark, let your fingers do the walking? Okay, that is not a common phrase. That's a very, that is a phrase that they created. So that's the thing. If I create a phrase called, put your fingers in the poop chute, and then I make that synonymous <laughs> with my brand, put your fingers in the poop chute. Not a lot of people are saying that. That's not a common phrase. Put Professional you know, Russian. Right? Put a fingers in the poop chute. Right, perfect, right. I trademarked so, that. Create a phrase, <laughs> trademark it first, then market it and make it common, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way you do that. But don't take a phrase such as jerking off. That's a phrase that everybody uses. Uh, don't try to create the jerking off brand of jerk off devices. That's a terrible decision. Yeah. You will probably not get the trademark. If you do, people will hate you when you abuse it, when you use it. That's what happened to the Fine Brothers. That's what's happening to the people who are awesome guys. That's what will happen to you forever if you ever do that. You know? Yeah. That's, that's why Google asks uh, uh, creators of, of content to not call it Googling in a TV show. And they will enforce that trademark occasionally. And the reason being is because right now Google means the company. Uh, but if you use it enough to mean searching, eventually it becomes synonymous with searching, and their trademark becomes inval uh, uh, invaluable. It becomes or, no, it's not valuable anymore, and they lose it because they can no longer enforce it. That's what happened to Xerox. That's what happened to, uh, I think there's like an example of five or, or six other companies that have had, uh, yeah. Escalator is another one. Everything is an Escalator. Now everything that lifts you up via stairs is an Escalator. That was a yeah. brand name. Yeah, Xerox became synonymous with copying. Right. And so, I mean, that, that's how you, that's the way that you're supposed to enforce your trademark, right? But not keeping YouTubers from mentioning or reviewing your products or taking a chunk of what you create uh, via Nintendo's program. To play devil's you know? advocate, yeah. and I love Devin Supertramp, but don't you think that he named it People Are Awesome in an effort to sort of get SEO associated with somebody else's brand? Do you think that he just... If stumbled upon like didn't know <laughs> like, like it, it people are awesome everyone kind of knows what that is right compilations yeah. of whatever um he was putting it in a compilation of his own work but felt like it was in the people are awesome genre and it is it's very close to the kind of video people are, people are awesome use devin supertramp stuff if i was i just thought of that devin should have copyright the fuck out of them because yeah. there's they've a, used my stuff have they yeah, yeah i feel like you could start attacking them so, you know, taking down their videos left and right um, until they let you back up. But um, uh, anyway, but, you know, what Devin did was he, he saw that People Are Awesome was a category of videos that did really well and then wanted to be in that category. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, if I'm being maybe. honest, uh, it, it, I mean, it, he's a YouTuber, <laughs> right? Like, like, yeah, I know what People very are good awesome one is. I, 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 I just mean that, like, he knows what's going on. He's he was familiar with people are, are awesome familiar mm -hmm. um, prior to this. So 
Yeah, if I'm be if I'm being honest, I would say it's very likely that he was trying to take advantage of some of that SEO, um, and it looks like it bit him in the ass uh, big time. If I were him, I would have taken such a big gamble with such an important video. That's 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 how I honestly look at it. But I like Devin Supertram and his videos, and I and I and if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I'm like, well, did this really damage the People Are Awesome brand? Maybe not, but I feel like he was definitely going to to profit through some sort of confusion uh, there. So I could see their side of things as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, on Devin's defense, I've gone all over the place. I too would have not recognized the risk. You know, in hindsight, maybe now I will. Maybe now, yeah. the next time I, I can't think of another like people are awesome or react like series. Um, if I, if, if, um, if I wanted to call something epic rack battles and it was like me and wings, then my eyes are open now that that's probably something that, that could get if me If you trouble. started a channel called Actually, Epic Grill, Grill Time and you <laughs> <laughs> and there, got me a bottle of Jack in my big-ass propane grill, like Harley's going to be pushing some buttons over there. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, what would you do if somebody started a channel called like FPS Somalia and every oh, episode was an AK-47? <laughs> Just they've done that. It's funny. I, I, like I, made, I made a parody of Epic Meal Time called Francis Meal Time and uh, it's my understanding that Harley saw it and thought it was hilarious. Yeah, uh, so, so that's exciting. Uh, he but likes I will, all those. I, yeah, I like heard. parody is fine, you know, and yeah. parody is protected by the law, which is even better. But and if you make Francis or if you make uh, Epic Grill Time and it's a grilling series, it really will come down to how much of your format they steal and how much it, if you design it to look like their show and yeah. as confusable by their show, then they have a legal standing unless it's parody then it's designed to look like their show but be outlandish and lampooning and then they don't have a legal standing if it's your own thing and the name is just similar you could probably get away with that for girl time you would probably win that court case people are awesome though like it just but the nature of what devin supertramp does is like a compilation of Devin supertramp videos is like a, a compilation of people are awesome they're just very yeah. similar um, he could have said people are amazing, but he said people are awesome and I will, for that. I will say that it may be possible that he made a mistake. And I, I've never heard of people are awesome until this. But this oh, is what you is didn't? so No, I never heard yeah, I didn't heard of them until this controversy. Oh, I bet Great they videos. have several videos with ten Many to twenty five million. Yeah, well, views. I straight up called them evil in a video today, so <laughs> Yeah, I just I, mean, uh, I bet most videos with ten or twenty five million views you've run across. I bet they've got a couple in that class. Uh, but I didn't pay any attention to the brand. If I saw that video, I'd never paid attention to people okay. who are awesome or recognize it as a brand. I just saw that as a common phrase, such as I react, reacting to thing. I didn't know that was a phrase mm -hmm. anybody was going to attempt a trademark. That's crazy. It's just a thing people do. People are awesome. Yes, they are. That's just a fact to me. That's not a brand. Yeah. You know, Google is a brand. That's trademarking. This thing and Google had a previous definition, right? But it was an uh, unused definition. Didn't. What was the Wasn't previous a large definition number? of Google? It's a large number. It's a uh, hundred yes. zeros. A Googler, you're thinking of. Is that? I think it's just a Google, right? I think it's, uh, I think it's just a Google. I don't think so. Let me check. Let's see if I define we Google. Have, we have three against one here, thinking Google is a is a large number, and a, although the accountant is saying it might Google, be a Google. He does know his numbers, although he doesn't know how many commas they have. Right. It's spelled G O O G O L, Google. A Google is 10 to the 100th power. Um, huh. Somewhere in the middle. It's spelled differently. Shit. Why did I... 
Is it I pronounced the same? Though? I knew the word Google, or at least I thought I did before the company. And now I'm doubting myself. Hmm. I think it's G O O G O L. That sounds right, right? Like that's the number. I'm on the Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh, Googleplex is the number 10 to the power of Google. Gotcha. What the fuck are these people doing with their lives, these mathematicians? Just get over it. You're just inventing bigger numbers. Oh, uh, what's, a, what's a 10 to the power of a Googleplex, huh? Ooh, Google, Google, Googleplex. <laughs> Google, Google. Right. You're on the Wikipedia page. Um. G O O G A L A. I I thought that was it, and now I can't find anything about it. Maybe I was wrong. Long story short, let me say that this is a fascinating fascinating time to be a YouTuber. And if you're interested in what we deal with on a daily basis, hmm. it's a fascinating time because it's about to get real shitty. Uh, because you are now finally seeing the corporatization of YouTube, and we've been seeing it in the last year as your Jimmy Fallon's and your Jimmy Kimmel's and your Ellen shows move into the territory, right? And then you see smaller YouTubers, um, your PewDiePie's and your Markiplier's creating their shows, and then YouTube Red creating shows behind that paywall. And then you see big organizations like BuzzFeed spamming the shit out of YouTube. And so those guys are on that corporate level too. Then you have the people that YouTube have picked up and lifted up, uh, even though they earned it on their own. I'm not saying they didn't, but YouTube has helped pick them up, like the Jenna Marbles and those types of people who are getting that YouTube red carpet treatment. And everyone that's not currently in that bubble, you're going to be clawing real hard to get yours. You didn't, and I feel like that's been the case forever. It's been know? that. It, well, that's what I'm saying. We really saw it start, I guess, yeah. a year, year there, and a half ago. And now it's now it's that's there's just been a few injections of funding. And, and I've talked to people that I, I can't I shouldn't give sources, but it's not like I'm plugged into the no exactly. But I would hear like dollar amounts that these channels would get smaller channels but just because of what they did or who they knew and tens and tens of thousands of dollars and sometimes I was a couple instances somebody told me that one channel got like call it sixty thousand dollars of seed money development money that was his to do with as he as he pleased but you know it was for developing the channel and he just spent it on a house hmm. he just spent it on his house yeah, so so like back when related channels popped up remember you two came with the new format and there were related channels on the side you, you know the yeah you could you could put your friends in there and then you could put related channels those related channels were always giant they were like the pewdiepies and jenna marbles and the um who's the the big makeup woman michelle fam that's who i'm thinking of michelle right, fam right. like those were the related channels and it's like oh my god life is so unfair like i never get to be a related channel it's always these giants uh before that the the homepage format, which benefited FPS Russia a lot, it seemed like you had to be a superstar, and then you make it to the homepage or a cheat, <laughs> and uh, um, you know those things like those people that made the homepage all the time would get boosted in in a really big way. Loved uh, it. It, it so always great. seemed like there was a, a like you know there's there's the people who do well, the people who don't do well, and then the people who do really well right. get a lift that you haven't seen ever before i don't think I don't, this is something new i don't want to make an enemy over there at youtube i certainly don't mm -hmm. but if you think for a sec i genuinely believe that the game is rigged in favor of certain people who meet certain criteria that youtube feels and i mean uh susan will tell you that right there she said there on the uh, stage of vidcon one year 
and said that there are certain people who we are putting on billboards or are putting on the talk show circuit because we want to prove that YouTube can make real celebrities too. And if she's doing that, obviously they're also doing the other thing. People get weighed heavily, more heavily in the system. There's a system that very few people even talk about called super likers. And if one of these super likers like one of your videos, it will do uh, severely better than uh, a previous video. Uh, that's a program that's very, very hush-hush. It's not talked about. The algorithm is not 100% fair. Now, it's still fair because anybody can create content. And you can still do something. But the statistical chances of you breaking into the Markiplier, Jacksepticeye level is real slim now. I felt like that old homepage was fair to a certain extent. Now, it was easily manipulatable. That's what we found in the end. But right. there's something to be said about, about putting a spotlight on the video that got the most views for that day. You know, regardless of what it's about or who made it, whether it's the world. I remember one day it was the World Trade Center. I'm sure well, if right. there was a YouTube then. But, you know, if there's a disaster, if mm -hmm. there's a tsunami, whatever, that's going to be the most viewed video. But then again, it could be, uh, you know, a Kardashian tripping and falling. It could be uh, it could be anything. Um, I liked that. And I liked the most favorited. But that quickly, you know, that guy with the favorite bot became an issue. Um, and I'm sure there were many others. That, yeah. That and like the current algorithm we have right now weighs two things very heavily. The first is the watch time that your channel has overall. So if they're watching multiple videos in a row or you're uploading long form content, the sweet spot is 10, 12 minutes. You want to reach at least 10 minutes average watch time for your channel. That will clue you in on YouTube red money. Um, and that'll include, uh, that'll like, or you're going to watch like my short form content if they watch three or four videos in a row, which sucks because I've never used end cards and I don't like using end cards, but whatever. Um, the other is frequency of upload, and so a lot of people are getting heavily punished, like animators or people who create music. Uh, they're getting heavily punished because they can't upload as often as YouTube would like them to. And that algorithm was created as a response to the Reply Girl thing, which was three or four years ago now, right? Do you guys remember the Reply Girl? Oh, oh we, we spoke at length about that recently. Yeah, last right. week, I think. Uh, so in order to, to push that kind of content down and push the other stuff up, that's what they've done. Watch time and, um, and uh, da, da, da. Uh, they don't really care about views anymore. They don't really care about likes anymore. They only care about watch time and frequency well, of upload. Watch time is a function of views, right? Like I, I've, if my understanding is if you have like 100,000 hour-long watches, that's... I should make my numbers smaller. If you have a thousand hour-long watches, that's comparable to 250 15-minute watches. Like they just right. care about the watch time on a video. Right, and uh, it's weird, weird because like sometimes I'll upload long-form content, like an unboxing or a panel I did at a con, mm -hmm. and then that will be my most uh, bled into video. As the next, you know, uh, uh, up next is this panel I did. And the problem is uh, the, the fans will watch it to begin with. They'll be like super excited and 50,000 of them will watch it and it's an hour long and they'll watch the entire thing. Then it gets recommended to everybody that's new to the channel. They don't want to watch me for an hour. The first thing they've seen, all they've seen is a Francis video and they want to see more Francis. They don't want to see me answer questions at Retropalooza. And so they, then they start to do tragically well or tragically poorly because the watch time on it's 30 seconds. They're like, I'm not going to watch this shit. You know, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. The, I mean, that's you know, the thing that, that a lot of people who watch YouTube don't really understand. There's always this constant song and dance with the algorithm and with PR and with and hackers and fucking 
and all this stuff. You're always dealing with the uh, that's the real time consuming. One part. of the scary things is that you can change the like YouTube can change the rules any day, right? Yep. So I've got I, I can two guys in my head right now that are doing super super well. Um, the Game Theorist. Do you watch his channel at all? Oh yeah, I love Matt Pat. I love uh, Guys and Goomba. I love everybody over that channel. Yeah. So so he makes really good videos. Just lay that out there. I like his videos. When I see one, I'm like, I, I, I get really absorbed. I almost always watch them to the end. His yep. watch time must equal his video length nearly every time. Yep. Something about the pacing of it gets you to watch for 12 to 15 minutes. And then, um, uh, so he nails you on that. And the length of it is right for the long ads. The length of it is right for the watch time. It seems, now his content is great, but I feel like, his content is heavy influenced, heavily influenced by the way that YouTube rewards content. You know, there's a reason his videos are that long. It's not just because that's the exact amount of time it takes to make his point. He structures his point in some way that makes it take the right amount of time. Ooh, I, I could probably get in trouble for saying what I'm about to say. And Matt, if you ever hear that I said this, please do not get angry at me. But I will tell you that Matt is a fucking genius when it comes to the YouTube algorithm, mm -hmm. when it comes to what it's looking for. And he shares it with like his immediate friends. And it doesn't always help them very much. But for the most part, it's a closely guarded secret because he's smart enough to figure it out based on looking at his own analytics. That's where I think it comes from. And I, you're absolutely right. I know for a fact. And when somebody asked him at Retropalooza, I was on a panel with him, uh, and somebody asked him, what can I do to improve YouTube? His answer wasn't, well, upload consistently and be cheerful and smile a lot. It was 10 minutes of technicals of, of, because that's, that's, how, that's what YouTube is to him. It's a puzzle to be figured out because the guy's a fucking genius. Yeah. So you know? now um, another guy great under A. Now, I don't think he does it as uh, intentionally as Matt. I didn't even know his name does. But um, his videos are all just the right length, and they seem to get you to watch to the end. His channel crushes it. He doesn't. He gets more views than subs, which is an uncommon thing. He's uh, hysterical too. Yeah. Um, but his videos are just what YouTube is looking for right now. And it's in, like sometimes I like during my YouTube career, YouTube has changed what it wants many times. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, at least three. Right now, they like long-form video for some reason. I don't know why they prefer it, but they seem to. If you make three-minute-long videos, which I enjoy. I've been watching a lot of Demolition Ranch and Vet Ranch and stuff. That's not what YouTube wants you to make anymore. No. He does great, but his videos are all like three to five minutes. And um, YouTube's not looking for that. If, if they change their mind, then he's going to start getting 10 million views a video. And uh, the Game Theory channel is going to start getting you know, 100,000 views a video. Yep. I'm looking at uh, grade A under A right now. And uh, I've been watching this. Con I, I'm caught up. Every one of these videos has a wa watched uh, a signal over it. But look at this. Uh, Things I find stupid, a million views. Prank channels, a uh, million views. Nicole Arbor, two million views. Uh, and this is from a guy with still under a million subscribers. So yeah. he, I mean, it's exactly, exactly that. And look, uh, 10 minutes, 11 minutes, 10 minutes, 11 minutes. That's the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. uh, and another way that I know that that's the sweet spot is because Rhett and Link have a TV show called Good and Mythical Morning. And it does superbly well with the current YouTube algorithm. And uh, it's a, always right about 12 minutes. That's where you want to target. And people watch to the end because they want to see the wheel of mythicality. They want to see what their end card, you know. And uh, they want to see what stupid thing they're going to do at the end. You know, and, God, I'm going to take a shot at Great Under A and I'm going to get blasted for it. But you don't find that he just complains about other people every video? 
it's not my he does. cup of tea. He does, um, and it's there's a lot of griping about other YouTubers and a lot of other stuff. Yeah, but pe people love that, right? Like everybody yeah, loves. Apparently, that. yeah. You know? I mean, I've, I, got, I've got a bunch of watch symbols over him too, so maybe I love it and just hate deny it. You know, I but, mean, like for example, I I'll, I hate even ever bringing them up because I know I'm gonna get <laughs> like a bunch of negative feedback when I say it. But you look at uh, Keemstar, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Keemstar. Uh, you know, he fucks up pretty often, man. And when he fucks up, I'm going to call him on it. You know that, Keem. That said, it's difficult to not watch a show when it's recommended to you because that shit's fascinating to see what crazy shit other YouTubers are doing, what crazy shit's going on in the community. It's just fascinating. I think it's just human nature to want to know that I don't that think shit. he executes on the format really well because he, he, he's not a very good reader. And... um. Uh, he gets news stories wrong, like calling people pedos that aren't pedos yeah, that several was times. Bad. That yeah. was so bad. But he invented a format that was on target. He's, he invented a format that people like. So, so you take you take it one step further away from what he's doing, and then you have what Grade A is doing. And that is considerably more interesting to me and more enjoyable to me because it's uh, it's – that but with an actual opinion built into it too you know and i love that shit i did love great he's just fucking funny that's what really makes great funny. <laughs> yeah. he's just funny if you were you in know, my shoes what's... you'd think drama alert has an opinion built into it too <laughs> well, <laughs> when, yeah. whenever he mentions me and all he does is like read things i wrote i'm like oh thank god that's not even bad when uh when he's like well this part's not verified and then he like invents something that's when it gets ugly I still watch DeFranco for the same reason I watch Grade A, too. I, I, I've been watching a lot of Philip again lately. Mm -hmm. I've been watching him since he was SXE Phil, you know, or Sexy Phil or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but his show is exactly that. It's a little bit of YouTube drama. It's a little bit of celebrity shit. It's a little bit of sports. And it's in that nice little 10-minute bite-sized chunk. And I'll put it on and play a game of Hearthstone. And it's, that's what brings me to it is, is just that little bit of drama, that little taste of drama. Yeah, yeah, we had him on last week. He's a he's a good guy, a good guest. I like him okay. a lot. Yeah. I I will tell you that, and I hate to say this, I thought he was going to be a bit of a jerk the first time I met him because he, uh, when I was watching his content, I thought, oh, he's going to be like kind of gruff and kind of whatever, and uh, I bet in real life he's just not that great of a person to know. And then I met him at VidCon, and he was nicer to me than any other person at VidCon. And I've never met a, a mean YouTuber. I just want to make that very clear. Nobody's ever been anything but nice to me. That's actually true, yeah. But uh, Philip was, like, so nice. He's, like, showing me baby pictures, and he introduced <laughs> me to the wife. And he's like, oh, Boog, I'm so proud of you. I see your channel's doing well. And he's like, how many views you're up to? And he's just complimenting. And he's like, I love the France. He was just so, so nice. And I felt, to this day, I feel bad that I thought that about him. Because it's so far off base, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I I think of him as one of the good guys, but then I I also like. Do you remember Will of DC? Uh, no, I don't remember Will. Uh, he used to do like a YouTube news like sort of update thing. He was very obsessed with me. He he liked me a lot. I met him in uh, at VidCon, and I gave him a pair of FPS Russia panties, and he was very happy to have them. <laughs> yeah, for himself. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I uh, I like Will of DC too. I know that he and Phil had friction somewhere along the way. I don't know what the core of it is, but yeah, I um he works for EA now, and uh, he like I did a thing with EA, and like he was uh, I guess the, I guess you'd call him our handler. You know, he just made sure that we were going to get to where we needed to be, and he was running the, the thing. It was cool. I was like, I, I don't. 
It was a little starstruck. You call sh- All right, we'll call it. Uh, I, I, I always say it because I'm like, I'm like, I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sitting in this chair and like my back is just fucking killing me. Like I keep, sh- I keep shifting positions and moving this pillow like under me and it just keeps hurting. That's right. Well, the, well, the good news is I made it to the end of a PKA. I normally have to check out of these things early, but I just decided, what the hell? Let's see if we can yeah. get through the whole thing. I have the same problem. This lower back man is screaming at me. I hurt mine on a diving board when I was like 13. Uh, it made a cracking noise, and it 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 hurts in like certain weird. If I sit wrong, or in like uh, if I have to sit in the back seat of a truck that's you know not like a full back seat or something, and my knees are higher than like my ass, if that makes sense, sitting, it starts hurting, and it's just excruciating. I should probably get a doctor to look at that, but it's not a thing that like affects day to day life. Yeah, Low I back mean, talk. For, remember, yeah. preventative care. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. You know, get that preventative care. Because I'll tell you, if I had had the, the capacity and the money to go to a doctor when I first had this injury that's led to what this is, I, I would hate the fact that I didn't treat it back then. You know, I, I hate it. I hate it every day. So, Well, check out our uh, sponsors down below. Boogie, is there, what would you like everyone to go check out? What would you like I'll to tell plug? You, I, I'm still making YouTube content on the daily, five days a week, at youtube.com slash boogie2988. And that's a fairly tame uh, version of myself. If you prefer to see the kind of thing I am doing here on PK and talking about the types of things to talk about, check out my Twitch channel. Um, I stream five nights a week, uh, generally very late at night, but that schedule may change. I play a bunch of H1Z1 and I troll in there. I screw with people. I play whatever feels good. I play whatever game is popular, whatever I feel like playing. More importantly, though, I sing and I dance and I make a complete ass out of myself. And a lot of people seem to think it's really super fun to watch. It's twitch.tv slash boogie2988. I'd love it. You can follow me on awesome. Facebook, Twitter. Um, those are my two primary things, boogie2988. And you can watch me get really screamed at a lot by feminists there, if you like, because that's funny. That happens to me a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, it's too bad they didn't find that vagina or you'd have had it made. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, I like the way we ended that. PKA episode 268.